For the next hour, we're going to be presenting to you on video some of the most bizarre and unbelievable things that we have ever presented through television efforts. In my lifetime, I've known some war, and in my lifetime, I have seen some of the bizarre. I've known suffering, but I've never known of the bizarre. I've never known of suffering like you're going to hear about in this video. And I certainly promise you this, it is war. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, jerk-off. and taking all of his fans for the ride. This is Weird Out Loud, the best goddamn DC Comics podcast that I could think of. And bringing it to you is the boy with the toys, Eric Shea. God damn Eric. This is Jim Moore. And this is episode 55, where we'll give you the goodies that DC had to offer this week. Blizzard be damned. Blizzard be damned. And you know what? Recording be damned, Eric. I just tweeted out. God we just it. did an hour, almost an hour and a half of recording that didn't record. I, I, I don't know what happened. We've had some problems with this goddamn Skype, goddamn Skype recorder, <laughs> and it, it's driving me nuts. It really is. And I'm telling you, I almost cried. I am a grown man, Eric. Tears. I did cry a little bit. Tears. I, said, I said I was going to go take a leak. No, I was crying. You went to cry? I yeah. actually just punched a wall. Uh, freaking, I mean Amanda Waller. Was the wall's right name Ethan? <laughs> Rafe. <laughs> All right, Eric. This is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog. Blogspot.com. Yeah, we are proud members of both proud. the Comics Podcast Network and the We Be Geeks Network. Woo! Or network. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. Right? Right. Right. You can follow us on our site at Weird Science DC Comics blog. .blogspot.com, and also on Podbean at WeirdScienceDCComics.podbean.com, Eric. This is what they call uh, paying the bills. <laughs> I don't know why, because we're not getting paid for this, but please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Since we don't get paid, we're not going to beg people for money, correct? Correct. Correct. I thought you had gone. I just said correct. No, because no you were, I'm sorry. You not it's responding. Because... You call, oh, I'm telling you, when we last recorded this, you called oh, me off no, the news, yes. and the news is, it was really low, so I'm trying to find uh, another soundbite real fast. That was the worst. That was the worst. Oh, we actually God. should have waited until you found another soundbite. I'll make my own. I'll make up uh, my favorite quotes from movies. Uh, but yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher, because that's the only way we can win, Eric, and we're winners. We're <laughs> trying to be winners. We're losers, but we want to be winners, and we want to uh, pound all those other podcasts into submission. Excellent. And you know how we do that? With a million podcasts. Because, Eric, we got together last night uh -huh. when the news broke that DC Comics – I'm just going to keep engaging you as you look for these quotes. I'm good um, now. I'm good now. Okay. Uh, last night we got together with Reggie and had an emergency podcast. And, again, that's kind of a joke that I've been telling you forever that every time I uh, – emergency podcast. But last night – I shit got it, real. It called for it. Yeah, shit got real. Did you like my my one tweet I had with the shit as a real number? Did you get that one? That's shit. I got don't real. even think I saw that. Ah, uh, you missed it. But yeah, shit got real. Um, this whole thing had been kind of uh, 
I don't know. Everybody could see something was coming down, and Bleeding Cool had posted that they had heard that there's going to be this renumbering, all this other nonsense. And then Dan DiDio and Jim Lee uh, tweeted out a picture that said Rebirth. Everybody went nuts. Everybody thought Reboot right away. I actually thought they put Rebirth and called it that so that people would realize it wasn't a quote-unquote reboot. But boy, people people were upset. Up in arms. People were. They were screaming and yelling. So we called a, a meeting of the Weird Science Get Fresh crew and had an emergency podcast, which I would love if everybody would go listen to that. And you can hear what our ramblings about what we think this rebirth is. Obviously, nobody has a lot of info. Actually, I had some inside info, though. We had some uh, DC people uh, on the record and off the record tell us what they know and don't know. And I thought that was okay. And I then, enjoyed it. And then we got into a bunch of nonsense. Which As in, usual. Which included a lot of uh, stories about pooping pants. Well, it's a weird science podcast. What else could you expect? And then also a lot of uh, at work, our workplace stories, Eric. It uh. ended up with workplace story time. But, yeah, if you want to hear what we think, go listen to that because we're not going to talk a ton of that rebirth tonight. But, yeah, right now we're going to get on with this, Eric, because I, we've already done this once. Jesus Christ. We should be solid gold now. Freaking an hour and a half of me and you just talking to each other like freaking. I'm going to start crying again. Now get off. Freaking jerks. But yeah, this is the news, Eric. Not this again. You didn't have the, the, the. I had my sound turned down. No wonder it didn't work the first time with the last one. Jesus Christ! Is that why it didn't work the last exactly. time? Exactly. The sound down. Oh my God! You gonna give us that last one then? Absolutely not. We're moving no. on. Too much time has been spent. Freaking, what's eating Gilbert Grape? You had a little Leonardo. Oh my God! I was actually just gonna walk out of the room. I was gonna storm out with that freaking hot water burn baby. <laughs> hot water does burn, baby Eric. I learned that uh, the hard way. It also burns your, your wee-wee sometimes. But yes, the first bit of news is Jonah Hex cast in DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Excellent. I'd like to say that since we read this already tonight that I know this guy's name and I can pronounce nope. it, but I still don't. Uh, Jonathan Sheesh. Sheesh. Sheesh, sheesh, whatever. Sheesh. Come on. Has been, you know what? What happened to the days when guys would change their name so you could pronounce it? Why are those days gone? Two things: if you can't pronounce your name or you're Jewish, you change your whoa, name. Whoa, 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 that's whoa, what whoa. happened? That's old Hollywood. I'm just letting you know. Oh, and I understand. I'm you make it sound like you. that's what you want now. No, no. Well, you know, I'm just saying. Sheesh! This guy should be like Jonathan Star. How about that, Jonathan <laughs> Star? Plus, he's all fancy with that O and that. Jonathan Sheesh, or Star, has been cast to play Jonah Hex in an upcoming episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, according to Deadline. Earlier this month, news broke that DC's signature Western character would appear in an upcoming episode as the team uh, travels in their adventures. I can't read. But yeah, uh, I think this was last week. It really was yeah. recent where they said, yeah, you know what? Jonah Hex is in there. I think they just throw names out there because they, they, they have a carte blanche, as they say in the carte business. Carte blanche. Carte blanche because they're time travelers there. Anything can yeah. happen with time travel. Anything. And like I told nobody last time we recorded this, yes. I didn't know who this guy was, so I looked him up. You sent me a picture earlier in the week, and I you know, I thought he looked perfect for Jonah Hex. I can't wait to see what he looks like with the fucking CGI hole in his cheek. But yeah. 
This guy played uh, the head vampire in one of my favorite vampire movies uh, from 2001 called Forsaken. Forsaken. Hmm. Who? What is Forsaken about? It's pretty much guys uh, like in the desert who get attacked by vampires and trying to find a cure, and they end up killing all the vampires in order to do it. Really? Is there any sexy vampires? Oh, yeah. Well, this guy's in it. He's pretty sexy. Are sure they, is. Are they as sexy as the guys in Lost Boys? And I'm not including Alex Winter in that equation. <laughs> those two other guys. What about that one guy that died? Yeah, well, that's that. He did die. One of those sexy vampires died, but you know who lives on air? Who? Freaking saxophone. Sure does. Epic sax man? Epic sax man. He lives on. That guy still believes, Eric. He still believes. That guy was so oiled up in that scene. And I'm telling you, do you ever put suntan lotion on at the beach? I don't either. And I am a light-skinned man. I'm a light-skinned male. I don't go. Last time I did, I turned purple. That's why I don't go anymore. The problem I have is I really don't like sand sticking to me. And that guy... It's not just – it's not suntan lotion. That guy jumped in a vat of Crisco, and it got in his hair and all that shit. He's, he's still at the beach, and he'd get sand all over him right in his butt crack. He's a sexy man, though. That guy – when I saw that guy in the movie uh, playing that saxophone in that scene in Lost Boys, I don't – I really at that point thought he was humongous. Yeah. Like, he was one of the Barbarian brothers. One of the Barbarian twins, yeah, right, yeah. Those. Uh, he's not that big. Now that I, I'm an older fella and I look, he wasn't. He was in shape, strutting that stuff, shaking those hips, Eric. Epic sax man. But no, he wasn't huge. He wasn't Arnold huge. He had a ponytail, though. All right, where were we? I don't know anymore. The report does not reveal on which episode the team will travel to the Wild West, but there is reports that there will be no saxophone playing. Uh, but it does say that Sheesh, Sheesh's hex could become a recurring character on the series. That's cool. I'm telling that you, I looked, at his, cool. I looked at his picture. The guy has not aged since 2001. He might be a vampire. Yeah, he reminds me of the guy who played John Carter. Yes. John Carter, Eric. Or Gambit. I don't know what or the guy's Gambit. name is. Either one of them. You know, same guy. That guy is a sexy fella as well. Was he also in that Narnia? He I don't think that so. guy, right? That no, guy, you're th- thinking of Prince Caspian? Yeah, no. yeah. I get these guys all mixed up. If you're a sexy guy, they you all go together to me. All you guys, all you sexy guys. I want to be inside you no matter what was your name is. Was he in uh, Magic Mike Double uh, XL? Uh, you could tell me. I have no yes, idea. I, I don't know that he was, but we're going to move on to the next story. And uh, earlier tonight when we didn't record this, Eric, we really got mad about this one. Uh, DC's two free comic book day titles were revealed. And Nonsense. If you remember, we said that these things, this free comic book day, had a little bit of an underground hocus pocus going on. Uh, that the Illuminati and the Freemasons seem to be involved when it comes to picking these books. And uh, I'm telling you, I said then, listen, they make it seem like this this group of people can say like, oh, this is what you submitted? No, thank you. No, they, they no, don't. I no. told you, there's no way that they're going to tell DC, no. But I would have. If I was on this, Seriously. this, if you actually had the veto power, I'd veto these, sele- well, one of the selections, because it says... DC Comics two titles for the year's free comic book day event will be a preview of the upcoming DC Superhero Girls Finals Crisis OGN. Throws oh, me off that Finals Crisis. Yeah, me OGN. too. And a I thought you were fucking it up at first. Yeah, I, I did too. And a reprint of the original New Fifty Two Suicide Squad number one. Good. Really. Good. Really. That, that's uh, that's real smart there, DC. And not, it's not. You know what? It's not smart, but it's typical. Are oh, you shocked yeah. at this? 
And and they go on. Honestly, after what happened with Supergirl, with them having no book around and just throwing a fucking Essentials number one on that Supergirl number one from the New 52, it's like, this is our tie-in book to this TV series. Now, they should have learned by now. I'm yeah, telling you. They, you, you know, what ah, they, you know why they didn't learn? Because if I remember right, that didn't sell poorly. No, it, it, it didn't was, actually. It, pro- it probably beat out freaking Prez. So they're like, whoa, these people are morons. You know I what? Look out suicide. Beat Come Sui- on. They're like, huh? Suicide. Yeah, really. Suicide Squad's coming out, huh? You think we should get somebody, pay somebody to rent? Pay somebody? What are you thinking? This is free Pay somebody. We gotta get get one of those old books. And they're putting out Suicide Squad number one, which I'd like to say is an essential, Eric, but. I don't remember it being essential. Oh, but boom. The, the book got half decent, but right away it turned me like I was not a fan of it. Well, it's described by the publisher, the, their selections here, as a mix of hard hitting action and a big dose of girl power. <laughs> <laughs> These two free comic book day special editions will be available with other publishers' free releases on Saturday, May 7th. And we have the solicits for both, Eric. Suicide Squad number one, free comic book day special edition. And I, I will say the uh, writer and artist, uh, it is Adam Glass writing and artist Marco Rudy. And the funny thing is I have not heard their names since we started this podcast or nope. even the site. Uh, cover artist Ryan Benjamin. It says Harley Quinn. Private Benjamin. Private Benjamin. Freaking G.I. Jane. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and King Shark, Eric. King Shark. King Shark. He's in the movie, right? Yeah. All right. Lead a lethal team of death row supervillains recruited by the government to take on missions so dangerous. They're sheer suicide, Eric. I like that this is definitely the solicit from the first issue. And and then they just add in this next part. Don't miss this first issue as it hits the shelves. Uh, or don't miss this first issue of the hit series before the upcoming major motion picture suicide. That has nothing to do with this no, book. No, nothing. I'm telling you, even this King Shark, I'm telling you, I love this fucking hammer-headed King Shark. It's not even the King Shark they had in The Flash. No. I, and they I, don't have a King Shark in the movie. What are you doing, DC? Get the goddamn writer of the movie to do a fucking little prequel book to the movie, have those characters featured to where they look in the movie, and put that out. Yeah, and get uh, get Bruno Redondo on that. Get, get Bruno somebody. on you, there. You have a lot of guys out there that, you know, Victor Bogdanovich. Work. Victor Bogdanovich. You can get anybody. Just throw them on. Like you said, make it a um, a little bit. You can even have a Suicide Squad uh like a uh, backstory, a prequel like little thing to the movie, yeah. and then add something else in there. You know, Just you can have a double new. issue type thing, something different. Uh, you know, not this, not a four-year-old comic that Almost isn't, five when this comes out. isn't even the team that's in the movie. Again, you, this comes out before the movie, so you're gonna go there. Say you, you go to the shop, and oh, Suicide Squad! I, oh my God, it says get ready for the movie. I'm sure it's gonna have on the cover. Get ready for the motion picture. They'll have a fucking ad in there for it, and somebody is gonna go to the movie thinking King Shark's gonna be in it. You better and, just say that I'm gonna go to the comic because I'm not gonna go to the comic book shop this year because they don't offer me anything I want. Well, we'll, we'll get on to that in the, after I read you this because the next solicit is for the DC Superhero Girls number one FCBD 2000. 2016 special edition uh, the longest freaking title ever and i'm gonna before we pish posh on this i'm telling you i like the idea that they have an all ages book i like the idea they're pushing uh, comics to girls uh it's weird though because this is definitely one that is pushed strictly to girls it seems why it why, appears can't, that way. why can't it be guys uh, why can't it be why can't it be a 46 year old man 
who just likes comics, Eric, and loves a cartoony style comic that he has fun with. Is that so wrong? Not Is it wrong. wrong for that guy this to sit thing. on a park bench with nothing but a trench coat on reading a comic? What is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing well, is wrong with it. We'll that. find out at your uh, hearing, okay? <laughs> well, I said I wanted to be the Flash. You just did not understand what I meant, Eric. No, not at Class all. Class is in session. I hate these solicits. That's so I like this. It's Gotham Academy again. Class is in session. Welcome to DC Superhero High. I guess it's an all-girls school, the way they're talking. Sounds like it. DC Superhero Girls is an exciting new universe of superhero storytelling that builds character and confidence and empowers girls to discover their true potential. And, Eric, if I am a young girl, say I'm nine years old and I hear that, I'm out. I don't need this. This sounds like a uh, a movie that they'd force me to watch in school. Seriously, that, that tells me what they want me to be. This sounds like a comic book you'd see at a goddamn nurse's office in the waiting room. Yeah, it's it's like an after school special. I don't pretty need much. It. I don't need it unless Meredith Baxter Bernie. You don't have to grow up to be laying on your back the whole time. You have potential. Jeez, is that what you're? Are you telling them that, or is that what they're saying in this book? I think that's that's a line in the book. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, I want a uh, after-school special starring Michael J. Fox. He's he's available, right? Of course. Right, and Alan Rickman, Eric. Oh my God! <laughs> Is that too soon? Not too soon. Ah, uh, the special FCBD issue features two exciting action-packed stories from the upcoming original graphic novel DC Superhero Girls Finals Crisis that re that readers of all ages will enjoy. Here we go. It's the day before finals, and the student body is hard at work. Or hardly working. And nothing is going right. Does it ever? Ah, girls. Wonder Woman spars with Cheetah in gym class as Batgirl and Supergirl watch from the sidelines. That sounds amazing. Why do they watch from the sidelines? Because they don't don't like gym class. And here, we talked about this earlier when we weren't recording, and this doesn't make sense to me. Now, listen to this again. Wonder Woman spars with Cheetah in gym class as Batgirl and Supergirl watch from the sidelines. In the next class, the girls sit next to an empty seat. Where could, okay, where could Supergirl be? So she left from the sidelines and, and is missing? She's cutting class. I actually thought that when I first read that, that it was like, they're like, oh, this is what's happening here. Look what's happening now. I, I don't, yeah, she's cutting class. She's suspended now. She's smoking in the girls' oh, room. Oh, she's Supergirl. Don't miss this chance to meet the students as they find out that fun, friendship, and hard work are all part of growing oh, up. Oh, I hate you so goddamn much. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd kill somebody. This is definitely one of those comics where you're – anything like this, where you're at home and your your mom or dad comes home if they actually liked you and said, <laughs> look, I got you one of those funny books that you like. Here you go. And you're like, oh, great. I can wipe my ass with this right now. Like, you bitch. Paper. That's me talking to my dad. Paper. Why didn't you get this digitally? Yeah. The paper. What? What's going on? Oh, and what is this? You got this for free, mom. Thanks a lot. You really care about me. You got something for free. I'm emancipating myself. You jerk. I'm like my colleague Calkin. Except I wish I was home alone. Ay, ay, ay. I'm telling you, this this whole solicit reminds me of when um. It reminds me of all those commercials when they try to get you to, uh, like, hey, this is what real people are like, and it's like a group of kids that never would hang out. You know, you got this real big strong guy, and he's hanging out with the crippled kid. You got the fat kid, kid in the wheelchair. The kid, yeah, the fat kid's there. They're all high-fiving. Everybody's happy. High-five. Hey, high-five. Yeah, there's We're no, forced to be together. Hooray. No yeah, I love this. Oh, my God. It's so bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm what on that, nine I medications. Don't what, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm happy because I'm told to be. I don't <laughs> know what I hate more: the solicit for this book or the fact that they're giving out the uh, Suicide Squad number one. Which do you hate more? Suicide Squad number one, because know. honestly, this could be a fun book to read. And oh, I I, the solicit is terrible, saw, but it could be yeah, fun. I actually saw the book and the preview art. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I do. I I always go with this sort of book. I I always seem to like it. They always are kind of have a charm. So you to liked them. reading it with your kids. Yeah, and I, I it has a charm to them, and I really do think that's what you should do is try to get kids to read. Now, again, you don't need it for the free comic book day. I always wondered why these aren't ones that, uh, like you said, you said in the nurse's office, right. but do something where you give these out for free somewhere. You to send them to schools or whatever. I'm sure they do. But yeah, I this solicits nonsense. Any kid that uh, you know has a spine is not going to read this because they they don't want to be pandered Beat to. Up. Like I got this. you. They don't want to be pandered to. This is like I said where you had the problem with Batgirl to me. As a 46-year-old man who's in touch with the nine-year-old girls, <laughs> I didn't say I'm touching them. That really came out. I was not even joking then. I, was, I don't know what I'm saying. But no, you have this like, oh, let's, uh, let's make up a, a story, and we want to show the kids that we're just like them. So they have texting and stuff. And I've said it all along. That I don't read comics for the heroes to be like me. No. I don't. I don't want to have a comic where oh, I see that Supergirl has the same problems that I do. I don't do my homework and I'm lazy. This dress makes me look fat. Yeah, stuff like that. I I like superhero comics. I don't know. I people are probably up in arms at us now. They don't probably. like us because we're awful people. Uh, we'll hear about that in the mail. Some guy Good. doesn't Good. like us there. All right, I'm going to go on. Uh, and again, the, the end of the story, the moral of the story is DC has no idea what they're doing. Not at all. All right. IMDB, Eric, announced earlier this week that Lauren Cohen will be Martha Wayne in Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah? Batman Maggie v from The Walking Dead. Superman. I could actually see that. I like it. No, do you? Because IMDB tweeted on Friday, uh, which is weird. They usually do not tweet. They're not big tweeters, Eric, of uh, casting news. But they did, and they tweeted that Lauren Cohen will be playing Martha Wayne in the upcoming Batman v Superman movie. And when the actress retweeted it, Eric, I've learned all along in the world here, that becomes fact. Okay. It always becomes fact. If you retweet something, it is fact. Oh, no. Lauren, who plays Maggie in The Walking Dead. Will Jim, play... start, start tweeting out stuff on the Weird Science account about me being you know, the best goddamn lady you've best ever had. Lover. And I will retweet that shit. And fucking, let's get the word out there, man. Eric Shea's the best lover I ever had. Because hopefully we'll make it true, because being a 14-second man is not the way you want to be at a 33-year-old age. What, you, you fuck her twice? Damn right. All right. Maggie from The Walking Dead will play Bruce Wayne's mother, who may not live to see her son become Batman, Eric. That's a spoiler. Thank I you, IMDb. I do not like to spoil things, but she may not get to see her son become Batman. I don't know. I don't Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne, fucking Maggie from The Walking Dead. I like this casting. It feels right. Harry Dean Stanton? No, not Harry Dean Stanton. Not Brain from fucking Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I saw the... Who was who it who plays... Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey D. Morgan. Dean. Oh, I was just going to call him D. Nice. That's fine. Dean Nice, they call him. I don't know. I, I think that... Uh, Martha here uh, went down a little. I don't think that uh, Thomas looks that good. I, I think he's, he's a handsome fellow. I don't How think he's you? that. I think he looks a little older than her. He looks too old. I don't know. That's what I think. What do you think of that? 
I don't like you anymore. No, there's so many <laughs> versions of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, but uh, yeah, uh, they'll be in the movie for two seconds. Exactly. We just be quick sitting thing. there. Because they're not, they're not going to spend a lot of time dealing with Batman's fucking origin. No, or they no. better not, at least. It's weird. Actually, I'm shocked they're even having it. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that this isn't going to be uh, all that. It's going to be uh, Ben Affleck thinking back to something his mom told him. Stuff like that. There's pearls dropping and bouncing. Pearls dropping, crying. Oh, why me? Why me? All right. This next bit of news uh, irritates me. <laughs> Marvel, DC, and more. More. Taking part in live-streamed convention style event at comic shops eric (sighs) i'm telling you i can't even be excited anymore because we already talked about it but this is fucking nonsense yes i i actually thought of cutting this out of the news this time but i am not because it is news diamond comic distributors is spearheading a new convention style event for comic book stores called convention kickoff 2016 actually sounds more like a political thing convention kickoff 2016 on march 5th march 5th scheduled to go from noon to 8 p.m eastern time who's got that kind of time i'm telling you if if you can't figure that out that's eight hours eric that's eight hours convention kickoff 2016 will be live streaming convention style panels to participating comic book stores here we go here's the quote Tens of thousands of fans have poured into Comic-Cons and conventions around the country in increasing numbers. And we think that they're stupid enough. Uh, Increasing numbers. And this is a great way to encourage those fans to visit their local comic shops and kick off the 2016 convention season, says event organizer and guy who seems to be crazy, Phil Boyle of Coliseum of Comics. It's a great way to showcase spring and summer projects from publishers, all the while promoting comic shops as a great place to shop and is, possibly watch TV. In. The thing is, though, the majority of the people that are going to these cons are already people that visit their comic shops. Yeah, and it's it's a con. And they're exactly, going they're going the there for an event. Circumstance. Exactly, they're there for the event. You putting a, a TV and a comic. This would be like. Um, just DC each week and Marvel and all, sending a Blu-ray with their weekly comics that would show clips and things, and nobody's going to sit there for eight hours and watch that. And I'm telling you, I don't care what sort of panels you have. What panel would get you to stand around for eight hours in a comic book shop? And most likely, like everything else, it'll be leaked online beforehand. Yeah, and even, I'm telling you, I think that a lot of these are going to be live-streamed That's going to be so things, weird. And it, it is. It's going to be like, um, well, they go on. The live event will have panels by Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick, as well as from companies such as Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image Comics, Top Cow, IDW Publishing, Boom Studios, Dynamite Entertainment, and Dyna- Diamond Select Toys. And I'm telling you, if these aren't going to be infomercials for the most part... I'll be shocked. I don't know what you're going to have. Like, if you're going to have a live panel, yeah, you'll have a, a moderator and they'll, hey, here's Matt Fraction. Tell us, Matt, what are you working on now? Oh, I'm working on this. Uh, you guys in that comic book store. It's so weird to me? think. Are they going to have, like, a stage, like, like they do at yeah. the cons? Oh, yeah. I think they'll be sitting at a stage. I, oh, I think God, it'll it's all be, be set up. They're going to try to make it like a con. And I think it's ridiculous because people go to these cons. I'll never go to one, they're too crowded. 
Uh, I'm just maybe saying, it's though. for me. Maybe I'll go and watch the <laughs> No, TV. you won't, because I eight won't. goddamn hours. I'm fucking, you have panels. Panels last, you know, 45 minutes. You get up, and then you do some stuff. You go to the next panel. You fucking move around. You're not stuck yeah, in a goddamn small go, comic you shop. You go to lunch. You look at the hot lady in the cosplay, the hot yeah. dudes. You do all that. You, you mingle. You buy, yeah, you buy some stuff, but it's not, these people are going to be, Already visited their comic book store for the most part. People who would be interested in this. This isn't like something like a free comic book day, maybe, that you're going to get anybody. Nobody's coming up to us at work. Uh, coming up. Because even last year, I think the one freaking piece of crap at work even knew it was a free comic book day. He had right. heard it on the news or something. But nobody's going to say to, like, hey, Eric, you're heading to that virtual. Convention kickoff 2016 live streaming convention style panels at our participating comic book store? Of course they won't because yeah. they know my answer is always fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. But really, what would get – this isn't something that is easy to explain to people no? and it's not exciting. I don't it's even understand exciting. exactly how it's going to work. I, I don't either, but I'll tell you what it says here. It says that as an extra enticement to get people, Eric. <laughs> Participating retailers, I know, I keep, retailers will be selling four convention style exclusive variants. Uh, no, these aren't convention selling. style because these aren't things that people want. And, it, and it's weird. You're trying to entice them there by selling more stuff. Uh, during the event, they'll be selling Batman, Arkham Knight, Batgirl, and Harley Quinn number one. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, thank you. Ba uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number one. And Iron Fist scares me. It does. It sounds like something that somebody wants to do to me that I don't. Great want, American Challenge. I don't want to have done. Uh, Jonesy number one. Jonesy. I don't know what that is. And a figure bank model to look like Star Wars's R four G nine. Now everybody out there, just think to yourself, who is R four G nine? Because before the podcast and before we recorded the first time, we had to look it up. Yeah, because uh, you said. We're we're Star Wars fans. I yeah, love I, Star Wars. I used to have a club at school in junior high, fucking just talking about Star Wars. See, you are admitting that you got the shit kicked out of you. No, I was a Star big kid. Wars. Fuck that noise. Yeah, they they didn't know. All they had to do was punch oh, you yeah, one. Totally, not in the done. face. Yeah, yeah, the money maker. R four G nine. For those who don't know, and the, those who know are shaking their fists right now. They've already been beaten. Is up. Uh, basically the astromech of Obi Wan Kenobi. It, it's got like a gold. In the prequels. In the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Prequels. prequels. That's what you want to do. I, I, Golden yeah. Age of Star Wars oh, right yeah. now with prequels. this new trilogy, said, and we're going to remind everybody of the prequels with this stupid ass droid nobody asked for. After hearing about this, the Suicide Squad number one, I have a feeling that Marvel and Disney are allowing DC to pick this because <laughs> this is just like who wants this? I again, these people who collect things, they just want it to to have it. I would have said a gold R two D two. I I don't. I would have had BB eight. Or I, I, I would I know, have I'm telling you, but if they R2 were forced D2. to have the R4G9, I just would have said a gold R2D2. That's what you would announce it as? Yeah. I think that no Star Wars fans would get pissed. And I guess that's what you're getting for the Star Wars fans aren't going to show thing. up anyway for it. I'm going to try to tell it to other people if who don't you have, know. If you have Star Wars' uh, R4G9 fucking bank, and you think this is a collector's item that people are going to get, you don't need to live stream this stupid event. You just uh -huh. have that. Again, I'm going to go there. You're going to stand for eight hours, right? Yeah. What what are you at a comic book store? What does it benefit anybody to have somebody stand there for eight hours? Because if this was a restaurant or a bar, you would think, yeah. oh, these people are going to eat and drink. Oh, my God, that's where we make our money. Somebody who stands in a comic book store for an hour, 
Two hours, three hours, four, eight hours. I Tony, don't think you're going to, after six hours, go, you know what? I think I'll buy another book. Like my buddy Tony's shop, I used to hang out. But I had the stuff that I was buying, and that was it. And well, I used to hang out I mean. for hours. And you're we used to bullshit. There, I'd like, help work and shit like that. Like most people at Free Comic Book Day, they go and buy something, Eric. That's Hell yeah. Not me. No, no, not you. That you is called Free Comic Book Day, Eric. Not Buy Something Else Comic Book Day. Free <laughs> Comic Book Day. It's also called The One Day the Comic Book Store Sees Jim Werner. <laughs> That's why I think they have it, just so that I can return I think and I've, grab I've, their I've, shit and run. I think I've said it a hundred times before, but every time it's Free Comic Book Day, I go and buy a tray because I feel bad just yeah, grabbing do. something and running. Now, this... I'm this, not going out this year. No. Uh, with, yeah, back to that. But even this, are you going to... What could make you? What could be announced? And I don't want to hear a certain person naked or something, but what could be announced in this live streaming that would get you there? A weird science panel. Oh, really? A weird science panel? Well, then we'd be at the panel. We wouldn't be at the comic shop. No, I'm not doing it on the day. This is pre-recorded. It's already been leaked. Oh, okay. It's already been leaked. That would be great. We just start. Uh, It's a panel. It's Evine Live replay. It's actually us in a panel with Dan DiDio talking about rebirth. And we're. I don't know how long it would take before we get kicked off for talking about shitting our pants. Or uh, masturbation. No, as soon as, see, as soon as they see me in the eye patch, what the fuck are they doing here? Yeah, they're like, there's a guy in the eye patch, and why is that other guy wearing a mask? A luchador mask. <laughs> because I would. I'd have the luchador mask on. I'd go out, do the 619 on Dan Dio, knock him the fuck out, Eric. And then we take <laughs> it over. And you know what? That would probably be the most exciting thing in that whole That'd guy. That'd be an amazing panel. panel. Then all of a sudden, Kelly Sue DeConnick comes, gives me a fucking atomic leg drop. I'm done. She knocks me out. She wins, Eric. That's what I want. You throw in the yes, you throw in the middle of this a full out battle royale of, of fucking comic book creators. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Yeah, you're de- I'm down. You, you have some eating competitions in the middle of there. You have guys from you have wing DC, eating competition. Wing eating competition. Marvel versus DC. Go. Bam. And, uh, there you go. Uh, why don't they have us doing this? Because boy, I wouldn't mind that. I'd be in. But yeah, they have all this, and we are just goddamn serious. And then I get the R four G nine bank and break it over your fucking goddamn head. How do you how do you like that? Can I just be Gallagher, come oh out in suspenders and a striped shirt with the fucking sledgematic to you it? You could do that. Uh, and then I am actually going to come. Hey out kids, remember who Gallagher is? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be Iron Fist. That's what I'm gonna be. Uh, and I'm gonna come out and talk like Hulk Hogan there. Brother, Hulk Hogan. Listen here, brother. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah. This uh, the big part of this news is that this was announced this week, as far as we know. I don't know. Comic book stores must have known about this earlier. Hopefully, but it was just leaked to the to the crowds, to the people, because it says at the bottom, interested retailers have until January 25th to sign up to be part of this event. Eric, um, what what day is it today? Well, right uh, today now, is the, today is the 24th, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's the 24th now, and. Um, that's pathetic because it's 12:30 right now. We're not even done the goddamn news. Everything in the Holy world. Holy moly! But yeah, they have a they have one more day. <laughs> Sign up, guys. This hot <laughs> event. I wonder what it takes. I wish that we did own a comic book store so we'd know what. Well, it I was takes. going to, but I didn't win the Powerball. Yeah, I know. I wonder if they actually have like how many things they have to get or what they have to pay to do this because it just sounds like nonsense. It really sounds like a bunch of nonsense, Eric. Uh, but we're going to go on with the last bit of news, which is kind of a uh, just a shout-out. Uh, the Rebirth did get announced, this whole thing. 
uh, was leaked or announced. I don't know what you can say. Is it announced when you really yeah. don't have any info? They put a tweet out that makes yeah. it like there. And I'll just say right now, I don't. I like that they tweeted that. They're trying to get some hype. But the way things are going with DC right now, I don't know that that was a good idea because everybody assumed the worst. And Up people, in arms. People were going to jump off bridges and uh, buildings. And it seemed to me that most of the reaction was negative. Are you with me? Well, honestly, anymore, like people give us shit about being negative. It seems like most of the freaking reactions to anything DC does anymore is negative. It is true. We are fans. We want DC to succeed, even though they do dopey shit yeah, that we have yeah. to fucking bust um, them on. Well, we'll see about this rebirth because we did have an emergency podcast. And if you want to hear us go in depth about go what we think it is, go listen to that. But what we do think it is, just for people who don't want to listen to that, uh, in Fuck June, <laughs> July, this summer, probably June. They're going to renumber some of the big books. They're going to start back at a number one. They're going to pull a Marvel. This is Oops. what Marvel does. And uh, it's not going to be a change of continuity. It's going to be more of what they consider the classic versions of characters. But all that means is... Meat and potatoes. And it means that Batman isn't a robot. It Ray. means that, you know, Hal Jordan may actually be a part of the Green Lantern Corps Superman and, not, and not wearing a fucking trench coat or a, what do you call that? A formal coat a like duster? a goddamn stupid ass Eric Shea. That's uh, what it means. Or just because you, you don't have any goddamn class, you're going to call me stupid. I'm telling you, this is Go uh, shit your pants some this more. is not a bust on me, but a short fellow like me, you, you don't wear long coats. They, they're it's they're not a good look. Long. <laughs> My, you're, you give me like a tuxedo. It's now a formal coat to me, and I look <laughs> like Jonah Hex. Uh, no, but I think that uh, there's going to be new creative teams. It was announced or kind of leaked that. Uh, Scott Snyder's leaving Batman to go to Detective Comics. Um, and also these renumbered number ones will also probably be the books that are going to be twice a month. Uh, so you're going to get like a Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Superman. I've even heard uh, talk that the Titans hunt that's going to end and become Titans might be one of these. Uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah. But I said to you, the big thing to me is that uh, it's going to be the creative teams. If these creative teams come out and kick ass like you're really – pumped up about them and then i think it succeeds yeah um, i'm telling you that's all we wanted for the april is to see the creative changes and what got canceled i mean we are really interested in creative changes and right now yeah i want to see it in green arrow i want to yep. see it in aquaman actually aquaman did get a creative change i yeah, haven't yeah, really yeah. seen that yet but but we don't know like we said the, um jeff johns had um had tweeted and hinted at that they were going to do the seven seas thing aquaman, aquaman yeah and now it hasn't happened yet so i think there's a couple things that point to this not being a reboot that some people are afraid of and that's one of the things before and we no even started recording you're like whatever happened to that raven mini yeah that raven mini that they promised. not in the legends tomorrow out. nope that's still out there that was going to be marv wolfman yeah. And uh, that isn't out. But the other thing being is that we had gotten confirmation from a couple creators off the record that their books uh, are continuing until at least August. So this is not going to be a full-out reboot. This it is going will be to a be, rebirth. Yeah, it's a, a rebirth. Basically, it's something for DC to apologize to everyone for losing their way and getting back to the basics. And yeah, I actually think I said before when we recorded and it didn't freaking record Eric, that I even think there's a possibility that Jeff Johns would go to like a flash. He'd return to flash. I don't think amazing. he'd return to green lantern. Um, but Aquaman? I think that, uh, or Aquaman, I but think he's got that the seven seas, but I'm, he's make, I'm actually going to, I'm making the call right now. Flash. Jeff Oosh. Johns Flash, and that kind of leads. Jeff from, Johns Wonder Woman, and that's Bam. like that. Uh, it's like a re the rebirth too. 
because it yeah. is a play on those uh, those arcs. Of yeah, those books. Jeff Johns grabbed a hold of these books, rebirthed them, and they became fucking hits. Yeah, uh, so I think he is do that to the universe, involved. Jeff. Yep, do it to every book. That'd be awesome. The rebirth means that he's on seven books now. Seven <laughs> he's a busy guy. Books. But yeah, we think that there'll be a change in Wonder Woman, which it needs it desperately. Um, Superman needs it. Uh, that's more just the story. Again, the meat and potatoes there. Get back to the basics. Try to get people back in. It's going to give some hype. You get the number ones to get some sales. And uh, hopefully that kicks off and uh, does well. But, yeah, if you want to hear us talk more about that and the solicits uh, that came out, April solicits, go to the emergency podcast. that will be right under this one on your player download or whatever it is. But, yeah, we're going to kick off uh, or stop the news because that's it, Eric. That's the news. Do I need to hit hot water burn baby again? No. Okay. Uh, hopefully it recorded this time. But we're going to go oh, and talk to your favorite professor, Eric. Professor, <gasps> professor DC. DC. Oh, what's he he is going to talk about bloodlines and jam. Excellent. Science DC Comics Blog.blogspot.com podcast presents Professor DC in Fast Times at Bloodlines High. That's better. Entry. Mr. Hand. Well, uh, were you uh, were you going somewhere tonight, Jeff? Yeah, a graduation dance. It's the last school fiesta of the year. Hmm, well, I'm afraid we've got some business to discuss here, Jeff. Did I do something wrong, Mr. Hand? According to my calculations, uh, Mr. Spicoli, uh, you wasted a total of uh, eight hours of my time this year. And rest assured, that is a kind estimate. Now I have the unique pleasure of squaring our account. So Bloodlines was a line-wide comic book event that DC Comics ran during the summer of 1993 in a bunch of annual issues. Seven alien parasites come to Earth and start sipping the spinal fluid of various humans, and they have that gnarly mouth-in-a-mouth thing from the movie Alien. But some humans have a gene that gets awakened from having their spine sucked, and this creates the new bloods. A batch of about a bazillion forgettable heroes invented in order to compete with the parade of bland, murderous heroes being churned out by Marvel and newly formed Image Comics at the time. Enter Jam, a totally prodigious surfer dude that was transported to the 31st century by the parasitic aliens because of reasons. Jam was a righteous dude with a backwards baseball cap and radical blonde surfer hair that was all the rage in 1993. He developed the ability to make people do what he said, which he actually used to pour effect by making the Legion of Superheroes give him a tour of the future. After almost killing the Legion accidentally, they send him back to the 21st century where he's probably surfing Waikiki and getting buku pussy, right Mr. Hand? I think I've made my point with you tonight, huh? Mr. Hand, do you have a guy like me in class every year? You know, a guy who you make an example of? You'll find out next year. This has been a presentation of Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast. 
be sure to visit our website at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com and email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. All right, we're back, Eric. Goody. You like that Bloodlines? I loved it. You like Jam? I Bloodlines love Jam. And, Bloodlines and Jam either sounds like a detective TV show or a kick-ass sandwich. <laughs> Give me some of that Bloodlines and Jam. That sounds like a gross-ass sandwich. <laughs> Bloodlines and Jam. That's like when uh, my I was in England. It's going to be my band name. Yeah, in England. Jam and the Bloodlines. My uh, grandfather uh, wanted me to try something. He's like, oh, you should try this. It's blood sausage. And I said, oh. No, Grandpa, that, that sounds, sounds disgusting. crazy. Well, oh, no, it's just it's just the name. And then I start eating, and I go, well, what is it? It's blood. It's blood. I spit it out. It was awful. Right, uh, and stupid old face. Days, yeah, my freaking, he, luckily he's dead. Oh, yes, Eric, we're up to listener mail. Listener mail, and we're going to start off. Well, first off, I'll start off by telling you, you should email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And... We'll read anything, right? You send in that email, we will read anything, and that is going to be proven once again by our first mail, which is from Tim. All right, Tim. Tim says, Dear Jim and Eric, I am a big DC Comics fan and try Mm -hmm. to listen to every DC comic podcast that comes out. Wow. I was thrilled when I saw you had one. Oh, thank you. I have checked out your reviews, mostly Batman. And consider you to be one of the better review sites out there. Nice. Boy, this is positive, Eric. Very positive. Positive mail. Why would we say that this proves that we'll read anything? Why would we say that? Well, he goes on. That's why it's so upsetting that you have to put together such an awful podcast. (laughs) How can you say you are DC fans when everything that comes out of your mouth is negative? Try helping DC. We get that label. Try helping DC promote the books instead of tearing them apart. Okay, so you want us to lie to everybody. I got you. What, are we getting a paycheck? The last time I checked, they needed the help. And it isn't. And isn't that what a fan podcast is all about? No. No, it's not. I, I, I said, here's the thing. Reggie actually said it when I, I sent this to him when I first got it because, boy, I was about to jump off a bridge. Actually, I was angry. Then I was sad. Went through all the emotions. It's like a Meryl Streep movie. Jesus Christ. But um, I don't know. Reggie said he doesn't consider us a fan podcast. We are just a podcast. We're a podcast that we love DC Comics. We talk about them. We have a site that reviews them. Yeah. But I think what this guy thinks is like this is a celebration of – it's not. He thinks it's a cheerleading squad. Yeah, no, because then he says, plus – who do you think wants to hear the lowbrow stuff you guys talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the quote-unquote listeners whose mail we all know you make up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best, as you said it right, too, is that we're too goddamn lazy to Jesus write Christ. Why hey, Eric, I need you to write five mails. Fuck yeah. yourself. Hey, Eric, uh, this week, your manship and pistol, I'll be Paul and Red Robert. All right, he says, I want to hear positive comic book talk about my favorite publisher, not a play-by-play description of a sex move. Uh, Periscope? Yeah, he was listening to Periscope. We're here to enlighten and entertain, Eric. I could go on and on about the ridiculous use of profanity. 
Oh my god, making, it's so ridiculous. Making fun of the news stories and the awful reckless and daycare guys. But I'd rather go listen to a podcast with real DC fans that aren't just trying to be shock jock. I want somebody who will freaking tell me what I want to hear. Yes, I want to hear that everything I think is right, and I want to get bored. Uh, I'm not sure you will read this, but I won't be listening anyway. Tim. Good, good. He'll be listening. Yeah, you think so? I could like tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, he's not listening. I can say. Yeah, that, it doesn't right? matter. I can say. Uh, it doesn't matter if he was listening. He should just go listen to something else then. Nobody wants you. P.S. Oh God. I also really hate Eric's voice and can't read his reviews without hearing it now. Ugh. So I brain fucked him with my yeah, voice. You did. You brain fucked. So him. I don't like my jerk off voice either. I can understand where he's coming from with that, but. Now you have my voice stuck in your head whenever you read a review? It's this guy's insane. I think the guy has that voice in his head at other times, too, when he's by himself, maybe. Hey there, so. Tim. <laughs> How about we get down by the fire, and I'll do a periscope on you. Bite, bite that pillow, Tim. Bite. Ooh, bite it hard. Ooh, puppy. No, no tears. No tears, Timmy. <laughs> no tears. Daddy's home. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Tim. Go fuck yourself. I, I'm telling you, I got so upset, and I even said... How to can you, you like, call yourself a fan of DC Comics Podcast and give us a bad review? Yeah, really. Actually, How dare you? It, it, next thing, you say that now, and he's going to go to iTunes and give us a bad review. Um, then yeah. I'd really be upset. Uh, but yeah, I got upset about this, and I even thought, like, maybe he's on to something. Because I, I look at all these others. Now, this actually came at a night where I was looking at another DC podcast, uh, iTunes, and how they have a lot of uh, good reviews. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I really think that this is me being pretentious and, and uh, crazy and paranoid. Right. Half of these reviews actually commend them for not being us. I'm telling you, <laughs> half of them are like, I'm sick of listening uh, to that foul mouth negative podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. It seems like we're one of the only explicit podcasts in this DC, you know, roster here. I wonder if they're talking about us and then they're like, yeah, these other guys seem to want to talk about masturbation all the time. And yep. you guys tell the news and you guys are hilarious. And I'm like, I, I was getting so upset. And then Tim sends his goddamn email and I read it and I was just I, I was furious. I was I was I was, <laughs> a little, I was a little sad. And I'm like, maybe we should make a new business plan maybe it would have benefited us we to have a act plan? Like, yeah well we will we'll, we'll fake the funk we'll act like everything at dc is great we will not maybe we'll tell a knock knock joke each each episode no uh, foul language nothing Polish knock knock joke no no oh. that's that's offensive just knock knock joke like knock knock who's there doorbell repairman doorbell repairman who no that's it that's it and we're done but that's it done all right tim you you won that's it. Generic podcast 101. Here we go. Uh, fuck you, Tim. The next one is from Craig. <laughs> Craig has a great. Oh, Craig. Craig has a great history of uh, ripping me apart than you. And let's see what he's up to now. Craig says, "Dear Jim and Eric, Jim, as an ex-singer, and I'll tell you, Craig, you're never an ex-singer. Once you're a singer, you're a singer for life, baby." If by some pointless chain of events you had to sit on a stool while singing, which song would you choose? Would it be Everyone Has to Learn Sometime by the Corgis or an acoustic version of Night Train? And I, I'm, I'm hoping that is the Guns N' Roses song because it would be of those two. It would be Night Train. 
Um, but I don't know. I'd probably like, fly me to the moon, Eric. How you got to croon that shit up. I don't know. I probably wouldn't sit there on a stool singing to myself. It actually reminds me of like William Shatner doing friggin' Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. I'm there. I'm friggin' loosening up the tie. All right. And he says, and when will Professor DC get ro- get around to Willoughby Kipling? Probably good never. Question. Probably never. I'll have to ask him. Keep up the brutally average work. Thanks. Nice. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, I know Craig. Craig's a closeted lover. <laughs> that came out wrong. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Closeted lover, Eric, of mine. All right, we're going to move on with Pistol. And Pistol sent in a lady mail, so you don't even know what he's going to say. I have say. no idea. What's yeah, up, Pistol? Right. Pistol says, hey, Jim and Eric. First off, I got to say thank you to Jim for taking me off the ledge after I heard about the DC Rebirth relaunch, though I'm still not particularly happy. I was really devastated when I heard, and it's hard to explain why. I was worried that with new number ones, there was going to be an all-new continuity, and I really can't be bothered with all that again. And as much as some people didn't like the new 52, I was worried that stuff like Court of the Owls was going to be made irrelevant. And that's not going to happen. They, they're not going to push all this stuff with Grayson and, and uh, Robin Moore and then just wipe it clean. It's not happening. They're not doing a reboot. Uh, with this new relaunch suspected to move the books in line with the upcoming movies and the ongoing TV shows, I'm concerned there may be a drop in quality in the books as the creators pander to the uninitiated masses who pick up a comic because they really like Margot Robbie as the Joker's girlfriend in that Squad movie. And uh, again, we did mention this last night that we heard that they're going to kind of skew towards the TV show deal. And the movies, yeah. And the movies. I don't think that I don't think that they're going to do something like that with the Batman and Superman books. Uh, though I do think they might try to get what I would say the magic of the TV shows. Does that make sense? Kind I don't. Th- I do not think it would shock me. I'm not even going to say that this is impossible, but you'd have a um, a arrow that looks like Stephen Amell. I don't think they're going to go that much. Uh, he looks enough like the Green Arrow anyway, but I yeah. think what they're going to do, I would say that they're going to try to get the fun of the TV shows back in the books. Um, I think that most people should have learned by now in the business that just because a TV show is a huge hit does not mean a comic sells. Uh, it just doesn't go that way. It doesn't seem to be right. Or no, right now, no. Flash, Arrow, they would be the biggest books, and they're not. I don't think it's well, for one thing, Green way. Arrow is a goddamn werewolf right now. Yeah, well, that's crazy. And again, it, people are upset about that, but the run before Ben Percy came on in the DCU was pretty much a TV show run. It oh, was, yeah, they introduced Felicity, they, they had, had Diggle, Diggle in there. Yeah, they were all in there. Uh, it's weird right now to think that they should be out there somewhere. Where are they? Where's Diggle and Felicity? Kicking it. Yeah, they're kicking it all right. But yeah, um, I, I don't think that's as bad a thing as people think if, if it if it gets ridiculous yes but if it's people i'm gonna like take a wait shows, and see kind of yeah, but, uh, just the shows people like them because they're fun I and i think that that's what they need in the books as well flash and arrow should be fun books that's yeah, why man. they pick them for tv shows they're fun characters they have fun things that go on uh and i want that in the books that's all i really want from flash and arrow and i have enjoyed uh the flash book um, now, again, they did say uh, that with this rebirth, they're going to rename them as well. And I, I made the joke like all new Flash. Flash, yeah. I wonder if they're going to call Green Arrow Arrow because they could. Well, they shouldn't because Green Arrow now goes by Green Arrow in the show. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
but it's still called Arrow. But yeah, people would be upset at that. But yeah, uh, Pistol goes on. I hate that squad shit. Spelling it fucking spell it fucking right, assholes. And he's saying the S Q W A D squad. Who's doing that? Uh, he is. He's mad oh. at himself. Pistol oh. sits there and yells at himself all the time. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that being someone's introduction to a comic, but I fear there may be some dumbing down and even more Harleying of DC's new lineup because of it. And again, if you're talking about going from this goddamn werewolf and uh, freaking Day of the Dead goddamn Green Arrow, I-, I don't mind it being dumbed down. Maybe dumbed down is what that book needs. Hell yeah, man. You know, trying to be too smart for the room yeah, right now. It's not know. working. Sometimes that is the case. Speaking of which, six Harley books in April? What the fuck? It's true. So you don't have to worry about them Harleying up the universe. They're already doing it. They already did it. And all the main Harley books are being written by Palmiotti, I think. And there is uh, Rob Williams is doing the uh, April Fool's Fool's special. And um, Frank Thierry is on with this gang of Harley story. He's writing it with Palmiotti. So So at least that's something different. I think that's more of Palmiotti saying this is what it's all about. You have these characters. Go with it, uh, Frank. And uh, Frank Terry is a great writer. I think that maybe that will be good, though I don't know that the Gang of Harley story is strong enough to make a mini out of. Uh, well, it's like the Harley uh, Harley Power Girl mini. Yeah. It should have been great because that storyline was great, but when yeah. they fucking did their own thing, it was terrible. Well, and it was one of those. The story was great. Uh, the Power Girl, Power Girl losing her memory, and Harley convincing her that their superhero team that does good, and it was a great story. It was a great idea. It showed that Harley, it was like Harley with a heart of gold. She always wanted to be a hero. Well, even what we're dealing with lately in the Suicide Squad, where she doesn't want to be a monster yeah, anymore. Yeah. But this gang of Harleys, again, it just doesn't seem like it has enough uh, beef to to make six issues about. We've had huh? that many issues in the regular run, and it wasn't good. Ay Why can't someone else have a crack at writing Reese's? But yeah, there's going to be a couple other things. And yeah, Rob Williams is on that special. And I really like the specials. I've liked the uh, Harley specials. Yeah. They're fun. It's something different. It's a more specific thing. It's more of an annual. And I actually and, uh, really look forward to that uh, April Fool's uh, yeah. special. And that sounds pretty cool, Rob Williams. Uh, yes. Anyway, great podcast last week. And the emergency podcast was awesome too. And never was one. Uh, more needed. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's what I said to Eric. I said we have to have it. I hope we all manage to so get this year in comics together, whatever it brings. Thanks, guys. Love Pistol, Obsidian, Blackbird, McKnight. Thank you, Pistol. Yeah, thanks, Pistol. And next is Maddie D. Hey, Jim and Eric. What's up, Maddie D? Hey, Maddie D. I again enjoyed another podcast this week as I have been swamped at work, and your show helps the day go by quickly. I, I do that as well. I yeah, I listen to podcasts all day long. I forget about that awful job. Sometimes I can't help but laugh, which causes my coworkers to make odd faces at me. <laughs> well, not much more to say. Really wish Stitcher would let me put up another review to help you move up in whatever delusional <laughs> race you have in your head. Don't care for iTunes or Apple, uh, but maybe I'll create an account and then delete it after I left a review. Yeah, that's yeah, what Devil that. Dead did. That's, everybody should do that. Just you make that account. Rate us and review us and get the hell out of there and head for the hills. Eric doesn't have an iTunes account. Not at all. Nah, that requires some more work than I really want to do. Just lazy. It is well. Think I'll crack open my long boxes and look for something to read. 
Thanks for putting up a cool message board. It's great to post stuff with fellow comic enthusiasts that have more than one brain, one or two brain cells and are willing to discuss stuff with thought. I, 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 Matty D is one of the guys on that message board. And again, if you go to the site, you, there's a little thing in the top menu, message board. All it's for, it's not, Manship's afraid that it's like <laughs> trying to take place of the comments. It's not. Actually, I put it up. It's not even for me or you. I put it up because a lot of times the people in the comments seem to want to talk together. Yeah. And I thought that it would be a pretty cool thing to have the people go to our site, talk together. It doesn't have to be about us or the reviews. Just talk. Talk about what you guys like. Just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, really. I jump in all the time. It's freaking. I funny. actually keep people don't even like people don't even want to hear from me. I just jump in and say, "Hey guys, it's <laughs> like any party I went to when I was a kid." Hey, <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? They just walk. It's like a group that just shuffles away from me every time. <laughs> like, God damn it! I want to play pin the tail on the donkey. All right. What kind that, of parties were you going to? That, that, I'm telling you, that's I didn't go to parties after I was like 12. I stopped oh, going. I was allergic to hops, Eric. Allergic to hops. <laughs> Went to college and that allergy left me very quickly. All right, uh, that was from Matty D, the president of the Lazy Hermits of America League. Thank you, Smash. Thanks, Thanks Matty D. Oh, thanks Matty for, D. Jesus Christ. For, Matty D's freaking making me remember these goddamn parties now. It's very upsetting. You're going to go cry now? Nobody liked me. I was, I don't Who know. likes you now? You know what? Yeah, but the thing was then, I was very quiet. I was a quiet kid. And when you're a quiet kid, everybody just thinks you're weird. <laughs> or if you're good looking, they think that you're a snob. They thought I was weird, Eric. Of course they did. They really can. thought I was weird. Uh, it upset I wonder where me. you're going with that one. <laughs> it upset me. I wanted to be the guy who was supposed to be pompous. Actually, it's true, too. If you stay quiet long enough, people think that you're smart. I got or away a psychopath. With Eh, that's when you like rubbing your hands together and giggling. Or just fucking mumble to yourself yeah. like a goddamn lunatic. Mumble. All right, the next one's from Brandon. Well, thank you all very much for my personal favorite, the emergency podcast that occurred this week. That's two now in 2016, Eric. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he considers the award show an emergency podcast. So this begs the question, Jim, how are you obviously squeezing this extra work out of Eric? I don't know. I, I just demand it. I yelled at him. We're hey, we're doing it. this. God damn it. Do we have to? Yes. God. Yep. I said, I think it was before we were going to have an emergency podcast after the first Supergirl. <laughs> and you wouldn't go for that. Absolutely not. You actually, the problem is, it was big enough news that you were like, Okay, you you did it. Uh, it was a big it deal. It was begrudgingly, but yeah, we. we I was just a little it. pissed off because it's really put me behind this week. No, behind, behind in your work. Have you upgraded to paying him an Imaginex toys instead of the ever-popular clicks and empty promises? Well, I did get a new Imaginex toy last night, and it was awesome. It's a Thunder Punch Batman. And he looks like the Batman in the mecha suit from Batman v Superman. A donkey Punch Batman. Mecha suit? you said? Donkey Me Punch Batman. This is what Tim's talking about, man. Yes. Whatever <laughs> goes on regarding how the sausage is made in PA, keep it up. Your attempts to work Eric to the bone, it's very amusing. Yes, working you to the Boom. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on Legends of Tomorrow? Did you watch it yet? Well, there, we could talk about that, or we could wait a little bit, because there's a new TV segment apparently say, this week. Yes, there's going to be a new segment on the podcast called Eric's TV Time. That's what I call it. Did you I actually... Call I, I did. I said, uh, shut up. My stories are on. That's what it's called, shut up your stories. <laughs> My stories are on. Nice. Uh, Rip Hunter has quite a few line deliveries in the beginning of that episode that are podcast worthy. Oh, dude. He's the... like, don't put fucking 
baby burn magic. <laughs> Hot water burn baby, put fucking Rip Hunter. Dude, I'm telling you, you haven't watched Legends Tomorrow because you're an asshole, but uh, Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter is amazing. Arthur Darville. You remember him from Roy, from uh, Doctor Who. I really like I really like him. And now he's back time traveling again, and he's a badass on top of it. Yeah. His delivery is B-grade horror movie type stuff. I was he's full of shit. Loud. He's awesome. Anyway, I did overall end up enjoying it. It was a little over the top, hard, but I dug it. But it would have currently fall behind Flash and Arrow as much-watched DC TV. Still better than Gotham or Supergirl, though. Uh, well, I, I asked you this last week before it go. Uh, where is it now? You have now watched the first episode where does it fall in your rankings? I'm telling you, I got really excited while watching it, and I did not care for this last episode of Arrow too much, so now it is Flash, Legends, and then Arrow. Okay, so it is Flash, Legends, and Arrow. That's, That's what, what I thought it would be, but you know, yeah. Legends might jump up, because it is an awesome fucking roster. Really? Well, you know what? It's kind of like a, a new girlfriend, though. You, you know, you got the new girlfriend smell yeah. going, and uh, got my nose in there deep. exciting, you know, you like to hold hands and stuff, and friggin' give it time. You fucking my 16th? Give it time, you don't even want to be in the same goddamn room with it. Ah, uh, yes. And it. Then, you know, it. Well, I don't have, I was saying the TV show, that's why I said Oh, it. okay, I thought you were talking about Jess. No, no, no. Well, I don't have much that's time. that's true, too. Yes, well, I don't have much time this week. Don't say that. She's going to come and yell at us. Shut up. <laughs> I'm being crushed with family gathering things, gathering things all last weekend, and now this weekend, too. I'm so sick of these people. They don't go away. For Christ's sakes, it was just Christmas and Thanksgiving. Throw in, like, uh, Labor Day. You could be like us. Ours was dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have any, you know, you, you at least have people that care about you, Brandon. Look, look at us. Look at us. This is why we do this podcast. We have no, nobody else. No one. We have nobody else. We we pray and beg for your guys' acceptance because we that's all we get. Absolutely. At least on the positive side of it, all my middle brother will inevitably say or do something stupid once he drinks three beers. So I have that to look forward to. I don't even talk to my siblings. Yeah. I have a brother. I, I have. have I'm telling you, I have five. I have not talked to my brother now like more than like three words in probably 10 years. Last time I talked to my brothers, Mike and Scott, we went and saw Transformers 1 in the theater. Yeah, really? Was that 2004? Yeah. I, I told you the last time I saw my brother was when my father died, and I went over to the house, and I I'd go in, and there he is. I'm, Jesus Christ. I actually tried to get the hell out, but I was already seen. So I, I walked in. And I tried to shake his hand, and he hugged me, and I, it was the most awkward thing. And I gave him one of those, like, pats on the back where you don't even <laughs> – Oh, that's so Like, awkward. the cupped hand even. Oh, I, I got you. Flat. Oh, my God. And then he said something. There, there, a little camper. He mumbled something. I, oh, he's a lunatic. Yeah, and then I probably said you're you – know, I, I don't know. I said nothing. I'm like, oh, our fat dad died. There was a shock. He, he was in such good health. I'm going to say, you're going to fucking pat on the back and whisper in his ear, you're not going to get that, out of <laughs> Whispering. In the, yeah, and uh, I think we mentioned on the podcast when all this went down, but uh, my dad get, left me some bonds that he got me when I was a baby. He did not do that for my brother, and it made awesome. me laugh so much. Oh, so funny. Okay, so it's poor effort on my part this week, I know. Brandon said because of his uh, email yes. and all that. Till next time, fellas. Keep those work stories randomly coming. <laughs> Brandon at bmuir three six six zero. Yeah, we got Thank a you, lot Brandon. of them. Uh, Paul was saying about the work stories were selling gold, and I said, "Oh, they're it just every day we're gonna have three more." These people are so crazy. All right, now we're gonna go with Darren. And I do. Deron. Don't think Deron was aware that we had the emergency podcast when he sent this, but he said Jim and Eric. 
Well, it looks as if my worst fears are now confirmed. Can someone please tell me what this deal is with all of this rebirth business? If it's what I think it is, it looks as if uh, when it happens, I'll be only getting two or four, two to four books from DC at the most due to character loyalty. I am irritated and annoyed by this move from the company as I've recently gotten back into comics in recent years after a long 20-year hiatus. It's moves like this that makes me want to give up on them altogether. Now, I'm telling you, D-Ron, give it a chance. Yeah. See what happens. I know. And honestly, it, D-Ron, I think you're only buying two to four DC books right now anyway. Well, he is, but I know you know he's a huge Green Lantern fan. So he's a I big know Red, uh, he, Red Hood fan yeah, as well. He get, well, he gets Green, Arrow, or Green Lantern. I know he gets Sinestro. I'm sure he gets a Mega Man. Uh, that'll be gone anyway. And, yeah, if he gets Red Hood. But just give it a chance. If you get a great creator... Um, you're going to get it out of this renegade story. I don't know. I don't know if he likes it or not. Um, but yeah, just give it a chance. Seriously, it can't get worse. That's Look, I, I gave New Fifty Two a chance, and all this fucking nonsense. Again, happened. it's it's weird. You know that DC is trying at least because all this seems to be is creator creative team changes, and they're trying to make it something bigger. Uh, obviously, to get the hype, but I really do think that this is what they think. They're apologizing to people, and this is what they're giving them. It's a present. I will, though, be giving DC a chance to explain what this all means as the situation develops. I have to say that I'm not optimistic, and it puts my comic book reading future in serious doubt. It'll give them more money for that heavy metal. Hell yeah, man. He loves the metal. If DC wants to keep me in for the long haul, they better reintroduce some damn continuity. Seriously. Preach it, brother. Preach it. I may just go back to reading science fiction novels from Goodreads. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I would like to hear thoughts on all these rebirth shenanigans from you guys on the podcast. And yeah, regards D-Run. And D-Run, you can listen listen to the emergency podcast again. It sounds like I'm like really pushing this like it's something that we're making money on. I don't God. know why I'm pushing Why are it, we not making goddamn yeah, money? I, I, basically, I'm pushing it because we're going to talk about it again. We talked for big, 80 goddamn minutes yeah. about it so, yeah, and go, shitting our pants. Go check that out. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. We're going to go on with Manship. Very nice, most popular book ever tangent in last week's podcast. I believe your list was The Bible, <laughs> Iliad, The Killing Joke, Odyssey, then Dante's Inferno. Correct that me if I'm right. wrong, but you guys forgot, according to Trump, the second most popular book ever right after the Bible, which is, of course, The Art of the Deal. Manship throwing in political humor here. You know what? It's fine right over my goddamn head. It is. I like everything else, like my balls. Oh. Take that, Tim. My balls flying over Eric's head, and then he licks them, and then uh, like Periscope. a like a stamp. That's called the stamp. Uh, yes. You it's know called fly by like? night. You know what I don't like are those videos where they have the ladies like trampling on people. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I have like, no idea what you're talking about. They have videos where there's the ladies like kicking guys in the balls. I'm sorry. I was on Facebook and there was a gif of this fucking just over and over again. Here, just slamming this dude in the mic. Why is this on that's Facebook? I'm saying. There's, there's actually. I got to get new friends. A, that's actually like a form of porn, Eric. Like the trampling and the, the kicking in the balls. Yeah, I, I never got to. I'm not a huge fan of pain. I don't like. I, I, don't, I, I barely I'm like being you. touched, let alone fucking pain. I used to play hockey. And I don't mind a fight. I don't mind getting an elbow in the face. But I, I don't want a, a broad punching me or kicking me in the balls i just no. don't i don't know why that i don't know why they made a donkey donkey punch batman imaginex why would they do that maybe these videos are very popular 
I don't know. I'd rather have a video where a, a, you know somebody gets their hand stuck in the drain and then shenanigans right. happen. Or shenanigans happen when that. Levi, I know. I'm telling you, I've learned from these that you do not want to get any sort of appendage stuck in a drain. Absolutely not. You are going to lose your virginity here. <laughs> Last week's masturbation rant was so enjoyable. Let's continue that same kind of thing this week. You hear that, Tim? <laughs> well, yeah. There, there's you go. There's who likes the filthy talk. What is your most unusual poop story boy unusual yeah really again i'll even mention this as well i don't like the poop porn either i'm out of that i am out that it smells i told you (laughs) last night when i was talking about that goddamn when i shit my pants gonna tell people it smells like a barn i know but in these videos i don't know now not that i've seen america but i've (laughs) I've seen two girls one cup there Uh, the funny thing is you talk about that that is so dated now. Oh my god, boy, that that was hot. That was. I think hot. that was dated when I was in the fire company. That was like a decade ago now. Oh my god, I I I found out about that because my my buddy Jay sent me the um the video with the title "Check out this girl's shit eating grin," <laughs> and his whole thing he would do stuff like that because he wanted to say afterwards when I threw up that he wasn't lying. <laughs> And so he wasn't lying, but yeah, I don't know how we got into this. But yeah, the poop stories. I always like a good poop story. You want to go first? I guess. Uh, all right. Well, I just said when I was in the fire company, I had a buddy of mine. We had this thing where we called it a duty truck. Duty truck? Duty truck, where my buddy of mine would hang off the end of a pickup truck while driving and then shit down the road. Shit down the road. Like he was – I would actually uh, liken that to when uh, the road crew – redoes the lines <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> now when he did this would you eat- there's also a variation called the duty fence okay the duty fence yes what's that like you shit it's the same on- thing on a fence oh on a, well, how do you shit on a fence well think of like you know it's a you do sit you on a goddamn fence you- and you shit off of it okay i thought actually in my mind it was like almost putting a head on a pike you were shitting, picking it up, and then putting it on the fence. <laughs> no, it's not like a fucking Vlad the Impaler situation. Yes, that, that would not be good. I have a couple shit stories, but first I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm not a fan of the shit thing. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to tell you a manship's shit story first. Because right. he says for him, it happened on a college trip to Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta, Mexico, with six college buddies. We rented a fishing charter one morning with the most badass captain who had his front teeth capped in gold to better cut <laughs> fishing line with, or so he said. After a long night of drinking and eating amazing Mexican food, I was nauseous from having a huge one in the chamber and went below deck. <laughs> after, uh, after feeling much better, I joined the boys back on deck, boast, boasting of the massive poop that I just took and that everyone needs to pee on it to help flush it down. Yeah, there's not a lot of pressure in those toilets in the, on the thing. The captain heard this and ran over to me with a plastic grocery bag in hand. He began to yell at me uh, that there is no pooping on his boat. It's weird. <laughs> What happens then? What do you shit off the side? That would be yeah. like yours. That would be called shit boat. Yeah, and then I, duty boat. To, then I needed to deal with it now. I knew what I what had to be done, so I wrapped up my hand with the plastic bag and scooped out my massive, moist, hot load. And you know what's Jesus weird Christ. is I read this earlier, and in my mind, you know what I would have done like a dummy? You, you would have picked yeah, it up. I would have picked it up and then put it in the bag, and you I would have thought nothing of it. Man, you are nothing. school in July. Yep, yeah. The, the good captain did let me shake it into uh, Bahia de Banderas, but he made me hang onto the bag to dispose of once he, we docked. Needless to say, <laughs> I now hate boats with a passion. 
Manship. Now he's talking about he's Ricky Henderson. Manship no longer goes into <laughs> our own two big bodies of water. I stay behind and read comics when I uh, others go into the water. Uh, and he does sign that Pac-Man ship, but I want to go. I have two stories. One is that, uh, that my buddy Jay, his stepbrother, would, uh, had a, a roommate that was a good-looking good fellow. And the roommate would always bring home strippers. And they would fuck. And, and the whole joke to this roommate was he would, like, have them yell crazy shit. And I'm telling you shit like, uh, you know, they'd be fucking and he'd like yell, say that Mike has a small penis. And, Mike <laughs> has a small penis. Like yell shit like that. And he'd get so angry. Plus the guy was not getting laid. Yeah, you could get strippers uh, to do Mike, anything. So, yeah. So Mike, what he would do to get him back is he would get a, um, a freaking uh, tray. Yeah, uh, broiler pan. A broiler pan and shit on the broiler pan and then put it in the oven and put it on broil and then leave the house. And it was called the Pittsburgh Platter. He called it for some <laughs> reason. And just to show that this is correct, I even checked it. Uh, way back in 2003, me and Jay went on to the Urban Dictionary and put an entry for Pittsburgh <laughs> Platter uh, under the uh, great name, you know, the mature name of uh, Johnny Feldersnatch. And we did put that on, and it, it's still there. So if anybody wants to go and look at the Urban Dictionary, you can give us a plus, too. I you can see how put, it's used in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, and we put it in a sentence. But, yeah, that's that was one story. Uh, these Both these stories are going to be somebody else because I, I already told my big shit story. But the other one was I was in a band in college. I mentioned it before. And the one guitarist, Brian, uh, had a weird thing where he would go home with ladies after a show. And yeah, that was so weird, especially for Jim Warner. Yeah, well, it's not me. This is Brian. No, he I'm saying, though, home. Jim never went home with oh, ladies yeah, after yeah, the show. No. So he would go home with these ladies, and he'd do whatever he's going to do. And then he was like the wet bandit. <laughs> he had to leave a calling card. So what he would do is take a shit. The shit bandit. In either their dishwasher or the mainly it was the clothes washer, like a uh, top-loading uh I get you. Close deal. And he would sit and shit in there and then leave. And he thought it was hilarious. Classic and fella, you again, know. Again, I told him a million times that we are in a band that plays regularly around town. If you shit in these people's appliances, <laughs> they can find us. They can find us, and they're not going to be happy. And there were a bunch of women who came, and basically they didn't really say – they would go up to him and go, you're a sick motherfucker. I think he got slapped once, but it, it's disgusting. You, you shit in the fucking clothes. What are you doing? The washing machine is not made to have shit in it. College is a weird time for people. Yeah, he did that all the time. I, I don't understand. He'd also steal food from them. He'd go home with them, uh, shit in their fucking washing machine. Now, now, this sounds like one of your stories now. Yeah, no. Then he'd grab food and shit. But yeah, that, that's my shit stories. I probably have another one that I can think of. Uh, my kids had a bunch of times where they shit their pants and I had issues with it. I was not very good at changing diapers back in the day. But that is <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, I was not a very good dad. No, no, that either. <laughs> and that is, again, Pac-Man ship. Thank you, man ship. We're going to get to the last mail of the night. And this mail also has a uh, an audio bit to it. And this is the mail from Devil Dad, Eric. Devil and Dad. honestly, fuck Tim. Fuck Tim so goddamn hard because yeah. while he crushed our goddamn early week... Devil Dad more than made up for it. Yeah, Devil Dad sent this mail, and I even said to him, you made my, you made my fucking year. Damn this right. The best. So Devil Dad sent in this mail. 
Hey, Jim and Eric, after Jim's amazing display of his beatbox skills in episode 50, which I do, I'm telling you, <laughs> not, not, not bad, were they? I was inspired to put together a song showcasing said skills. Although I had grand visions of remixing your beats and words into a top 40 hit, I soon realized that I was no Dr. Dre. He's not even the fat Dr. Dre from Yo! With MTV Raps with Head Lover. And wound up with this piece of garbage. And I'm telling you, this is solid gold. Oh, my God. I you love are not so Dr. Much. Dre because you are better. You're better than Cut Creator. Ooh. Please enjoy, sincerely, Devil Dad or Ronnie or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to put this song in. It's the best ever. I love it. We're going to put it, and then we're going to uh, cut into Reggie's recklessness, and then we'll be back with the books, and I'll be back to tell you how much I love the song still because oh I my love God. every second of it. All right. Take it love away, you, Devil, Devil Dad. Dad. Hi, I'm Jean Métier. Métier. He still makes my girlfriend wet. They're playing our song. Oh, boosh. Did you see that? Boosh. I think I need help. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I just lost my fucking train of thought, but, um... Didn't somebody say in a review that you were a fucktard? This bullshit is what it is, and I hate it. Four out of ten. I actually would have given it a 5.5. Can I, can I still use the word retard? It's in my mouth. Good times. Sounds like a cuckold to me. Boosh. I'll say one thing before that. This is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog. 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 Spot. Spot. Com. I don't know who that is. In fact, it's confusing me. I am actually officially on Adderall. That sounds amazing. Cyber Darity. You're a liar. Garrick throws his toys when he gets angry. Oh, yeah, Daddy? This is the perfect combination of story and art. Ay, ay, ay. Fuck me. Mumbo Jimbo is spoken. fellow comics enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Ennis. Comic book solicitations came out last week for April 2016, and with them hopes for a glimpse of the restructuring that was rumored to come this year. Later in the week, an article by Bleeding Cool followed by cryptic tweets from DC Comics co-publishers Jim Lee and Dan DiDio bolstered the rumor that they were about to have a shakeup beginning as early as June. You can hear more about this elsewhere in the podcast and fully discussed in the emergency podcast I recorded with Jim and Eric that was released late last Friday evening. But for this recklessness, I want to talk about something from the April solicits that gave me pause and perhaps puts a pin in any discussion of a new creative direction for DC Comics. And that solicitation was for Bloodlines Number 1 by J.T. Kroll and V. Ken Marion. Now, I obviously have not read this future comic book, so I cannot speak to its quality. But I did read the Bloodlines event from the summer of 1993, and I can tell you it was moronic. You can learn a little more about it in the Professor DC segment running in this very episode of the Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, but the gist of it is that seven aliens came to Earth to suck humanity's spinal fluid, and in doing so, 
awakened in some a latent superhuman gene that gave them all powers. Though some of these powers were rather dubious and almost all of these new metahumans utterly forgettable. It was, by most accounts, a stupid event, contained to a buttload of annual books and never fully adopted into regular continuity. Many of the newly created characters were pastiches of bloodthirsty murderous sets of constipated heroes and villains being churned out by the new comic book publisher Image and issuing effusively in Marvel's three dozen or so monthly X-Men comics. Bloodlines was not the worst comic book story, but it was, by all accounts, rather silly and more or less inconsequential to the regular DC Universe where, to put this into context, Superman had been killed by Doomsday the year before and only recently been resurrected with a Patrick Swayze haircut. For all I know, this new Bloodlines comic could be unbridled genius, but I do wonder why DC Comics would want to invoke the name of a relatively failed event in the first place. We see this time and again, DC dredging up forgotten properties from its past for new updated stories. To be sure, Marvel is just as guilty of this, but for DC we have seen Bronze Age properties like the Forever People and Prez, Wildstorm properties like Stormwatch and Voodoo, and even the multi-event mining extravaganza convergence that broke down several eras of the publisher's output by their corresponding series events. It's no secret as to why this is done, both to sustain their copyrights and intellectual properties, as well as an attempt to strike pay dirt on a character or characters that have been in publishing limbo. But it's a little disheartening to see these cornball concepts resurrected when DC doesn't even have its main house in order. When Superman is running around in a t-shirt and jeans, when Hal Jordan is hanging out in space bars in the Green Lantern Corps or in another dimension, when Batman has been replaced by Jim Gordon in a mech suit and what is happening in the Green Arrow comic can't even be adequately explained, I don't want to hear about bloodlines being dredged up from quarter bins for whatever reason. As much as employees of DC's editorial department might fondly remember characters like Hook, the former soldier with a hook for a hand, Readers want to see our Superman behaving heroically, our Batman being stoically efficient. If the other pieces are in place, maybe then we can entertain a miniseries about Batmite. But as long as it looks like DC doesn't know what it's doing in its flagship titles, then I don't see droves of people delving into cute attempts to curry fan nostalgia. I'm not suggesting that any avoid April's Bloodlines number one. If it interests you, by all means, please put it on your poll list at the local comic book shop, or be sure to pre-order it once available digitally. It may be a brilliant comic book and series when all is said and done. My annoyance stems from the reuse of the original event's name, and the perpetual tendency to frolic in these bygone DC properties that often weren't even big hits to begin with. For all the initiatives at both mainstream comic book publishers to draw in brand new readership, it seems the one thing they're too afraid to employ is creating something completely new. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Ennis, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can contact me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. And we're back, Eric. Oh, God. We are back. Uh, I love that song.
I'm telling <laughs> so you, you good. listen to that. I am a good beatboxer. I am a good <laughs> beatboxer. You know what I didn't do was that that thing. Where the, I hate that thing. Stick them. That's pretty good, wasn't it? All right. It is time to talk about books, Eric. I do not think we're going to get all of this done in one night. Absolutely not. After that fucking exhausted. fiasco. And then we just had issues with the files. I don't know what's going on. Something Tim has infected my computer and my fucking brain. Oh, uh, uh, yes, the books. When we talk about these books, Eric, I've been told by some people that we sound very negative. But if you want to read our full reviews, go to our site, Weird Science DC Comics blog, blogspot.com. Read the full reviews of us. That means me and you. Also, Reggie, Joel, Jody, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Maybe Tim will have a reader review. Who knows? He's positive. Guy's a cheerleader, Eric. Sure a is. cheerleader. All right, but we're going to start off these books uh, with the one we always start with. I can't wait till it's over. So we'll get started <laughs> something else. I like when we get to pick, you know. It was always fun saying, like, which is the big the book, week, and yeah. always having that. I actually like doing that. I don't like it being forced. You're the one who made us force this goddamn fucking weekly in. Well, that's because before that, you made us force the future Zen world. I know. Well, it's because we had a bunch, and I just wanted to get those done. Now with one, it's kind of silly, but we do it anyway. And we are talking about Batman and Robin Eternal, number 16, Eric. Written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Art by Andrew Amuti, Roger Robinson, Goran Suzuka, and Gabe Altieb. Gabe Altieb. Eternal continues on with Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly still on board. That means more St. Dumas, Asriel, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. While we see the effects of the ictus on Jason Todd, <laughs> uh, while we see the uh, effects of ictus on Jason Todd, we I, I don't know what I wrote here. Okay, I'm going to start again. Eternal uh, continues on with Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly still on board. That means more St. Dumas, Asriel, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. While I still have issues that the Joker is Jason's greatest fear, Tim uses his brain to figure out what Jason must do, relive the pain and suffering. Jason comes out of it a better person, and after St. Dumas vanishes in thin air, the two Robins fly off to meet up with Dick and the gang, while Asriel stays behind to kill everyone, Eric. I had a sentence there that I did not finish, just sat there. <laughs> I, I must have walked away and then came back, but uh, I know that you told me that you like this issue more than me. Yes. I, uh, I was not a big fan. Uh, I like last issue that we got some stuff with Asriel. Um, this issue is a Jason Todd issue, which is why I assume you like it. I like exactly what it does to the book. I have some problems with it because just the timeline aspect where we have this book here. Because in this, we at the end, Jason becomes that more heroic character. He's dealt with this, his problems of the past, wants to be closer to the Bat family. And that's kind of what we've been dealing with with Red Hood Arsenal lately, where he's decided he's not going to kill anymore, and he's doing this whole Renabat thing just to be more heroic. Yeah. And if it, well, I'm telling you, if it played out that we find out that the Red Hood uh, Arsenal book took place after the events of this, it would make sense. I dig the timeline aspect, the continuity of it all. So just being thrown out here in the middle of the gut, like, what are we, issue eight of Red Hood Arsenal? It's kind of weird. I, I actually don't get that he's a more of a hero afterwards. I think he's more at peace with himself, maybe. I just don't, I don't get that he's more of a hero from what happened. I believe he wants to be more. I just think when he says that he's been a, uh, you know, I think it's more he's had problems. Like, he's th thought different, like, bad things about himself and things like that, and now he might try to get over it. And I don't know. We'll skip ahead to that part. He says, he's like, uh, yeah, 
I don't think I've been good for a real long time, which I don't think he means a good guy. I think he means mentally. Yes, and then me he as says, well. but I think I'm finally ready to try. And that panel, if you remember, Tim has the weirdest fucking smile on his face. He's like, <laughs> he looks, I don't know what he looks like, but I, <laughs> I disagree with one thing and why I didn't like it as much, I think, as you, is when this ended, it kind of said to me in my mind, okay, uh, this whole thing with them meant nothing because I really I don't think it goes forward anything at I all. I agree. It's kind of weird. This whole thing is supposed to be where they you know take out Saint Dumas, who apparently it was the and freaking... that wasn't even it. That's I know not why they went. That was they went to find the signal. The signal that I'm saying, but the whole thing with Ichthus is Mother's new signal that she uses to program the uh, these people. Well, here's where I have a problem because we're going to talk about this now. Number one, we already knew what Ichthus did. Scarecrow told us that anyway. We didn't need to see this. And what you say of the signal is what it does is turn you into somebody who has no fear or feeling. We were told that by Scarecrow as well. He said when this ichthys gets in you, um, you no longer have feeling. You don't have fear, no feeling at all. And that's why he didn't like it. He didn't want to go. There's no joy of life without fear. Now, the issue I have is where we've seen this signal and why they went was basically that uh, two things. When the kids went after Dick in yeah. the first issue and then that party in what I think was the second issue. When Something the like people that. went after uh, Bruce Wayne. That says, taking too many cocktail wieners. Yeah, that says nothing to me in any of those scenes that this was something that those people had no feelings. It had nothing. What they were going on and what I thought and what I think the book even spelled out was these people were normal people who all of a sudden a signal went, which they said yeah, Tim, even, Tim even had that like he looked for that. Remember, I made a joke that he was looking for that frequency online. Yeah. It was a trigger that caused them to do what mother wanted them to. There was in somehow fact, brainwashed before fact, and then even, this was their trigger. Even with that ballerina. Yeah. Um, the signal went when she talked to Mother on the phone and went. Where are they zombies before this with no feeling? Well, that's the thing. From what we get in this issue, I agree with you wholeheartedly, though. But um, what we get from this issue, it seems that once you are ichthyed or whatever you want to call it, yes. you are a goddamn soldier from there on out. You don't have an on and off switch. You are changed. Yeah, that's ever. what doesn't make sense to me. And I agree with you with that. Yeah. And uh, that's the biggest problem in the book because it does make it – it's like they're almost forgetting what they already wrote earlier yeah, in the series. I think they do, especially like, – there's little kids that go out and remember it's like – Dick, mother wants you to say hi. It all started here and now it ends. Bruce never loved you. Yeah. And that's more of like a, like you said, it's a sleeper agent thing. Exactly. Are these kids just walking? Like these are like children of the corn kids walking around then. <laughs> it, it doesn't Malachi. make sense. Or who's hiring this chef that's a zombie that has no feeling? Like the guy's just like, they're like, oh, chef, what are, what are you making today? I don't know. It's like nonsense. I am dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> Corned beef hash. Yes. <laughs> Cream cheese, dried beef, <laughs> chicken pot pie. Yeah, I, I just I didn't get the whole thing of where the signal came from, and this is all they went to go. Now, yes, they got involved in Saint Dumas, and that led them to try to take it down. But I really think that the story. Like- got twisted and turned amongst itself, and they forgot really what they were doing. And That's right, though. If this is the case where you can become a fucking sleeper agent like this, it's not conveyed here at all. No, because you're getting the idea that if Jason goes through with this, he's going to be a smiling freaking retard after Yeah, he's going to be a fucking drooling nonsense. Yes, and. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's I not, think I'm ichthyed. Yes, that's not what it's – it just – that's why I got angry and I'm like, okay, 
yes, you got Asriel involved, Asriel into the DCU. Yeah. Um, but even then, they, hey, come on, Asriel, come with me. No, I have to stay no. and kill everyone. And <laughs> it just. All right. It actually, do, do thing, man. it actually reminded me a lot of uh, when uh, Anakin and when he killed the Sam people. <laughs> I killed them. I killed everyone. It really reminded me of that. But it just, even the children. Everything, everything was set like back to to square one again. Okay, Seriously. we're gonna go. We're gonna go meet up with Dick, and we'll tell him what the signal is. And it even even and he's me, gonna that, slap us and say it doesn't matter. Yeah, even to me that seemed odd. The signal, like all of a sudden they're like, well, he described the Saint Dumas said the signal was a virus. And it's in your brain. It didn't make sense to me. It really didn't. And, and I, so it, before this, is Azure just going around touching children? I don't know what I thought that it was just something that I thought that what we were going to say is St. Dumas was involved in like these churches and yeah. things. And somehow they, they even seemed to make it that it was something that they ingested. Well, now, drives yes, it and is, like but, that. Yeah. Maybe that will still be the case that this ichthys was in the blood and it was in the food. It just seemed weird. But we'll start from the beginning. Eric. Let's start where it all began. And that was a, another flashback. Back to uh, it was in Cairo, Cairo, and they go there, and there is uh, Doctor Crane, and again, this is kind of nonsense—not nonsense, but nothing really happens. They go, no, what's that? I'm saying I enjoyed this part. I'm saying nothing really furthers the story here except for getting Scarecrow out of the way. Well, that was what all this was was to get Dick and Scarecrow out of the way. Exactly, but I'm telling you, Batman's like go after him, Dick. It was kind of a a whole thing where you know Batman, even though Dick's been having these apprehensions about how you know worthy he is of being Batman's partner. This was Batman telling him, "Look, you're good enough. Go." Yeah. And we're back. I actually, we I actually be. got it uh, different than that, only because Scarecrow's there. It's a setup. Scarecrow's yeah. there for them to take him in. Scarecrow's not going to fight back. He's there, and fucking asshole Batman takes the opportunity to trick Robin into thinking this is real. Because really, Scarecrow only wants to go back to Arkham. He's there for their deal. Once Batman, I don't know. Off, he jumped off a building. No, because then freaking Robin started kicking his ass. He wants to get. He's like, "Whoa, deal's off." But yeah, he gets a fucking foot in the face. Uh, but yeah, this was all just a setup to get Dick and Scarecrow out of the way because Batman is there. He's got to do his mother's mother. work. This is where I really had a problem with this part because then he says it and he's like, "Hey, by the way, you're an excellent partner, right?" And. Uh, Dick, uh, the the art in this issue in general was, I don't it like was it awful. At all. And yeah. this part with Dick there, I don't know what he looks like. He just looks terrible. But then he's uh, Batman starts a case file, and it, case file one four one two eight seven. But he says, I'll even write. One day I hope he understands that wasn't a lie. But no matter how I feel about Robin, he cannot know the truth. He can't be a part of what happens next. And that's fine, right? Yes. Then he I says, agree. Mother's instructions were explicit and harrowing. A final test to prove my loyalty. The last payment in our deal. Okay. Then he says, if I'm to have one of her children, a true soldier, my better Robin, I have the dark choice to make. Right there, I'm, I'm, I hate it because See, that like, means he definitely wants a soldier and a better Robin. He honestly, is doing I don't a, know. He's doing a case a, file to himself. I think it's ambiguous, so I think he might be just quoting what Mother said to no, him. There's no way he's saying this in a file to himself he didn't say like mother said if i want one of the children a true soldier my i really I, take it as why would he make a statement like that in a file that nobody else will listen to but himself uh for that you can say, i'm saying you can say the same thing about any caption inner monologue whatever because nobody thinks the way they fucking no do i'm saying but comics. he's not thinking 
I'm He's just saying, recording this. I know. I'm just saying it. Do, it doesn't matter to me. I think this could be a way to throw people off, like saying, "Oh my God, he's actually going for this." Yeah, but then it's to me that's bad writing because he is actually recording it as a case file for himself. If you have him sitting there and going, "Oh my God, I don't know if I can go through this, but I want to. I want to better rob it." That's fine. But he, this is actually a Batman case file that he's recording, and he's saying that it. <laughs> he wouldn't be ambiguous. You know what's funny to me? I was thinking of maybe he says case file on his own head maybe, it's just maybe he's just on. crazy he's but yeah it just i really I, I don't you, like I it i don't like it because it seems like he is saying and yes it is made to throw us off i'm yeah. sure of that but why would batman do that i can see a writer doing that but this is actually batman recording something well this is also the writers that gave you bad shark repellent well, i know but yeah i'm saying i just i did not like that at all i, I really got you. didn't but yeah then you, you go from there and that's pretty much what you get there you go and you go back to St. Tomas, which is uh, – we go to Genosis, which is the secret city of, of – or now the secret city of Genosis. I, I'm telling you. The I've heard this. City. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes – it gets me crazy. But yeah, you have – and there's Azrael. What makes me laugh about Azrael is encased in Idaho. It might be a hardened foam, a concrete, whatever it may yeah. be. He's still holding that sword. It's so weird. Like I, I guess he wouldn't drop it, but no. it's just there. And Tim is—I don't know—he's in like the uh, let's walk around like a, a detective. I don't—he has his hands behind his back. I don't know this whole thing. It gets me angry. But yeah, then he—we get a um, Saint Dumas just telling us again what Ichthys is, and I don't—we've heard it already. Honestly, I wish they'd tell me a little bit more so I understand how fucking signal he's works. He's basically just telling this to Tim, and it, <laughs> I why. And, In case you forgot from a few minutes ago when I told you, yeah, this is yeah. what this is again. So while they're saying that, and he's like, oh, you know what? Uh, you got touched by the wrath of God, by Ezra's wrath uh-huh. of God. But that that was just a shitty prototype. That that really wasn't anything. Now we have this ichthys. It's a new thing. Why are you thing. saying this, Daddy? Yeah. Don't you love me? Yeah, and he's like, it's a new thing. Uh, bring in your buddy. And Jason comes in. What What is he connected to to these drones? These drones bring him in. There is nothing connecting his arms to these drones, and it really drove me nuts when I really, was reviewing it. In my it. mind, I'm trying to find where it is, but in my mind, it was, they had, had him by his jacket. No. You have to see this. Uh, do you have the comic open? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get yeah. back. To when you get to this, it, there's a couple – and it's not just one panel that's a mistake. I don't know what is going on. I really don't. I, yeah, I that, don't, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, he's kind of like floating there. I, I don't know, but yeah, he's, that's some like, Saint Dumas shit right there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. Well, yeah, they're gonna give that's him technology. Yep, they're gonna give him. Well, they gave him this ichthys, and it, basically they told us. And we had argued before. We said, listen, we don't think that's Jason's biggest fear. They kind of explain it a little different here, and I go with it. You even said it uh, at work to me. Um, this might not be his greatest fear. It definitely was his greatest trauma. Oh, yeah. And that's what they're kind of pushing in this one. I really think that – but then it doesn't make sense because then it twists around because it's his greatest trauma. But you have to get over that greatest fear to not have fear. It's a lot of – Ins and, and, you know and what I mean? with that, though, I'm telling you, before it seemed like he had gotten over it. He even said he had gotten over that. Yeah. It could just be him talking. Maybe yeah. he never did. I'm saying he's trying to work past it, but it's still his greatest fear. I'm just saying, I don't Maybe. know if Jason's going to be forthright about, well, like, hey, just so everybody knows, my greatest fear well, is when I was killed great. by the Joker. You can say that. I still think I, I don't like it as a character yeah. for that to be the case. But, yeah, you go in, and there he is with, uh, with Joker, and you're reading it. And he's scared. He looks scared. 
Joker's yeah. going to do his deal. And then it's like out a Cesar of, Romero and then, uh, Joker. Yep. And then out of nowhere, he grabs the, the crowbar. Uh, Jason does. And he then comes, Joker he looks. a goddamn demon. Yeah. Red then, Hood Robin. Yeah, about and then him. Joker looks and he, yeah, he looks crazy. <laughs> and he laughs at the Joker. And now we thought, wouldn't it be awesome if he actually shows us that he's not afraid of the Joker? But this is why this is the best part of the issue for me, because not only did they make me think I was right, but we weren't. And it actually is a little better to me that what the sickness does is it forces you to your greatest fear. And then it forces you to overcome it in the concept that once you do that, you no longer have fear. And that you don't have emotions now. So it's like a religious fear factor. What? It's nonsense. But I do like it that it kind of tricked me into thinking what I saw was something else. Uh, But yeah, again, then uh, Saint Dumas spells it out what's happening. And uh, but in the meantime, what it wants you to do to go. And I like I like that. But again, that's his greatest fear, right? Right. What's, your, what's your greatest fear besides spiders. being kicked in the balls? You're, you're afraid Daddy of leaving me. You're afraid of spiders. So I say to you, okay, I'm going to give you this drug that's going to make you never be afraid of spiders again. Why would that get rid of every other fear? You still have fear of somebody kicking you in the balls, right? I don't know about Just fear. Over, I don't want it to happen. Overcoming your, your biggest fear would not get rid of every fear. I'm just saying, are we going to go back in time now when that, that first girl kicked me in the balls and I realized this is terrible? That's right. And like, I'm going to relive this, but instead of like me just taking it and crying on the floor, I get to punch that little yeah, girl in yeah, the face. Yeah, you would actually get to punch her in the face, and then oh, all of a sudden you do, Yeah, and then you don't Pam, know. her name was. Was it? It was Pam who kicked you in the balls. I can't remember her last name. What What made her kick you in the balls? You uh, I think she just hated my jerk-off oh, face. Oh, really? You didn't even say anything? She was a big girl. She was bigger than me. Yeah, okay. Well, here we go. We go back to the deal, and I just I find that weird that that's the concept. I do like the idea of them overcoming the fear that this helps you do that. I, I don't I, understand how the brain works. I'm telling you, maybe yeah. this drug or whatever it is that ichthys it does it. Maybe you know you face the fear, and then something is like rearranged. Maybe like dionysium with Bruce, how it yeah, alters his brain. I, maybe this alters know. your brain to not feel fear anymore. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's the the case. But yeah, you have Azrael. He's still in that concrete until. Uh, he, he decides ca- not to be. Well, he calls, yeah, he calls Saint Dumas master, and Tim hates it. He's like, listen, he's not your master. Think of what he took from you: your name, everything, your life, your family, and that uh, somehow family. again is this ictus because it triggers something in his brain that he remembers his family being murdered by Saint Dumas or by mother. Actually, it seems like it's more of uh, the process of him becoming you know what he is from yeah. mother um but it's odd because i said it's one of those things where all of a sudden he just decides to break out of this concrete and he does and there he is he's ready to go he's and mad now it's what happened because he didn't remember this is it just tim yelling at him it's did he not think before this like man i must have had a family because that's what it does he's like my and then he remembers yeah and it was weird because i I thought to myself after reading this a second time how screwed up this whole thing would be 
as if nothing of this happened. This is actually what's going on in uh, Asriel's mind this whole time with Ichthus, that he is now being uh, going against his greatest fear, and which is uh, St. Dumas taking his son. Fucking... I'm telling you, after it's warping around in a wormhole that it's driving me nuts. But yeah, it, it obviously isn't going to be. But yeah, they want to. I think that what they're doing, it, it has to model what's happening with Jason. It's yeah. showing you that, yeah. And it, it all goes back to this whole thing where I think the whole thing this is about, Eternal itself, is about family. And, right. it, you know, Dick keeps mentioning it all the time. Jason mentions it later that that's what he, you know, what he wants. He's not alone. But, yeah, he's he's beating the shit out of Joker in his dream while St. Dumas is trying to kill – or uh, Asriel is trying to kill St. Dumas. Uh, Asriel is not uh, successful, though, because out of nowhere, St. Dumas – it disappears. I don't know. Can he teleport? Did he get sucked inside the cables? I don't understand what's going on. I don't know bit. either because he, he vanishes. He's gone. He's gone. It's a, Boy uh, pulls a, a Batman. Freaking he know. throws one of the smoke bombs while he's playing three-card Monty when the police show, <laughs> and he's out. Uh, but, yeah, then you have Tim d- decides, okay, i got to figure it out. It comes up with the craziest ideas. Like, okay, time to think, Tim. Dumas called it the signal, a virus for the brain. First rule of Infosec. Any virus can be defeated if the target Shut system's up, vulnerability can be located. Close the exploit. God Start the it. virus. I'm like, what is going on? Out of this, he again, it's 2 plus 2 equals B, and he figures out that Jason has to not fight his fear. He has to accept it. He has to let it happen again, or else he's going to become one of the mother's soldiers. And I really like this part. Yeah, I did not. I did not only because... I don't know. I don't, it just seemed forced to me. Um, it's okay. I'm not going to say I hated it. I hated the way Jason looked. I no, hated no, everybody looked terrible in this. Yeah, but he ends up. Well, I'm telling you, the scene after that, when yeah. he, like Jason gets back to normal and they start fighting all the fucking ichthyde soldiers, yeah. he looks amazing to me. I just what I get is why is why can Tim? It looks like Jason is like catatonic next thing he Tim could just mind. talk and he's in his mind uh, and he's telling him like listen you got to fight this you got to let it happen so all of a sudden the, the red hood deal dissolves again he's back to being robin and he says like and he the, the, crow the whole time this joker. is going on the joker in his mind is pretty much taunting him and loving that jason is beating the crap out of him that's what he wants He's and, one of those guys on them videos getting kicked yes, in the balls is. over and, and over again. And then uh, Jason says, listen, or Tim says, and this is the part I think you like. He says, you're not one of mother's battle-hardened children, Jason. You're not a psychopath. You're not just a man under the red hood. You're a Robin. Damn right. And, and that's where uh, Jason looks at the crowbar, looks at the Joker, basically hands it over to the Joker. And what's weird is after this, when he's yelling, that's the Joker killing him, correct? Yes. It has to be. So it's pretty fucked up, and again, they're not going to show it again, but it is pretty fucked up that when Tim's there, Jason is back, actually reliving his death there, yelling. It's kind of it's kind of weird, though, because all of this is is the Joker being the death. There's In the freaking death in the family, there was a bomb that actually killed him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'd be more afraid of the bomb. Yeah, really. And uh, then he says... I don't know. Yeah, Jason, getting he, hit by a crowbar sounds terrible. Yeah, that does sound bad. But yeah, Jason in his mind, he says to the Joker, listen, I feel afraid, but I'm not alone, and that that's the big thing. Uh, he comes out of it. He says, you know, are you okay? Are you good? And he's like, no, I haven't been good for a long time, but I, I think I'm finally ready to try. That's that's good. I do yeah. like this. I even and said this in my review, I, I, every bit of the score I gave it is mainly for this. And it's like, yeah, 
Jason gets some really good character development here, and it moves him forward, and hopefully this gets him into the Bat family proper. proper. He's on that goddamn porch. Yeah, get him on the porch, because it, while I'm he's say like, every goddamn he, week. he is the bastard stepson. He's the red-headed sure. stepchild, because they... The red-hooded they, stepchild. Yeah, the red-hooded stepchild. They like to use him when they need him, but he's not invited to the picnics. No, like us in the Comics keep. Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, but now he doesn't. So hopefully that's the which really feels like on. this leads into Red Hood Arsenal, which I like. Yeah, I think they're not connected. They, oh, they I don't, know. They don't get together. But yeah, and then he's this. Where did the mask come from then? Because he's like, "Don't worry, Timmy." I don't know. Timmy. I thought it was weird when he came in without the mask. Yeah, and he's like, "I've been through worse." And all of a sudden he's got the mask on. It's a, it's the better mask. And Asriel. Uh, Tim and Red Hood are going to fight, kick some ass, and I love it. That's what I wanted, but it's it's very quick because Azrael pulls like a freaking uh, Final Fantasy fucking finishing deal. Seriously. A freaking summon. Summon, yeah. yeah he, he freaking shoves the sword in the ground and it explodes, and then they go. He says, hey, get the plane, go off. I'm going to stay here and kill everybody. I'm going to call that one the reverse King Arthur. Yeah, it is. It is like the reverse King Arthur, and then you get the joke at the end with, hey, I don't have to be mad. Why? You no longer owe me a plane, Tim says to Jason. <laughs> and it, it kind of is a nice uh, – it, it ties the everything together. Enjoy, yeah. And I their think, story, at least. Yeah, I think that their story is over. I think that they are done with, with Eternal, with the amount of issues left. I, I don't know. I didn't look at all the solicits, but I think this is it for them. And uh, it's okay. Down. Well, it's a, I don't think all the all of them are out yet. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they are. I don't. I don't think they yeah, are. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm guessing that they're not on anymore. But again, this whole Tim and Jason thing really didn't amount to much. It really didn't. You no, not went, really at all. And they just went. It around. got Asriel on the story. Yeah, and and then you see Asriel wave goodbye. He actually waves to them <laughs> as they fly off. And, and the best part is, is because he's there. Uh, Jason's like, we gotta get him. Ah, if he survived, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, he's yeah. not too worried. But then we have to see. He's waving goodbye. Yeah, he's waving. Actually, he's waving. Wait, guys. I killed I'm everyone. I'm ready to go. I'm in the middle of the desert. And Jason's like, listen, I'm now accepted in the family. Now you're going to feel how I felt. You're out. Now, Asriel, you're not He's afraid that Asriel's going to get put on the porch yeah, first. Now that would be fucked up. They go back, and he goes over to the mansion, and Asriel's in the painting. And full costume on everybody uh, else's yes, suits. Full deal. And they're like, that's why the Red Hood uh, it looks like the Red Hood mask. That son of a bitch. But yeah, and then he says, uh, they say, hey, we started an army. Oh, we did this. We chose to be a family, and if there's hope for us, there's hope for anyone. And then you end with Batman going into that scene <laughs> that ended that first issue, and you have him grab a gun out of the trash can, and then you see bang. And again, I thought it was nonsense. I really did. And uh, I like that uh, also there's a note with the gun. Did you see the note? Yeah. For Bruce. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks a lot. I thought this gun was for somebody else. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, I... I'm I, actually kind of pissed off that the book ended on this note because I really think it should have ended with the Red Hood Tim yeah, ship. Yeah, it did. Actually, I put uh, in my thing, This is a, there's a couple books this week. It had like three endings, it seemed. I just wanted it to end. But yeah, I ended up thinking that Tim and Jason thing is uh, was unnecessary, but I did like what it ends up putting Jason in like a better place and yeah. more towards being the family. I hated the art. But uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10, I believe. I'm trying to scroll. Yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I think I give it a 6 out of 10 as well. All right. We're going to move on to Batman, Eric. Batman. Big Batman. book, Batman. Batman number 48, written by Scott Snyder, with art by Greg Capullo, Danny Mickey, FCO Placencia, and Steve Wands. 
You didn't give a uh, a letter on your freaking credits last time. Oh, didn't I? No, it's a fucking larger world. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to put a larger world letter or whatever. whatever Fuck them. <laughs> they're they're a conglomerate. I think they're the ones who uh, picked those fucking free comic book day books. They're the fucking Illuminati. I'm not doing it. All right. All right. Y'all remember Hugo the Abominable Snowman from the Looney Tunes cartoons? Yes. Well, Mr. Bloom remembers because he's grown to giant size with this issue and it's, he's toting around Jim Gordon like a goddamn rag doll as he tells the people of Gotham how much their neighbors are pieces of shit. And if they want to do something about it, he's hidden his electromagnetic, radioactive, superpower-giving seeds all over Gotham. Hmm. Really? <laughs> if, if all of that wasn't enough to satiate your fanboy hunger, we also have Bruce Wayne saying no more and deciding that he has to get back into the game and demands that Alfred show him his cave. That's right. That's what I got for you. I the best section of this like book a, is Bruce Wayne. I Bam. thought that was a come on when he <laughs> went into there. Show me my cave. Yeah. Uh, yes. Get in there deep, Alfred. How about that great start with that superconductor, Eric? Uh, I don't I don't talk about it. I knew you didn't. That's why I asked. You're like, nope. And again, nope. I love that it has to be. I, the, I said thing. nope about that. I said nope about fucking uh, Duke Thomas. Whatever is going I on, him. It's one goddamn I, panel. I took that at the end. I took that as like an action movie where they cut to all these things quick. But the superconductor is one of those. Another one, like, hey, I'm so smart. I'm going to have the superconductor, and that's kind of like Bruce and the Joker sitting on the bench together. They're coming together, and there's going to be sparks, baby. Sparks are going to fly. Sparks are going to fly. You good? You good? <laughs> the Bruce the Bruce Wayne section of this book is the best. What's that? The Bruce Wayne section of this book is yes, the best. Is. Um, we have Joker pleading that Bruce and him should stay the way they are because of how peaceful everything is now without Bruce and I mean Batman and fucking Joker. Yeah. And uh but then Bruce has to run off to make sure Julia's okay after an explosion. I'm like, God damn it. Everything would have been fine, but Joker fucking pulled a goddamn Batman and disappeared into the night. No, did that, but also before that pulled out a gun. Oh, yeah, he was ready to end it all. I'm telling Jesus you. He, Christ. The thing is, though, I like it because he is ready to say, you know what? The way we are is better. There's, If you go back, shit's going to get real again. I'm going to have to fucking recreate the thing. There has to be balance to the goddamn system. Yeah, I know. But I, I have a feeling that uh, Scott Snyder's just playing around and the Joker really doesn't remember. I, I he things. It's very Scott ambiguous. Snyder, and, and he never wants you to think the obvious uh, so I don't know, but yeah, it really but comes I like off. That. I'm actually, this part is written yeah. perfectly for the yeah, way it's And it right. really comes off that, yes, he does remember as well. Or um, it could be he doesn't. It's, yeah. actually, it's very well written. But if he does, I would love it because, again, you could think that, yes, the Joker could say, listen, I like being a butcher, Eric. I'm a butcher now. And I enjoy doing that. I like the quiet life. I like, but uh, you go be Batman, just do it. I don't care. But no, like you said, he knows that if there is a Batman, there has to be a Joker. And yes. it's like he cannot help it. He can't stop himself. So, yeah. Honestly, if that, explosion, seem that. if that explosion didn't go in the background, I think he might have asked Bruce, hey, come on, I'm going to shoot myself. You pick up the gun, you shoot yourself. Yeah. We'll be done with it. Yeah, I don't know. I actually would even say that it could have been more of along, along the lines that he's talking to Bruce and he's getting the idea of, wait a minute, you know what? He's going to be Batman, and the only way I can get out of this is by killing myself. Yeah. If you said that, I'd believe that. You could say a lot of all this and stuff. Honestly, if Bruce has promised, look, I'm going to stay the way I am, he would just kill himself right there. There's no reason for a Joker in the world without a Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a great scene. It really is. I did really like it. I like some of the lines. I really like, I even said to you when I first read it, I really like the idea when he's like, hey, I put this gun in my mouth. I, when I smile, I can still taste the metal. That's a fucking awesome line. Damn right. That's crazy. Uh, the one thing I don't know what 
if I was Bruce, I, I would have ran like the Dickens. Bruce, damn right. I would and not be I'm hanging not, out with the guy with a gun out. No, there wouldn't have been time for that goddamn gun. He's talking about the fish with these freaking, you know, those parasites that take uh, place of the tongue. Oh, yeah. Some and, dude starts freaking talking to me on the park which, about that shit. I'm I, out. Did you look that up? Because that no, is, I did not. That is a real thing. I don't and like it. I, you know why I looked it up? Because again, here's Scott Snyder. He's got me so trained <laughs> that when something like that happens, I'm expecting to look something up and it to be the uh, the Joker's reprieve is the name of that parasite. There'd be some crazy tie-in, you know, or that that would uh, that parasite would be called like memory restored parasite. Something <laughs> weird. I'm really that's how I get. And I'm like, yeah, nope, it's just a parasite that does it. It's fucked up. It's crazy looking. But yeah, he's there. The minute he the, he's just talking crazy shit. Even like he's there. Oh, I'm here to to beat the shit out of you, or whatever he <laughs> says to him. Yeah, he's like what? Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm here to fight you to the death. And then I, uh, okay, for this gotta, park bench, gotta go, buddy. I'll yeah, see you. Hey, look at the time. I yeah, gotta be I'll going. I'll see you it's there, late. Forrest Gump. Fucking I'm out of here. But yeah, he's talking. And the one thing that threw me off in the whole thing was when he does mention the Joker. Yeah, and that. But again, you can think that that's him saying that's, that's a big that's story. Me before. Yeah, you know what I mean. But just him saying, "Oh, I was hurting the Joker thing too. I was the last one they found." It seemed odd to me. But then, like I said, if he's saying, "Hey, I'm not that guy anymore. I remember what's going on." And um, the only thing that I wanted to talk about, and we were actually you brought it up the last uh, when we were talking about Batman and Robin Eternal. And this has nothing really to do with this issue, but Bruce has started remembering. Right. And it looks like he's remembering a lot. Does that mean that the Dionysium uh, is kind of reversing and that your your problem was is you want to see Bruce start to go out after Mr. Bloom and he hasn't trained in his mind. Yeah. He doesn't remember training. Do you think that he remembers that as well now? No, I don't actually. I actually do. I think that he's full out in. And it's like you're going for the whole muscle memory. Well, again, he wants to pull a Jason Bourne. I think that as this is happening where he has remembered things – seems to be where there's a quote-unquote trauma in his life right uh you know when duke and the train and he yeah. jumped in front of the train it's always at these points where you know something bad is happening and his adrenaline's going and yeah i think that well, once once what happens with uh live happened i think that really was the last bit to trigger uh everything and even him thinking listen i i'm in love now and all this and now he sees all this shit going down i think that yeah i think he's See, remembering everything i disagree what i get from it is at the end because we're all talking about the big cliffhanger ending where he fucking busts down the door and says yeah. alfred show me my cave yeah he just knows that batman has a cave and if he's batman he must have his cave yeah but yeah but he knows it's his yeah i'm saying though i he if he if he happens to be batman i'm telling you this is how the logic works in my mind he he knows he's Batman, so in his logic, he must have a yeah, cave, but, but he needs yeah. Alfred to show him where it's at. Yeah, I think that he needs to see where it's at. I think he remembers more than, than what we think, too. I, I really do. Yeah, I, he doesn't know where it is. That's that's one thing, like you said, but he doesn't even say, like, show me Batman's cave, he, you know. I think that he's remembering. Oh, he's already was on the fact Again, that he no, is Batman. You might be right, and it's one of those things where – Yes, he kind of remembers, I was Batman. It makes all the sense. Now all these innocent people are going to try to do what I should have been doing, and even though I don't remember, I'm going to have to force myself into doing this so yeah. more people don't get hurt. I think something's happening. That's now. where I'm thinking we're going. I mean, Now, the what? muscle memory bit could come in any time like in future issues, but yeah. uh, I think I just, he's just going to put on the cape and cow and go out there like all untrained and shit. And do you think that's why – like? 
Jim Gordon. Well, I don't know. Jim Gordon looks like he's dead at the end. Oh, my God. Uh, because I would say that that would be the reason why Jim Gordon would come in handy because then he's there as well. And you, you, But we'll see. But, yeah, Jim Gordon and Fighting Bloom. And like we said, this Mr. Bloom stuff should be big stuff in the book. But because you've thrown Bruce and the Joker and nothing else is going to yeah, be Yeah, I don't give a shit about Jim Gordon and fucking yeah. Mr. Bloom anymore. You have all this interesting shit going on with Bruce Wayne. But there there he is. There's Mr. Bloom and the crazy guys. It's large as life. Yep. He's huge. I don't know what happened. This guy. He's he goddamn can, Godzilla. He can do whatever he wants. And he's there. And basically he's calling out that uh, the city is a garden, Eric. And yeah. again, this kind of, I was like, really? This sounds like my dark poetry again from sixth grade. But the uh, the city's a garden, and yeah, we're the unwanted weeds that they pull up, and we're not the roses. Goddamn monologue all, all these pretty things there, and it's all up to the gardener to decide what he wants. And yeah, I was like, yeah, this is kind of nonsense. Very heavy-handed. Yeah, it is. And he has Gordon, but I did like when he exposes there's those other blooms, which yeah. we said we don't understand what's going on. Why are these there? Are they, you know, we thought maybe it's multiplying like weeds. I called in my review like uh, the Mr. Bloom's bouquet. Yeah. Well, the bouquet, he exposes that. Well, he exposes Jim Gordon. He tells everyone, look, this is your Batman. It's Jim Gordon. It's a former commissioner. You know what? These people who are with me, these helpers of mine, uh, the bouquet, if you will, uh, they are actually big criminals that were put in jail because of Commissioner Gordon. And look, they got out right away. This is not the system that works. Yes, yeah, your city's lying to you. Your they put a police lying. officer on a Batman to make you feel safe. Yep. But look, the police can't do anything yeah. when these criminals are back out on the street. Yeah, here's the criminals. And he's not Batman. This is not Batman. Batman you are not did, safe. Yeah, Batman did stuff for himself. He did stuff, and he did it right. And it seems like uh, Mr. Bloom is a Batman fanboy. Oh, yeah. Doesn't man. it? Uh, which will be interesting I'm when sorry, that Batman could be goes all the to fight when Bruce comes out and he's like, look, I'm Batman. I'm okay, saying. I'm out, yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he tells, hey, look at these guys, these uh, bouquet. Now I, I won't be able to stop saying that. I gave them my seeds. They are infected with the seeds now. Yes, I gave them, I my, gave them seed. my seed. That's why I was gone for a little. I, you know, I may be quick, but not that quick. I have a good refractory period, though. Uh, but yeah, they are now super powered with these seeds. Yeah. And he tells everybody, listen. I've hidden all these seeds. I've hidden thousands more seeds around the, the city. If you are done, if you are sick and tired of what's going on, of you your terrible find them. fucking neighbors. Yeah, you find them. You, you don't like dog. your neighbors. You don't like their dog. You don't like this, that, and the other thing. If you're racist, I, I yeah, just came to be that everybody, it's just racism. That's going. what I got too. Yeah. Um, don't find these seeds. You'll you'll tingle when you get near them. He even says, he tells you exactly what you do. You cut yourself, insert them in, and then you'll have superpowers. I don't know. This kind of seems like a lot of work, Mr. Bloom. It does. I don't like cutting cut myself. I don't like cutting the fuck myself. out of here. I'm not a cutter. No, Jesus I don't like Christ. paint. I had a bad childhood, but I'm no cutter, Eric. Absolutely not. Maybe in line, like at the supermarket yeah, when you I want to go. Actually, my worst thing. Actually, I, I won't even say that. I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to fake the funk, Eric. I hate. When people get in the express line, and if it's 20 items or less and they have 21, <laughs> yeah, 21 you I'll be pissed. I get You're so sitting angry. there counting. Oh, I do. I sit behind them, and I see these fucking assholes. And again, you can get a little technical and say, you know, five bananas in a book. That's, that's, that's one. A, that's one. I have but banana. I'm telling you, if they have more, I get so angry. And my, <laughs> even Rafe says to me, Dad, we only have 22. We can go there. There's nobody there. No, 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 no. Hit him That's a little one bit. Thing. I'm telling you, I will not do it. 
I don't no, know what that has to do with this, but if I had a Mr. Bloom seed and I saw somebody with 21 items, I'd stick my finger right through the goddamn face. Uh, yeah, but Mr. Bloom's yelling. I said when he's yelling at the people about their neighbors and the system and stuff, it did remind me of the movie Network when the guy, I'm mad as hell and I'm not oh, going right, to take yeah, it yeah. anymore. It really did. It just, But even that was heavy-handed. It's more funny to me but that. Um, but I'm this s- is all going on. He's spelled it out, and that leads – that. Then it goes back to the Joker and Bruce. There's the explosion. He runs to the rec center. He thinks Julie is uh, dead, and uh, she's not. And the kids are there, and he's like, listen, we're going to be all right. We're going to get out of here. We leave right now. And that's when that Liv comes out, and she is obviously cut We saw she was an adorable little girl. She drew Mr. Bloom before because if you draw your fears, you won't be afraid of him. Yep. And she wants to be Batman. She has yep. found a seed for some reason. I don't know how she found it. It looked like she was in a goddamn like closet. Maybe yeah, it's fucking Mr. It, well, Bloom put it there. Remember, there but... was those crazy seeds in there before. That no, I'm saying there was one that yeah. Jim Gordon that was inactive. Yeah. And Duke yeah. took that one. So maybe they put it there. I don't know. Uh, I'm saying maybe Mr. Bloom did hide it there. I don't yeah, know maybe. how he's getting the rec center. But yeah, she did it. And then she becomes just mangled up. Looks like a. Dr. Death, when uh, yeah, totally. that, that bone virus thing that they did uh, She gets stretched earlier. out and explodes. And actually, in the one picture when she says, I'll be Batman, looks a lot like the guy that says, these nuts, Eric. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that is me. But yeah, then she explodes. And even before that, I think it's right before that when you're well, heading. Bruce is running in. Yeah, when you're running in, there's a guy burning because now, we've I, seen that before. I'm saying we have. I want to know. Like, are there different seeds? Why aren't Mr. Bloom's okay fucking exploding or burning? Uh, I think because... that that's one of those things. I think that he may have explained it earlier. It was something maybe we talked about. It's one of those where it appears that certain people can take it. Uh, I don't know, because even, like... that, even that first um, villain that Jim Gordon faced, when he, like the part one of Heavy Metal when he first became yeah. Batman, he started burning up at the end. I, I took it as almost like the black mass in the truth story right. where it can drive people insane, but certain people can take it. Maybe it's one of those that you have to be a bad guy because these villains, these real bad guys. I don't know. It, in my like, mind, Mr. Bloom's been around for a couple of weeks now, and it should be out on the news that this guy is giving out seeds that fucking kill you. Yeah, I know. But even, even what he's saying to the people, it doesn't seem like he's trying to trick them into this. I think that he's genuinely wants this army of his guys to take over know. the town. I don't know what his end game would be just to kill innocent people, but then again, he's a bad guy. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, then, it actually really reminded me of the 89 Batman movie with the Joker going through with the money and sending out gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that's the case, but yeah, there's riots now, and even then you look, and when there's the riots going on, there's mangled up people there about to explode. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, the other thing is Jerry Powers is called in like the uh, Batman robot suit I, army. I didn't even talk about that in my review because it did nothing for the yeah, book. Yeah, it's just I, – I'll I talk like, about the next issue when I something happens I actually like it, it just because it sets up that that's going to be a big thing coming down. And I believe that we're going to see Bruce and Jim Gordon, if he survives, Eric, which he will, uh, fighting oh, yeah. Bloom and the robot army or – Maybe even fighting with Bloom for a little, because this robot army is going to go to town. There's a freaking Hulkbuster in the back. Oh, yeah. And it's a cool panel. I'm just saying, like, the inclusion of that here does nothing for the story, because we already had before when Jim Gordon was going after Bloom. She's like, I'm going to send out all, like, these robots. No, I'm going to go by myself. We already set this up that this is something we can do. Yeah, I know, but I think that this is one of those where I think that it goes against what they had. They were going to do it, but Gordon went out himself. Yeah. And this is now martial law 
hitting the the city, and it's going to be a it's a riot, and it's going to be uh, shit. But going since we down. don't see it, this it seems more like it would have been better used at the beginning of next issue or something no, like that. No, they just want you to get excited that that's going to happen. It's just a preview of what's going to happen. It's more of an extended cliffhanger to me. Yeah. Because you have that, you have Duke where he's going to see his parents, and he gets there. I'm so sorry, Mr. Thomas. He says no. I, I'm guessing you're supposed to think that his parents have taken like the seeds and they're all mad but i don't know i don't know what is going on there it's fine no uh, and then you get jim gordon which i'm telling you i don't know what's going on with him uh he looks dead they oh, yeah, even have on the panel they throat. have the thing and they have the uh his ekg it's yeah. flatlining uh but then you see there's alfred hanging out do you think that that is the mansion Actually, I put that in my review, and I started thinking about it afterwards. I do not think because what the hell is Bruce breaking down? Yeah, I, well, because he's, there, there's like it looks like an apartment building. Yeah, he's breaking a a, a door a, down. A door down. I don't know. Maybe that is his private quarters. Uh, I don't know. Quarters, it's a he, possibility. And it's weird. He, there's some things that are covered with a blanket. He's got a TV going. He's seen Mr. Bloom. It could be the mansion. He's just yeah. locked himself in his room, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it just seems weird. Uh, but, yeah, and that's Bruce bangs in, and Alfred and looks scared. Alfred is a shell of the man we have always yeah. known. He is fucking on the yeah, verge of crying. crying. He is he's having crying. A, I'm seeing it now. He's having like a schizo attack yeah. almost. And I think that if you want to think into it, that this is leading from the Robin War. And all this shit's gone bad since Bruce is done. And he also, he doesn't want Bruce to be Batman. And I think while he's watching this Mr. Bloom, hearing this speech about Batman, he knows there's a good chance that Bruce is going to be back and want to be Batman. I think that's his thing he didn't want to have happen. I, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I, he doesn't want Bruce to be Batman anymore. He wants him to be a real boy. But this this reaction just felt so over the top and weird. Yeah, yeah. Show uh, me my cave. Again, though, if you, I don't think it's going to be the case, but this could be one of those where he's like, holy shit, I had this Robin shit going on. Boy, he's going to be mad. Dude, from this reaction, though, I wouldn't be surprised if fucking this person who's recruiting the Robin's nest is not just like a fucking severed personality of his coming yeah, out yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's just a broken man, like you said. Like once he lost his hand and fucking Bruce died, he just went insane. And that's yeah. what it really feels like, seeing him on the ground with his hands over his head, almost on the verge of tears. Yeah, yeah, it is It is crazy. Uh, I like the issue. I love the part oh, I like of the well. Joker stuff. I like the art a lot. I do have an issue with Mr. Bloom. Uh, where I really have an issue is... Not only just the fact that the powers seem to be non-defined, but it seems to be that they are only used to try to make him more of a threat than he is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden now he's Godzilla. Oh yeah. my god! And it's almost like it's like Scott Snyder, like boy, this this Bloom's not catching on. I got <laughs> I got to do something, which doesn't make sense because this issue Dude, and all is done Next. way before, but. Next issue, if he happens to shoot fire out of that flower part of his face, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I'm telling you. At this point, he, he's a techno genius. He can fucking grow. He can fucking shoot goddamn, like, T-1000 spikes out of his hands for all I know. I have no, no idea. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the whoa, 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 like an Aquaman type thing, and he starts <laughs> mind-controlling people. All of a sudden, fish are Mind-controlling plants. Out. He's yeah. connected to green uh, yeah, now. Yeah, he's in the green. He's and in the... And the the rot. He's well, everything. Tell, honestly, I could see that because at the one point in this book, he says, hell, you awoke in Potter's Field, which is a fucking poor man's burial site. And I'm like, are, are you a zombie? Yeah, well, yeah. What are we getting at here? Yeah, I, I, I hopefully will find out. A lot of times with these uh, Scott Snyder's issues, a lot of the things just kind of get left under the, you know, left on the floor. And I'm telling you, I, Scott Snyder loves the Joker. He's the only motherfucker who gets to play with the Joker, it seems. Yeah. And him having this undefined background, this is like more of the Joker play to me. 
Yeah. Uh, again, this is where we were talking about this uh, rebirth, and I think that what that leads from is also that Scott Snyder, uh, he's they want to get back to classic Batman and stuff, and I yeah. don't think Scott Snyder likes to do a lot of other stories. He loves the Joker. He loves his Court of the Owls. He can go and, and fix fucking Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. But I, he's going to do that in Detective if he does anything, but we'll Hopefully. see how that is. But, yeah, uh, I would have given this an 8 out of 10, Eric, if I were I to. gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the ending. I liked the fact that, you know, I'm excited to see what Bruce does. Exactly. That's and, the problem, though. I'm yeah. excited about Bruce. That's it. Yeah, but that's that's Batman now. I, I know. Really, now that he wants the cave, I really, you know, Gordon, whatever. I hope he lives. I hope he helps Batman. But, yeah, Batman's back, baby. Batman's back in town. <laughs> Bat uh, is back in town. <laughs> let's go on to the next book, which is another one of your books. Sure is. Titans Hunt number four, written by Dan Abnett with art by Stephen Segovia, Art Thibbert, Hi-Fi, and Carlos M. Mangual. The mystery of the Titans continues in this issue as our heroes try to figure out their connection and why that scream they heard in the previous issue reminds them of the past. We get to see, though, that this happened before when they were a team that never was and Harold was taken by something and Dove went after him. It's a lot of fun and a lot of intrigue, even though Jim will probably call shenanigans because things aren't moving fast enough for him. But I know that he'll love the inclusion of Dick Grayson getting his Nightwing garb on as a way to signal that he's ready to take on whoever wants him and these characters together. Yes. Yes. I will pish posh on this a bit because we're getting the same issues over and over. <laughs> Again, how many times can we be uh, in an issue with, hey, why do you know my name? I don't know. What do they call you? Caveman. You're Cave speedy. Boy. That's stupid. All right. I just, it's. We just, haven't had that before. No, it's the same thing, though. It's just now <laughs> it's them. We haven't seen Roy and fucking. Uh, what's his name narc in a while now we have this i it's fine i really like the art <laughs> i'll tell you that it's awesome yeah it is um i love the color so it's a mystery that it's i a slow don't burn know mystery. that when it's over i i don't know when this could end because it's only supposedly now this this has been put out there that it's been changed to an eight issue arc Yes. And we are now on issue four. I need something. Is it going to just be that we get to that eighth issue, they find out what's going on, and that's what leads into the Titans book that they claim is going oh, to happen? Oh, I hope not. Because that's what that Titans book is. It's yeah, I know. these guys. And um, I don't know. I think that that is actually what this event that Tom King is off doing that he claimed that he's right. off Grayson and doing. That'd be a cool event. Something with this. I think this is what they're going to try to get dick out of spiral and all that that stuff's getting so twisted in amongst itself that they've got to do something and i think that if you say meat and potatoes for this character nightwing. it is nightwing and uh unless you go right back to robin but that which crazy. you do not but yeah it would be nightwing and this is the book that it would be in i don't know that these that's hilarious because bad... how much Tim, dan did you wanted to kill nightwing yeah. to get him back to being that yeah, yeah and i don't know if uh the fans of Nightwing will just jump on back for this book. Uh, I think they will. Because it almost seems, even in this issue, I don't know. It seems to me that when he ends up being Nightwing, it's almost like he's not really Nightwing, but he's like, hey, if that's what they want, that's what they get. And he dresses up. It just seemed weird. And is that the mask that he's talking about? Is it the mask that he got at the end of Robin War? 
Uh, yes. Uh, do you think that that this goes from that, or you think that this is just not even related, and we have story I, over continuity? That's the thing is, I would like to give it a timeline. I just can't. Yeah, and he he even says like I don't, I left it back there, and I don't know why. Like he that's had it at weird. the cave. He grabbed yeah, it yeah. while he was in the cave, and he didn't like know why he grabbed. He didn't even remember he grabbed it. Well, he just that's what I'm it. saying. If it was from Robin War, he would know that he had it. No, I mean he was at the cave where the cost the whole costume was apparently, and he yeah. grabbed it when he left. Yeah, it was just weird. But uh, yeah. it's very weird. There's a lot of stuff that's weird I, because they're doing stuff that's against like their no memory of doing it, yeah. all leading them to becoming this group again that they don't even remember being. Yeah, and I'll tell you if we get more of you know that beginning. You have a beginning which is basically a story out of time yeah, of really the cool. Titans. I actually did like that. I like that. I actually thought that all of a sudden we were going to get all of that this issue. I was like, it's pretty fucking cool. But, uh, yeah, it's more I like seeing of, the old Donna Troy, and I like seeing that Roy's in a relationship with her. Yeah. All of yeah. it was a lot of fun. And you, you have where the storm's going because it's obviously Mr. Twister. He's causing yeah. troubles. And um, they're there, and they hear this scream. Ah, and it's, uh, again, it's a scream, but it's a song. It's a herald. Yeah, yeah oh, it's all it's fucking herald. It's, it's a song. It's a scream. And, in I fact, at, so that, at that same point in time, in real time, they are hearing that scream. And do you think that that is the scream when he had the seizure? Yes, that's yeah, exactly that's what, what I think it is. Okay. I'm telling you, honestly, I don't think that's going on outside of time or whatever. I think the scream that they heard awoke this memory in all of them of the time they were yeah. together and the last time they heard the scream. I actually don't know. Yeah, it might. I guess it would be. I thought that they just, this memory was over. I don't know. It's all twisted. It's weird how they had that. You know, you didn't have the scream at first and then yeah. them go in. But, yeah, and then they're there. They realize that they've all had this dream. You know, oh, it felt like yeah. my mind was ripped apart. I had this dream. Oh, it was like this. And uh, I you like got hidden that, names and masks. Yeah, yeah. I like that Garth thinks that they've fucked with his mind. He's all mad. <laughs> he blames them yeah, immediately. He's like, yeah. What did you fuckers do to me? He's all mad. Tim, uh, Tim. Dick's like, no, no, no. And then he does say something that threw me off uh, but it's not it, it <laughs> that's the thing he's like i don't know maybe it was something that was wiped from our memories all that means to me how are you going to explain that other than that well, you're not going to say is, I, I think this is a uh, bleeding from a multi-universe did you i'm sorry did you read my review of this no because I'm pretty sure I haven't put in the review. It's like, and Dick comes to the conclusion that their memories are white. But honestly, who jumps to the conclusion that a bleed, like an alternate timeline yeah. is bleeding There's through? There's no way that no, you nothing. would think that. It would be insane <laughs> if you're like, hey, I think our memories are white. No, what I think it's a bleeding of another multiverse that's coming in. And now, I this think, is Jim coming to a party and talking to yes. you. All right, we're not talking to him anymore. Yep, that's where I go, and they all move away. And then nobody will play pin the tail. In the so honestly, I, I as soon as I read that though, I fucking sent you a message because yeah. how much you're arguing with me. Like but honestly, agreed though. Who's gonna say it's a fucking yeah, alternate timeline bleeding through? Um, I read this issue and then I knew that you. Were, well, I saw your score, so I yeah. knew you liked it. So I needed something to have uh, uh, ammo. Posh. I needed ammo against you in this issue. But I went back and read a bunch of different, uh, re uh, not reviews, interviews with Dan Abnett. And right. now I've come to the conclusion, officially, that this story is a bunch of hogwash, Eric. No, <laughs> that it's, it doesn't mean anything. Their minds might have been wiped, but it's also something that never happened, but it did. And it's something, it's a best version of them. It's also, not, it's all over the place. I don't know if he's playing games. 
or if it's just basically his concept from what I read, everything that I've read, is that this is a story that will always happen with these characters because it was meant to be, and it may have happened, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all it over the sense. place. And it, it got me angry. But yeah, the, you go and you find out. This you, is the other... you started talking. I went off to read something while you were talking. I realized, oh my God, he's still doing this. Yeah, no. Then you, you go and you have Bumblebee, pregnant Bumblebee, shows up to uh, find Mal. Right? Yes. And she goes to the hospital, and there's the Yo-Yo Ma freaking yeah, Malcolm, fucking, uh, whatever he... freaking the guy. Uh, I don't even remember. She yells his name. Uh, Jung Mo. There's <laughs> Jung Mo. He looks like a handsome fella, Jung Mo. But yeah, hey, Jung Mo, what happened to Malwa? Oh, he had a seizure. He was here. But you know what? They don't know if he's here, and he's not here. What is going on? And he's not there. He no, he was there. fucking driven away into an ambulance, but never made it to the hospital. It drove into the woods. I don't know if it was Mr. Twister driving. I what guess. happened to the drivers? That's what I'm but, saying. It seemed like it was either Mr. Twister mind fuck these guys to drive there. I don't know. I don't know. They, as far as I know, they could still be passed out in the driver's seat. I don't know because Mal mm. gets out, starts walking in the woods, yeah. gets haunted by the ghost or specter of fucking uh, Mr. Twister. And yeah. I'm telling you, not much happens with it. But this is what I've been fucking begging for, making a section with Mal interesting yeah, and yeah. fun. Yeah, he's not there recording a song that everybody oh, loves. God. He's there, and basically Mr. Twister kind of spells out to him, hey, you know what? Thanks, uh, because you're going to do this, and you're going to bring them all together. And if and, you don't, I'm going to kill your family. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he does it. He yells. Somehow, so, he get, yeah, somehow he gets fucking Mal to So now yeah. do you think maybe this is the sound they hear or do you yeah. think it was way? Okay. I think this is another one okay. that will fucking now, open up another memory probably. I think if I would go and tell you that I think that this is Mr. Twister doing this not just to kill them, but he needs them to come together in this universe so that he can continue to exist. Would no, I'm, like I – I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's what I think it is. I think that he needs to exist. Yes, it's not so, just that he wants to get rid of them. He desperately because he could probably just go and kill them. Uh, he is he desperately needs them because his existence hinges on them being what they were or yes. are or might be. There's a lot of stuff up in the air that actually really intrigues me, and I just hope this all pans together because I it took me till last issue to really get on board. But now I'm yeah. solidly on board. I want to know where this well, goes. You know what's funny, too, is we're talking about this, and this really does remind me a lot of the Martian Manhunter storytelling yeah. and also that Detective Comics, that last one, which we think is false face. They're very similar storytelling techniques there, mm-hmm. that, which is confuse the hell out of Jim <laughs> until he's pissed. Now, and then you, you go and there you you tell the next part. Because... Well, I'm saying the issue is really all about getting the band back together, yeah. everybody's own personal experiences with remembering. And we even get Hawk and Dove yeah, showing Hawk up. And and Dove. Normally, I will pish posh the shit out of them because I think they're nonsense characters. They're just silly. Yeah. But I read this. They kick so much yeah. fucking ass. Now, is Dove, is that her power? She can say Dove and then she's in costume? She, yes. Okay. And Hawk does the I, same I'm thing. I'm not really that much. I'm not schooled in Hawk and Dove. Like, you even get um, that when Hawk comes in, he yells Hawk like the fucking soup just came around him there as he's punching yeah. as he comes but to the scene. But we did say it is odd that Dove is a woman, correct? Well, honestly, in the beginning scene where we have the flashback dealing with all the characters, we find out, like, Mal's been taken and Dove ran off to go find out where he was. It pisses off Dick because he's the team leader. He's like, mm-hmm. stay together, and Dove did not. And the way Hank's talking about it, it seems like he's talking about his brother running off and yeah. not Don Granger. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's odd. She's, uh, 
She's got a tight-formed costume there. Oh, my God, she's so that. fucking hot. Holy moly. I want some cosplay of that right now from you. Okay. No, but, no, no um, they came off so goddamn bad off. And at the end, though, we see a connection because after they beat the shit out of everybody. Cause, and also another connection here is that they're going after the Harvester organization that yeah, Dick yeah. was going after in the first issue. Mm -hmm. So we still have this connection thing going on that they don't actually know about. But fucking this scream and these dreams, these memories are fucking haunting Hank. And he's just sitting there with the blood on his hands with the fucking person who just beat the shit up. And he's just drawing a T yeah, on the side of a, a wall. It's pretty badass. And it's so cool. I like to. Then they go back to uh, Garth, uh, Dick, and Donna. And Garth is so mad, he wants to just destroy that goddamn fucking clubhouse. <laughs> he He's like, it. I am going to fucking destroy This place it. is fucking cursed. It's hocus pocus. I think it's that thing over there. I'm going to go wreck this. You guys hold on. No, no. Hold on, Garth. You no. know what? If, if this person wants us to get together, they're going to expect something certain out of it, like something uh, out of us. And I think I know what it is. Hold on a second. I got to go put on my costume. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, he's where like, he, wait like, a minute. I the, need a costume change. What this, do you, what do you share? Jumps to conclusions Christ, a little Madonna. too easy here, which is kind of weird. You're like, you know what? If this person's really after us, he's going to expect us a mask. So I better, better go put one on. I'm like, what are you talking about, Dick? You're a goddamn secret agent. Yeah, yeah. But no, he goes and puts on the Nightwing costume, and it's a weird like angle we're shown, but it's badass seeing him in that yeah. costume again. And even even right before that, we finally get back to Roy. Remember, we were focused so much on Roy, and there's Roy and Nark. Yeah, and Nark's that's... basically like, hey, look, I'm K-Boy. You're Speedy. Hey, those are stupid names. But I did like that he's like, no, you, you have the tattoo. You have yeah. the nightmare. It's right there. And I like that. And I also like – I like the team-up. It's weird. They are only together a couple pages. Yeah. But I like I the fact – I think one maybe. No, nah, actually, I'm going through it. It is a couple. It? Okay. Um, I really like the fact that Roy is kind of a badass. He likes to do the – and Mark is like the – He's the Boy Scout. Yeah, he is. And he's like, that's not good. You don't do that. And I really like – I hope that that continues with those two. So do two I. Because it's a good I really, pairing. Yeah, I like those together. But um, where the fuck's Lilith been? Yeah, I know she's gone. They don't. Uh, I don't know. Roy's trying to Roy's get. Roy's trying to get to her, but I'm saying we have not seen her since like issue two. I think. No, no yeah, and maybe three. Would, and it's weird because. Oh no, it can't be three. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because um, Mr. Twister basically was going on about how she was the key. Yeah. <laughs> you right? Yeah, I paused my mic. I had to cough. I didn't. You did not it pause out. it. Oh, didn't I? No, you I did must have not. paused it afterwards. You paused it afterwards. Yeah. I was trying. I have a really bad sword throw. But this yeah, is it, a this is a very slow burn mystery that has actually got me really intrigued. I didn't think it would because I did not care for the first two issues. Yeah, I'm all on board. I'm on the fucking Titans Hunt trial, even though you hate that name. And yeah, yeah. Art's great. I gave this an eight point five well, out of ten. And it's funny because. I hate the name Titans Hunt, and it seems like DC might too because it yes. looks like they're calling it Titans. I think it's just terrible. Um, but yeah, I like it. I just wish it was moving forward a little more. But I actually did enjoy this issue enough. I like how it ended with Nightwing. It was pretty yeah. badass. And I like the pairings of the different characters. I really like – like we made fun of, uh, of Garth, but I like him because <laughs> – Everybody so else, yeah, and he is. They, you need these different characters, and yeah, they seem very interesting. And I would like them as a team. I would like to see a book with them. I don't know how they're going to explain that with everything else going on, like how Donna Troy is involved yeah, that, in a Teen Titans. When I saw, uh, my ideas of the mind wipe still get a little fucked up with that. Yeah, uh, that, that's a little odd. And uh, even with uh, you know Roy and it just it it would take a lot of craziness to have them actually have a book. That makes sense in a continuity. Uh, but yeah, I would have given this an issue a seven. And it's mainly, I don't like the way they draw uh, Dick. 
Okay. I think that his face looks nonsense throughout, but yeah, I, I like him. Uh, uh, sorry, though, I, I, you know what? I was going to say something there. I don't even remember what the hell it was. I just keep thinking dick now. Dick. That's all you ever think of, Eric. All you ever think of. But that's the first it's section my of books, Eric. It's the first section of books, and it is 20 of 3. Oh, my God. Kill me now. Uh, but we're going to move on Kill to me first. Ryan Clark's Other Side segment, the brightest daycare. Ryan Clark's other side segment. And I think this was a suggestion from somebody on the message board. See, Eric, a few people go to the message board. But we I have put a message a, board? Yes, we do. I put a <laughs> section on there that was uh, for people to suggest things to Ryan. And they did. And I think this is one. I might be making this up just to get people. Good to possibility. But, yeah, he's going to review the book Nowhere Men, number seven. All right, Don't ask man. me anything about it. I'll have to listen <laughs> to Ryan talk about it so I know about it. But, yeah, take it away, Ryan. Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to the 48th installment of The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark, here to bring you only the best in non-DC Comics talk on the otherwise all-DC Comics Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Uh, this week, I will be talking about Nowhere Men number 7 by Eric Stevenson, Dave Taylor, Emmy Lennox, Jordi Belair, and Phonographics through Image Comics. Now, I know, I know, I'll, I'll wait while you collect yourselves, because I'm not talking about a, a new Marvel number one, um, though it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. It's an Image book, which is probably second on my uh, list of favorite publishers at this point. Um, but uh, the, the first arc of Nowhere Men I thought was great. It's been a long time since we've had... Uh, that last issue, um, I know there was some problems there in the past. I know uh, Nate Bellegarde, who was the original artist in that first arc, uh, had been having some uh, personal problems, uh, had been seeking some psychological help um, in dealing with some pretty heavy stuff, so it kind of was understood that the book would kind of take a, uh, a little more roundabout path in being released because they were trying to do what was best for the creator, which I thought was a really, really decent thing to do. Um, it, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he is coming back for the book, uh, but I do think that Dave Taylor uh, does a great job with this issue and that uh, Emmy Lennox, I'm assuming who did the art for the uh, webcomic style art prologue, uh, was a neat change of pace for the story as well. Uh, one that kind of threw me for a loop jumping back into the book, but one that I uh, liked as well. Uh, I'm not ter uh, sure how many people out there uh, are truly uh, keenly aware of this book. Uh, it's been a while since we had that first arc, um, like a year and a half, I think, since the last issue came out, maybe two. Um, <clears throat> so it's a pretty big break between uh, individual issues. Um, kind of like a, a forever evil length break there. Um, I uh, was glad to see that even though uh, Nate Bellegarde put a very distinct spin uh, on this book, the art was very much his. I think that uh, Dave Taylor does a really good job of it on his own. 
Um, I think the idea behind this book is a really um, novel concept, uh, one being that the four biggest names in, in modern culture, in pop culture, um, likening to them uh, being a group of the four, uh, like the Beatles, uh, as they can, uh, aren't actually musicians, uh, individuals at all, uh, or a band, uh, for that matter, but they are scientists. Uh, and that's where the rallying cry and merchandising slogan came from for this series in Science is the New Rock and Roll, which is just one of the best t-shirt slogans, uh, if I do say so myself. Um, I really like uh, the feel of this book incorporating um, novelization and memoir, uh, actual like, book covers, uh, posters, uh, different companies' promotional artwork and things into the pages at the beginning of this issue. This issue had the main character's daughter. Uh, the pages were the story told by her through like a web comic that she did, which was really neat um, and interesting. I thought that was really cool. I like that uh, even though we had such a long break between uh, issue six and issue seven, things pick up basically immediately where they left off in the, the last part of the story. Um, I think the, the artwork top-down is really stellar. I think Dave Taylor, Jordi Belair, and Phonographics uh, come together to create a really unique-looking book, and uh, Eric Stevenson's writing sort of uh, really just adds to the depth of this strange, unique sci-fi story, um, that there's lots of mystery and suspense built into it, uh, it's really enjoyable to read. Um, along with all, basically at this point, first volumes of Image Trades, um, the first six collected issues are available physically for ten bucks. Um, you can get them um, local comic shops, other brick-and-mortar stores. Um, you can order online through Amazon. And then the digital editions are available through Comixology and Kindle uh, for $8. Uh, it's a really easy, uh, low-hassle, low-risk way to kind of dip your toe into this world and see see what things are like. Um, may not be the easiest book to get into with issue 7, uh, though it does kind of jump right in and you just kind of get carried along. I haven't gone back and reread the first trade uh, to prepare for this book, but I was still... Uh, able to piece everything together from what I remember from all those years ago having read it. Um, I think it's great that Image makes these kind of books so easily accessible so you can just get in and pick it up and then now that this seventh issue is out, jump right in and uh, just get sucked into yet another many, uh, one of the many great books they're releasing at any time. Um, I hope that this book will be back uh, to more to release on a consistent schedule. Uh, since reading this issue, I've realized how much I've missed uh, reading the book Nowhere Men. I think it's great and definitely worth uh, checking out as far as being something new and unique and different out there. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, some other things I've been reading, uh, I just finished up uh, another book at Image, a 68, the final uh, miniseries Last Rites wrapped up this week. I think that was a fun um, the Vietnam War era zombie story, something a little bit different um, than what other zombie stories are out there, what with The Walking Dead sort of being the heavy hitter in zombie culture. 
Uh, I also really liked uh, the second issue of the new Judge Dredd book. Uh, that was fun to read. The um, uh, Graphic India Devi Witchblade one-shot was a weird um, book that I did not uh, know too much about going in. I thought it was really cool, um, and it was an interesting story when the kind of perpetually oversexed Witchblade character isn't the most scantily clad character in a book. That's that's always nice. Um, and Marvel has had a ton of uh, new books out and new number ones uh, recently that have been really good with um, Silver Surfer came out and was great. Captain Marvel uh, was really good. Um, I'm up to issue three in Star-Lord, uh, which has been really fun so far. And uh, the first uh, issue of uh, Devolution, uh, which is the Rick Remender written series through Dynamite, uh, is really neat. I know the, the J. Lee uh, cover art can kind of be a, a divisive thing for some people, but I, I like it. I think it looks cool. It was a, a different take on the kind of zombie apocalypse plaguey uh, thing and the sort of dystopian future that Rick Remender does so often and so well. Uh, so that was pretty cool uh, to look into. Um, other than that, I'm just keeping up on the weekly books. And uh, if you have any suggestions for my other side segment, you can reach out to me directly, either via Twitter at BDC Comics, email at brightestdaycare at gmail.com, or you can post on the Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com message boards, where Jim was so kind as to create an entire um, discussion post just to add things for me to check out on there, um, either next week um, or possibly for the first issue of the second arc. Um, Jeremy Hahn's The Beauty uh, through Image is one that's definitely on my list and one that uh, a uh, listener of the podcast uh, su suggested there, so I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. So if you have anything else to suggest for the other side or just for me to check out in general, uh, please feel free to let me know as well. You can uh, listen to my podcast available on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and however else you view, listen to podcasts, Brightest Daycare, two words. You can read all of my written reviews at my website, brightestdaycare.com. And that's all for me for this week. And until next week, I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, man, the town's dry. There ain't no dope nowhere, man. Right, we're back. Oh God! Back we are. Just heard uh, Nowhere Men number seven. What do you mm -hmm. think of that? Uh, well, actually, I should just say we have a special guest, Eric. Special Who? guest oh, with oh. us. There he is. Oh God! Reggie is with us to talk about Poison Ivy because uh, this is the part where we're going to talk about Poison Ivy. Uh, he did the review on the site. Joel did it as well, um, and I'm sure Joel's listening now, and he's. Freaking putting, punching his fist in his hand. <laughs> like, God damn it. He, Reggie was allowed on the emergency podcast. Now he's talking poison ivy. Oh, Joel, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll represent for you here. Don't worry. You're going to represent? All right. Rep, we're going to move on. For, Joel, yeah. for Jolie B. We're going to be in here with Poison Ivy Cycle of Life and Death, number one. 
written by Amy Chu, art by Clay Mann, Seth Mann, and Ulysses Ariola. Nice. Ariola. <laughs> Reggie wrote this, but he wants me to read it because he makes fun of us. Because he's a, a jerk. A day in the life of Poison Ivy <laughs> proves to be less interesting than a day at the cardboard box factory with Jim and Eric. That, that's actually pretty interesting sometimes. That's Poison what I'm Ivy discovers. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just reading it. Poison Ivy discovers a plant extract that might prolong life indefinitely, and it proves to be meaningless to the story at hand. Harley Quinn shows up, probably just to piss Jim off. And yes, that that did piss me off. But yeah, this, yeah. this book, people have been screaming and yelling for this book, especially on Twitter. We were talking the Poison Ivy League which Eric is sure was just a girl who did Poison Ivy cosplay and now has just the, named herself the league to sound more important. Damn right. Isn't that what you said, Eric? I believe so. Uh, she is a army of one, you say. But I don't know. <laughs> a one-man army corps? She is. Um, I don't know. This is a very odd first issue to me, especially for a character that people have been screaming and yelling to get this book because it just did not seem to do – it didn't do much for me. But as a first issue, I really I thought it fell flat. I, in, a, in a way, the issue kind of showed why she might not be worth doing yeah, a solo worth, book yeah, for. I, you know, I like agree. she's just sort of a. It, she's always been a cool character. I've never heard anyone say they disliked Poison Ivy. No, she's cool. She plays her role. She's like the you know the ecological balance. Yeah. You know the 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 cheaper version of Rasha Ghoul uh, as far as keeping ecology together or whatever, but, uh, yeah, it was, she's just kind of a dull person. Yeah. Well, I think you're all crazy. Once she gets so her point. Uh, Eric and <laughs> And Joel, who gave yeah, it a nine. Yeah, Joel gave it a nine. But it's, it's no goddamn nine, but it's a half-decent read. Well, it starts off in Africa, where they're driving around in Africa, Harley and uh, some guy. I guess, is he a doctor as well? Does she say that to him? Yeah, no, he's a doctor. It okay. says, uh... Yeah, well, Doctor and, and Dep- you, can, Depolo. you can tell he's a doctor because he's a man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the villain in this book, I think, is that doctor in the wheelchair. Doctor uh, Grimley. Doctor Grimley, because he doesn't think women should be doctors, especially not plant doctors. Plant doctors. No. You went to misogyny immediately. Uh, you, uh, you, yeah. didn't even, you didn't even wait. You know, and to I get don't to the know middle if of the that's book. just a shout out. Yes, I know. I don't even want to wait till I get to that point. It's just, it's so ridiculous. But yes, there's a there's a male doctor because you know Har- uh, Harley, I almost <clears throat> freaking poison ivy can't just drive around on her own in Africa because no. unfortunately they find a plant that is... I honestly just think you need a guide. Yeah, well, yeah, she wouldn't know. But uh, she goes, uh, she goes with this plant and. It, she says it's thousands year, uh, thousands of years old. I, I'm telling you, I, I was not lost, but I was like, I was already out at this point. What Second page. I'm like, really? Yeah. And then she goes and she's going to have a conversation with it. And uh, then the Blood Diamond people show up. Guys got <clears> a <throat> Chicago Bulls jersey on. They're, they're toting guns. Uh, what are they there for? Because they're in our territory. Yeah, but it yeah. just... You don't want outside of New York fucking Blood Diamonds. It just seems weird, though. They're... they're Blood that they're diamond mine guys that are out here because these people are there with a plant. It just seemed weird. That seems Maybe right on to me. And they had they permission. They also farm the uh, plant, you know. I guess, but it seems like she's found this plant. Like this plant has been missing, or nobody's known about it for so yeah. long. I, and then, were you even shocked that the plant then started? You know, she kind of talked to the plant, and then it, it did its business. I, what is Immediately, of course, you know, yeah, or whatever I, was in the air. She would have used a, a sprig of parsley if she had yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just... Look at, 
Look at the Hummer these guys are driving to. I know. This is what I don't understand. It's tremendous. This is. (laughs) (laughs) They got guns. The guy's got a Chicago Bulls jersey on. They got khaki pants. What's going on here? And the thing I I don't understand, right? So these guys come over. These are like you know emissaries from whatever local warlord controls this this uh, sub-Saharan part of Africa. So. What happened after the scene? I, you know, this, is, this could saying. be an international incident. This yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't I think don't... it's that big a deal. They took out some gang members and they got back their plant and they went home. What did they bury the Hummer? They they drove the Hummer into a sand dune and just kind of like put a tarp over <laughs> I it. I don't uh, know why they. It's they Africa. They just left. They walked away. People, people you don't need to cover your tracks. You're in the middle of a goddamn desert. I, These I, are murderers. I think they probably took the Hummer. I take the Hummer. You see that piece of shit freaking Jeep they showed up in? I get in that Hummer, even though it is a purple Jeep. I, I just, sure. I don't know. It just seemed a, an odd deal just to uh, show that Poison Ivy can do this, and she's got that plant. I, I really thought it was goofy. Uh, I like when the guys are showing up, and he's like, "Those are the people from the mines." You know, you saw that movie, I'm like yeah. really. What movie? And I, I, I said to you, movie. it's Blood Diamond. It has yeah. to be Blood Diamond. Is that a movie that anybody has on the tip of their tongue right now? Oh, they didn't mean House Party 2? Yeah, that's what they thought. A jabby, was, jabby Jam? They were like, wait a I minute. Could've, I could have sworn it was yeah. that one. Yeah. I saw Crush Groove. <laughs> freaking, where's Curtis Blow? Oh, there he is. He's got a Bulls jersey on and a freaking AK-47. Point at this because we're trespassing in the middle of a goddamn desert. There's nothing around. You're trespassing. I, I was waiting for them to draw a line in the sand. Freaking, it's I Love Lucy. If you step over here, you're trespassing. But they go back. They go back to the States. And they are at, uh, where are they? They're at a... Gotham Botanical Gardens. Gotham Botanical Gardens. And she, uh, Poison Ivy's working there. And I know that that is the one thing that Eric did find uh, troublesome of this issue. Well, it's like Harley Quinn. Out of nowhere, Harley gets to become a doctor again. Dr. Harley and Quinzel and Pamela They have fucking rap sheets a mile long. How the hell are they getting work like this? She she got a good uh, recommendation. I don't give it's a like, shit what like you got. Joker access to the anthrax and the smallpox. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like this guy, we already know this well, is a, this is trigger yes, stuff. Yes, that's trouble. It, that, it should be on I'm her parole you, where she's not allowed to be around plants. There is no, there's no more people left in Gotham. They just had the freaking the, the end game. Joker killed everyone. They, there's they no have more to botanists. Somebody's got to work it as a botanist. Well, as I read in Catwoman last week, uh, Frank Thierry told me that freaking New York is way worse than Gotham. Yeah, well, this is true. And I was like, true. Reggie's going to be pissed. It is true, though, because in Gotham, she or in New York, she wouldn't get a job. She can get a job in Gotham. So, yeah, Gotham's good <laughs> for the villains. That's what he was telling you. It's true. Unless, I unless like she's to... a uh, Russian princess or something, yes. she cannot get a job here. Yes, that is true. They're, uh, that <laughs> Professor Grimley or Dr. Grimley. Yes. Uh, he seems to be in charge, correct? Correct. What, what is he doing? He's just sitting there. On he's his wheeling around. Wheelchair. He's on his wheelchair. He's just looking down, all pissed off. Is he still mad that he hired freaking uh, Poison Ivy when he th- no. he thought that she was a man? Well, every all the interns call him Wheelie behind his back, and he knows about it. He's pissed. <laughs> Do you think he's Ed Grimley? He might. Be. I wish he was Ed Grimley. That would be good. He's there. He just looks mad, or he's looking at his watch. I, can't I really like to work I'm with plants, don't you know? Yes, don't you know? And <laughs> here he is, he's in a sanctuary surrounded by people in his mind should not be doctors. I guess. Women. Uh, now, yeah. here it is. What kind of age are we living in where these vaginas get to walk around the well, lab? Well, they coats? hired her. He could certainly probably just get rid of her. I don't know. 
And, no, and, no, not yeah. now. It's 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he likes he is set in his ways. All right? The man likes cop. It's, what is this? What is this? Like a mystery? The guy is in a wheelchair. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, his mouth still works. That is it true. Does. That Jeez. is true. Well, then uh, the Gotham Academy joins in. I'm telling you. I, I thought this issue was nonsense. I don't yeah, I, I'll get all the people pissed off at me. I don't know because I don't see there being that much of a uh, – I don't think that many people were thrilled with this issue anyway. Uh, but yeah, Gotham Academy shows up. Uh, you got them. I like when they show up. It looks like they're on the cover of like some freaking teen magazine. They're all <laughs> posing. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Don't you remember being a teenager? There's maps. There's all maps. Yeah. Uh, like even that, I was like, whatever. Move along. Uh, but again, then you get the idea, okay, she has this plant. Uh, she's going to want to make it. It's going to let people live forever. Is that what we get? Is that all what? we get? Okay. Something like that, that. That's one of the projects. He's also working on this combination plant-animal deal. But um, that's true, the hybrid. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm saying there's the, yeah. I, I just, it, it, it just seems like <laughs> two pages. Well, like, like the Gotham Academy kids, they really could be anybody. The fact yeah. that yeah. they're Gotham Academy that is was meaningless. Just, it they was could there be any for kids, them to anybody. It was there for yeah. them to explain what they were doing and have it sound like they're yeah. not just talking themselves. So it's a, it's a it's shameless. Clever. It's just. No, it's I think not it's, it seems like a shameless plug. You no. need to get exposition you know? out there. You need to find a way to do it. She found the writer found a way. I don't even know who wrote this off the top of my head. Now it could have been the same exposition Jamie if it was Chu. just a bunch of kids from you know Gotham Public yeah, School. Yeah. Well, you know I, what's wrong with the public high it's, school? It's a shallow. Then uh, they can't afford to go to Gotham Botanical Gardens. That's right, Come on, man. You know. Then in in walks Harley. Harley walks in. I didn't even realize it was Harley at first. I was like, oh, and in fact, I had just read. The new Wonder Woman, I thought it was Dr. Poison. Looks just like her. Doesn't <laughs> oh, really? it, Eric? It yes, exactly, it really does. It looks exactly like her. What's Dr. Poison doing in here? I thought that Wonder Woman took care Dr. of her. Dr. Poison's more of a fan of her jumpsuit, so, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Harley walks in. and I'm telling you, even right off the bat, I'm looking at that picture of Harley, and I want to go into the bathroom right now alone. No, but, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, I just don't get it, because this book has been pushed and pushed to... You know, all these people, oh, we need, we need a strong female character. Oh, and it, it is pretty sexy, this whole book. It is book. over-sexualized in my yeah. mind. Uh, and it I like seeing the female form, as I said last yes, week. Yes, you Still. like the female form. It's, it's a little just, in your face. Yeah, it is. And there she is. She's, like, busting in. And, again, she's there because um, Poison Ivy isn't returning her calls lately. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I, I, somebody else talk about this. I'm getting so irritated with this issue. They they end up going to a bar, and yeah. Harley's all decked out. Then, then I'm telling you, she's just asking for trouble. I I know yeah. that you're not supposed to say that. That no, no, she is though. <laughs> they even say how yeah. you know you're angry and you want to be yeah. angry. You want to yeah. get into a fight. I like Jim, talking about the, rape though. Never mind. No. In the Harley Quinn comic, when she wants to become Doctor Quinzel, she has to put on. She has to put on makeup, right? Yes, yes, yes. Her natural makeup is all right. I just wanted yeah. to know. Yeah, uh, and they—I don't know what bars letting her in with that hammer. She's got the hammer there. I don't. This Although is really, a bars CD biker gang. It is a CD. I mean, biker CD biker bar. Gang. Biker gang. It is a CD biker gang uh, later too, because they—they uh, want to know where their server is. That's the big thing. That these guys are there. They're grabbing tush. They're free. I, who would want to work at this bar? And honestly, that threw me off a little bit because here you have Harley dressed the way she is. Why are you going after the goddamn waitress? Yeah, yeah, I know because of that. <laughs> they should have. They should have came there to her. Fucking hammer. It I looks think like they, yeah, they, at, they see the hammer. It looks like she's at. You know, she's gonna ring the bell at the fucking fair there with that hammer. It's so goddamn. 
again, then they're going to fight. Um, you get Harley beating the shit out of people. I think she might have killed somebody. And then freaking poison, poison you're Ivy. Miss, you're missing their heart-to-heart where, where essentially Poison Ivy tells uh, Harley Quinn, I don't want to hang out with you yeah, anymore. Yeah, she's like, she's really old. Her, yeah, you're trouble. Yeah, that's the only reason why this is in there. Uh, it, I like it. Is it? It takes a look at uh, Poison Ivy's psychology right now, how she's pushing people away, and she's more in, like tone with the plants. Because in the Harley books, we've seen her hanging out with Harley a lot. She's more like around like socializing. This, she's going to be isolated. It's going to be her book. I like it. Yeah, well, well she's... Grant, that's a good piece of information, but it takes four to five pages to get it to that. It does, and the problem it's is... Just, it's, I think it's just over. It's overdone. The problem is, is that she actually Harley's like pissed that she's not hanging out with her, correct? Yeah. But Poison Ivy basically says, "I like hanging around people that are in my same field and the same intellect." So it's right. not that she doesn't want to hang out with people; she just yeah. doesn't want Harley. Harley is crazy. She's had it's enough me, of Harley's crazy. Because then she's like, "What am I not smart enough for you?" Oh, I didn't say that. I want to know though, because then Harley starts beating the crap out of these bikers. They're awful people. But then Poison Ivy gets involved, and there's freaking vines and trees. What What is the guy who owns this bar gonna do? This bar <laughs> is destroyed. I'm sure it's it's Gotham. I'm sure he has supervillain insurance. He must. But I mean, it is destroyed, and nobody shows up. The one guy gets thrown through the freaking roof, I think, or through the I can't even tell. Through Response the time in Gotham isn't the best. And then you, you get yes, and then you get that, and then it continues with a uh, uh, poison ivy. Then sprays these bikers with this pheromone, and they start making out. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know what the purpose of that was, but it's there. I think that's just, like I say, just to just to show that she can do that. That she's I, got I you know an arsenal of pheromones that can make people do yeah, crazy things. I'm sure that's going to come to play later. And you know, you do have a good point. You know, maybe maybe what they did warranted a little beat up, maybe a couple of whacks from Harley's hammer. But there's a scene where this guy's getting smashed into the ceiling by this vine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like, is, is was it really that? that <laughs> I know. Don't, don't pat a tush while they're around. No. And then, <laughs> Yeah, and then Harley's still there. It's like she's not going, and then Poison Ivy basically throws in a Joker deal, tells her, you know, you can't get over some uh, psychotic ex-boyfriend, and that she's like, how dare you? I'm leaving. I'm no longer your friend. Don't call me. And then she goes, and I, I just, I thought it was just ridiculous. Excuse it was two pages. Call. It was five. It was five pages to get to that point, and it could have been two. Yeah, and, and a lot of it was this fight, which was it was okay. I mean, for, for the hell with that, Harley could have called her up and said, "Hey, let's go out," or they could have yeah. just done it at the botanical gardens and Would have been a said, text. "Hey, let's go, yeah, let's go out and party." No, Harley, I'm not like that anymore. You're crazy. I don't need you. She like wasn't that. answering Harley's calls. Yeah, well, I'm saying when oh, Harley that's... just showed up. They could have just done that. They didn't need to go to a bar and destroy a bar and kill. Honestly, five I don't think Pamela wants Harley hanging around her workplace. Yeah, well, I don't yeah, think she probably. would anyway. Uh, but yeah, then you end up. Then she's stripping. <laughs> really, uh, she's talking. That's actually the part with Harley. I don't think is the part where you get a lot of stuff. I think it's afterwards when she's talking. Like, yep. hey, I got a new life. Uh, who needs butlers and partners? I never fit in the human world anyway. That's okay. And. Yeah. Uh, then she's there with these plants. She gets she she wakes up. She goes to bed. She wakes up. Harley hasn't called her. She's upset. She goes to work, and her mentor is there dead. 
the yep. end. And it yep. looks like she's, I don't know, looks like she's got chloroform skin or something. Yeah. You know I don't know I mean? what happened to her, honestly. I'm thinking the, she had the one plant that Harley was working on, because there was four like test plants. Harley brought three of them home to uh, like observe. The plant grew overnight to some monstrous size, and her mentor, who I can't remember her name right now, had the other one at the lab. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking this thing killed her. Yeah, I, I think Somehow, it is, too. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those where it's like, it can save the world, but it might kill it first. Yeah, well, it yeah. Wouldn't, yeah well, or it wouldn't kill poison ivy. Because yeah, no, because it's poison lady. ivy, yeah. But it's going to go, and, and poison ivy's going to have to go and convince it. Of and honestly, the way this thing is built, because uh, poison ivy's connected to the green, but if this is like a hybrid of animal, it might be something that Harley, I mean, uh, I Maybe has to take down herself and can't control. Yeah, maybe it might be. Maybe Animal Man. Will Bring an Animal Man. Yeah. Honestly, if you I'd had like Animal that. Man and Poison Ivy like fighting together, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'd like that. Then I'd be in. But right now, I'm not in. I'm really not interested. I don't think that this. Or book even really, Vixen. Yeah, it, it just this book didn't get me. It didn't grab me to a point where I thought I wanted to keep reading about it. Uh, you know, yeah. from this point on. And I'm telling you, I don't know. You might be on again to talk about it, Reggie, but I. I'm not interested. I I would have given it a five out of ten. That's how oh, yeah. I didn't like. It. Got... I, I really like the art. Um, the, but... the art is what is what nudged my score up. Uh, probably a full point. You know, I yeah. thought at times it was a little stiff, but it yeah. was definitely well rendered. I... Everything was, you know, really I... it was high quality stuff. Yeah, but uh... it just I'm telling you, it just seemed like a book that. It seemed like we've been waiting so long for this. It'd be like a movie that's supposed to come out, and you wait three years, and then it comes out, and it just sucks. And, yeah. Or, you know, it just isn't that interesting. And you think, geez, you, you had all this time, and we've been waiting, and people have been yelling for it, and this is the story. This is how you start. I, I just It just didn't grab me at all. Like See, Christmas I, every year. I disagree. I was not waiting for the story. I thought I'd hate it. I went in. I found myself really enjoying it. I really like the setup to the issue. You know, it's a day in the life of yes, but it set up the ongoing story from here on out. Yeah, and like I said, and I love the art. That the only thing is that that I find weird. It it's a six issue mini where now it's one issue, and really we we get that this plant, but that that's it. You I, know I a lot don't in really six get issues, anything. man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I I have I have faith that if the art stays. Uh, this level and the storytelling is like this. It's, it could wrap up to be a good arc altogether. And and this was a good chapter one. This would have been the introduction, you know, just to basically here are the characters, here's the setting. Yeah. But as an individual comic book, I felt like it was lacking, you know, uh, just on its own merits. Um, it just didn't have enough happening to uh, for me to say this was a goodbye. It, it seemed drawn out, and, and I think that's uh, that's probably owed most to my... Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Clay Man's work at last year's Wizard World Philly, and I really enjoyed everything I saw because he had a lot of displays and shit like that, and like portfolio stuff. I don't know why he's not doing more books at DC because I this, the art in this is goddamn amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you you wonder if these guys are you know they're just busy with other things or or whatnot. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm looking at Clay Man. Batgirl back in the day. Was he there at at Wizard World when you were yeah. there? He's a good-looking fella, that sure guy, is. man. I'm looking right now. He's a, he's a nice-looking fella. But, yeah, he looks. it looks like he does do a lot of Marvel stuff, or at least did at one point. I'm looking now. Uh, he has. Uh, he does a lot of covers, too, but he does He, nin- he did Batgirl when it was uh, Cassandra Cain, right? Uh, yeah. I believe yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I know he did a Batgirl run. I couldn't remember what, though. I'm looking now. I mean, like He did Exo Man of War. He did something with that. He does a lot of covers. But yeah, yeah. Claim. maybe maybe the the schedule the grind is too. I mean, 
there's no big complaints about the art. The art is top notch. I, I, I don't think it's exactly my personal style, but there's really no complaint you could have about it. It's just you know, yeah. Her, the whole team, the whole the rain the, for like three pages or whatever. And the whole yeah. art team did great. Yeah, I the colors so. are good. Yeah. What would you give it, Eric? Seven point five out of ten. And Reggie, did you say what you gave it on the site? Yeah, it was six point six, six out of ten. Six out of ten. What did you say, Eric? Oh, wait, what no, nonsense sorry, did you say? Seven point five. Seven point five. I had a good time with this book. I had some like, issues, yeah, but I really, I, I want to read on from here. Really, I guarantee you, you will never read another issue. How about that? What do you think well, of that? Dear. If we don't talk about it on the podcast, you will never read another issue of this book. I'll make sure I do now just to prove you wrong. <laughs> you I'll look won't. at that just for that you reason. Won't. I'm telling you, if, I, if we talk uh, flash reviews of a book that you love that I do, you don't read it. You <laughs> That's are a lazy fella. All right. Well, Jim, remember when you said that when you saw Harley Quinn, you wanted to take it into the bathroom? That is true. Yes, Eric, yes. Eric did take it into yes, the bathroom. Yes, he did. So that was like you know that was a full point right yes, there. Yes, he did. He took it to the bathroom <laughs> and then took it to the. Uh, if Jess isn't there, he just spreads out right on the, the floor. <laughs> like little little Jim Warner, like Jesus. <laughs> it's like Sunday morning comics, right? Yes, like, it is. Played out on his belly. All right, but yeah, thanks for joining us, Reggie. Thank you, and, guys. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, next week we'll find out that we'll have another emergency podcast. Oh, God, I hope so. But yeah, but we'll be right back. All right, Eric, and we're back, and it seems to be a day later. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had some issues. Uh, Jesus, this is going to be, it, it possibly could be a six-hour episode. I don't <laughs> I, think it'll be that bad. I'm telling you, I'm so tired. I got up that we, probably, I didn't look at the totals. We had to have got two feet of snow. At least. And uh, I got out, or I got up this morning. I wanted to get a coffee. I need coffee. So I go out there, and my car was completely buried. So I was like, the hell with it. I'm going to shovel it out. I may have gotten freaking two minutes done. Thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I came in. I yelled for Zach. I had to bribe him with money. Told him I'd pay him 50 bucks, get that car out. <laughs> and he did, and I still haven't gone and got a coffee. Uh, I don't know. It's cold out. I'm telling you, at one point, I'm running through the snow. I actually put jeans on. The first time I've worn pants in probably two years. Put them on. I run out, and the snow is up to my waist. I'm <laughs> huffing and puffing. I'm so out of shape. I thought I was in better shape. I've been going to the gym. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. Yeah, but you've been reading comic books while That's you're on the elliptical. That's true. On the, on the, uh, no, on the, the bike. The bike, yeah. Bar barely moving. <laughs> but, yeah, a couple things happened. Why am I not in shape? Yes, a couple things happened since we uh, were talking at 4 a.m. or whenever we stopped, and oh. one of them is, I'm trying to pull it up, well, one is, uh, crazy, the Poison Ivy League, Eric, has followed us on uh, Twitter. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, they followed us on Twitter. I'm sure that it's they Joel. will listen. Yeah, they'll listen to the podcast and drop us tomorrow, but yeah, they're in, and also we got a note from Dan Abnett's wife on your Titans Hunt um, review, and my dog right. is going nuts. I don't know what's going on here. This whole podcast is Off just, the rails. It is off the rails, but she sent a note on your um, Titans, Titans Hunt. Hunt and said that basically, hey, guys, um, Scott Liddell is not on the book on Issue 8. Uh, Dan Abnett will still be doing it, so that, that's good. I actually this wrote back. I didn't want to write back like, oh, that's great because I love the book because I have been a little down on it. So well, I, I have loved the book. Yeah, you have, and you gave that a good uh, review. But yes. I said that it's good because this kind of story, I don't see how another person could jump in that late in the game 
and make any sense. You know what I mean? It's well, say, a especially slow it's, burn it's, mystery. It's, what is it, number eight that Skeletor is supposed to jump in is, and say, yes. okay, and this has been dropped down to eight issues, or is I that false that, now? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. All this stuff that comes out, it's all rumors and freaking whispered down the lane, it seems. But, yeah, well, I'll say from right now, because of this and because of this solicit and DC, who who proofreads these solicits? <laughs> Somebody how, better got fired. This has happened a couple times before. Yeah. How? Is it that they just see Titans and somehow got mixed up with Teen Titans and that's how it happened? You know what? That's even better than mine because I wouldn't even put that together. I don't know. But how could they do this? But, yeah, I'm telling you, everything is up for grabs. Don't don't trust anything you hear, especially from us. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. But we're going to But, no, honestly, I'm really happy. Going. I do because, honestly, I'm really happy. I A lot of people hate Scott Liddell. I actually don't mind him. I haven't dug his red hood lately. Yeah. I usually like his stories though, just for the type of stories he tells. I do not want anybody else on Titans Hunt until it's over because Dan Abnett's been working on this goddamn yeah, slow burn yeah, story. It's his story. That's... I want it to fucking unravel the way he wants to do it. Yeah, um, I was looking to find it again, and I, I can't seem to find it. But, uh, yeah, she even said did it was we, funny. Did you because, just make this up? <laughs> no, no. Somebody on Titans Hunt had said on in the comments, like, boy, if Scott Liddell comes on, this is going to be bullshit. I'm going to hate it. Oh, my God, he's so horrible. And then she gets on. She does not say, like, listen, <laughs> no, every <laughs> everybody's good. Or I'm looking at it now. No, she just said the Liddell reference in the solicits is a misprint. Dan is continuing as writer. No, Excellent. like, hey, guys, you know, Scott Liddell's a good guy. Then again, I've heard some bad things about him. Oh, no, he might have patted her ass at the That's what I'm saying. I've, I've heard. That's alleged, Eric. Yeah. Alleged. Allegedly. But, yeah, allegedly, he may have done that. Is that safe? Could we say that? I don't even know. I don't either. Uh, there was something else I was going to say, but now I, I don't remember. I, I'm telling you, this whole thing is going to play off very disjointed and crazy. Uh, let's move on, Eric. All right. The next book is Harley Quinn, number 24. And I'm telling you. You Harley Quinn fans out there, don't get used to this being on the podcast Absolutely regularly. not. I threw this on only because it's been such a hit. Uh, it sells so much that somebody has to like it. But, yeah, it's written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Art by Chad Harden, Alex Sinclair, and Tom Napolitano. Love that. While last issue's cliffhanger promised that Harley would be heading to Gotham and Arkham Asylum in particular, most of this issue stays put in New York City. The Big Apple, Eric. She goes to the mayor to try to get Mason transferred, but instead hitmen, led by Hulk Hogan, show up at the apartment. <laughs> it's a bloody battle royale. It ends up with bad guys being catapulted in the city hall and Mason talking to his neighbor in Arkham, dot, 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 the Joker, Eric. So you have to do dot, dot, I just can't give up dot, pause. Dot, 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 I don't like, that's my dramatic pause, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. All right, and like I, I have in my notes. Listen, guys, this is a, it hardly sells so much, so we will talk about it this time. I think I picked the worst issue. I should have waited till next month. Oh, I had trouble getting through again. this goddamn book. It's tough. I, I'm telling you, and this, this issue, and my issues with Harley, actually in general, have been that it's the same stale jokes. This isn't really jokey. This, no. this issue, um, this issue kind of plays off somewhat serious, almost like a, um, a comedy action movie. Type deal, but I'm telling you, you left last issue's cliffhanger. Like, hey, oh, Mason's going to Arkham. I'm going to go there. And you're like, holy crap. People were probably like, oh, that's that's awesome. She's going back to Gotham. She's going to Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I'm all uh, about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, they had already said, had solicits with uh, mentioning Joker, so it's not a real big surprise. So, yeah, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to go there. It's her new boyfriend somewhat, whatever. And yet you get nothing of that. You don't. It's more Harley preparing to leave, 
going to the mayor, yelling and screaming. She goes to the mayor and starts trying to convince him, listen, Mason's a good guy. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Are you with me? He killed I'm, a man. Exactly. Well, he killed his son, the mayor's yeah, son. he killed the mayor's son. And, and the fucked up part, though, is since Mason was uh, had a like you know an inmate hit squad sent after him in the showers. That yeah, went, yeah. Was way sexier than it should have been. Yes, it was very sexy. And now he's being transferred to Arkham. The mayor's actually not behind this, which I find surprising. Yeah, he's not behind it, kind of. It's one of those where Cecil, his assistant, is yeah. doing things to try to help him. You know, he's, he is trying to do this for the mayor. He tried to kill uh, Mason, tried to get Mason killed. And also all the, you know, this transfer because of that is all because of Cecil. He's doing it behind the, the – it's one of those like, hey, don't tell me what's going on, but like get it done, which is ha- – it happens again because – I can't know about this. Yeah, Cecil, get it done. Though. I'm telling you, this goes back to where I heard about uh, Bodie Miller. You know Bodie Miller? I know the name Bodie. He is is, a, I'm sorry, Bodie – no, so hold on. Is this the guy from Point Break? No, it was not Bodie <laughs> from Point Break. It is a skier. And when uh, all this stuff went well down be. in the 90s, I believe it was the 90s or maybe the late uh, 2000s, and uh, they had the big thing about, hey, Lance Armstrong, he was doing steroids. Uh, no, 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 he's not. He's been tested. He, they go. Hey, I'm wearing a wristband. Yeah, well, what ha- I had one. What happened was Bodie Miller came out and said, listen, these guys all do this stuff. What happens is they Shut just up, say buddy. they say to their – um trainers listen do what has to be done wink wink but don't <laughs> tell me about it because then when they are on you know taken on trial or under yeah, oath yeah, yeah. they can just say they i don't know they don't have to i lie. didn't do anything and that's yeah. exactly what the mayor is doing and bodie miller was right and then there. they go they go to the manager and says give me steroids that's right yeah they just go give me that stuff give me the clean and clear Stuff yeah. like that. They have friggin' nicknames for it, and they don't care as long as. And then they fun. go and get him a crystal clear Pepsi from 1993. Yeah, exactly. I, I right didn't like now. crystal clear. Oh, I didn't like crystal clear. Tomorrow. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> listen to you singing freaking Van Halen on the podcast. You love Van Halen. I'm doing Van Hagar. Ah, uh, yeah, it's still the same. Um, no, you never sing Van yeah, Hagar. I, You're a fucking I don't like Van Hagar. Band. I actually have the Spotify or wherever. Oh, no, it's uh, one of the apps, like the Milk app for the Samsung Milk. And I actually have Van Halen. I have it all the way jammed to early. So I don't get any Hagar, which is okay. But I like I like David Lee Roth. I know you do. I'm Diamond Dave, man. But, yeah, Harley is there with the mayor. And, again, I said she's talking to him. And she's like, oh, he's a good guy. You know he didn't mean it. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't there matter. was a he's trial. A yeah. He is guilty. And not only that, he broke out of prison. They had to have added a bunch of years to the sentence. It's, it's, she, to let that shit go. Yeah, and then the mayor explains, like, look, you know who this is? And then, you know, the inappropriate, oh, who's that, your gay lover? Oh, it's his dead son. Jesus Christ, Harley. What are you, <laughs> Eric Shea? You did not start this meeting off well, Harley. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, no, and you'll never know. Whoa, 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 Shea. Yeah, took a chunk out of me, whatever. And I said, I actually agree with the mayor, and I feel bad for him. I do. The guy has a tough job. He said his wife's at home bitching and moaning and drinking. Yeah, she's on pills, drinking. diving into a bottle, Eric. Drinking They don't talk no more. No, they don't talk. I mean, this is ruined. His life's been ruined. His life is ruined because him and, you know, and yes, maybe, you know, it was the other guy's fault. It doesn't matter. Mason killed him. 
that that's manslaughter, baby. He's sure in jail. Is. So she heads out and she has to mention, which again, Harley. Isn't that the plot to Con Air? I, it might have been. Harley starts off the meeting by saying that his dead son's the gay lover and ends with, hey, and by the way, remember I have all that shit on you and you're in trouble. Uh, that's not how you end a meeting either, especially with a guy who it already seems if he's not on, you know, doing things, somebody else is. You know yeah. what I mean? Somebody close to him is doing things. And uh, so she goes off. The mayor goes to Cecil. Hey, you know, we got to get rid of this Harley problem. And he's like, oh. And the idiot doesn't say a thing before. Now all of a sudden he's going to say the plan. Hey, I'll do. No, you don't no. tell me, Bodie Miller. Uh, <laughs> but she goes back, and she's going to get ready to go to Gotham. And no, she's going to go alone. She says to all of them, listen, I know how bad it is there. I know my way around. I don't need you guys there. Whatever. That, Too bad that it actually, takes What's that? Too bad it takes forever for her to pack because a hit squad shows yeah, up. Yeah, she's just yapping. And then the hit squad shows up, led by Hulk Hogan. Yes. And then basically, <laughs> I'm not going to do play-by-play because basically the rest of the main issue is them just blowing guys' heads off. And yep. you get the, you know, an inappropriate thing with uh, showing boobies. And Was it Queenie and fucking... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's what I want to know, though. The only thing I will bring up. They're, they're hitmen are going around, right? They're getting their heads blown off or whatever. They go into an area. They go into where Harley keeps the animals. Harley is dressed up as a dog, correct? Yeah, humped by another dog. Do you think that dog is actually humping her? Because it looks like it is. Oh, it no, that really dog is definitely like humping he her. Is, like, I'm not saying that it's a dry humping. I'm saying he is inserted. Oh, no, I don't yeah, think that. No. I think it is. I, you think I, a dog is actually fucking Harley Quinn? The dog is panning. It's going to town. Yes. I, the way it is grabbing Harley. Yeah, I think so. Have it. you ever been humped by a dog? I have. One and it's time, a lot like this. Yes, I was dressed up as a dog. Like, it actually reminds me of the scene at the end of uh, Trading Places. Right. Where the, the guy the dressed costume. up as the gorilla. So ridiculous. Now, but hold yeah, on a I second. Don't know. Do, you, just do you think stupid. that this is some weird furry costume <laughs> with a hole in the goddamn yeah, snatch area? I think that there is a hole. I do. Well, even if there was a hole, she has clothes on, unlike I, Big Tony. I don't know. Yeah, Big Tony does. I just, that's, there's, yeah, that was such there's a, weird a Harley thing. joke. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. so, and it's funny because they the hitmen that walk in, they're like, man, it's freaking Dogzilla. Not any mention of this dog in the back going to town. You and never it, mentioned that. It's just, it just. All of a sudden, this one floor in Harley's Bunny, you think it's a Tijuana dog show? I don't know. It's the donkey show in Tijuana I heard about. It is, but it's not a donkey. You have to go to seedier places for the dog show. The lady who eats freaking like three things of apples and oranges and shits out fucking fruit salad. I don't know what's going on. Freaking quarters. She she swallows a dollar and shits out four quarters. I I don't know what's going on. I I know what's going on. That is like the typical, oh, look, we're crazy. We're outrageous. It just really came off bad to me. But yeah, you you go on. Why do we have to have... Of like two panels where Big Tony has to tell you he doesn't have any clothes on, so now I have to stay in this dog costume or this cat costume. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's very it's odd. This book, this book is just you know Looney Tunes jokes, and actually not because no, I like no. Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah, then you get all these guys. They kill half the guys, whatever the, the numbers are. Uh, some of them survive, and they want us to have these guys who survive. We want to know who did this, and they have them all tied up on the roof. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, yeah. And they're like, hey, who did this? And I'm looking. It's one, two, three. Four of the guys yell out, Cecil three from Hulk the mayor's Hogan. office. Yeah. Hulk Hogan does not. He's like, I'll never tell. And there's a whole thing there about, hey, I'm ashamed about this profession. We <laughs> used to, you know, this was there was a code of honor. And, what, and I'm like, 
Really? We're getting fucking three panels well, Obviously, this. I'm saying, though, obviously Hulk Hogan's not going to because he is a real American. Yeah, he is a real American. That's the suburban commando. <laughs> suburban That's Mr. Commando Nanny. Does, yes, he does not give up. And I'm thinking... He is was, thunder in paradise. I'm wondering if Jimmy Palmiotti at one point was a hitman. And this is what he, like, he's mad. Because usually when they have jokes in Harley, it's it's like gentrification jokes. And you yeah. get the idea his neighborhood was taken up. Whatever. I'm thinking maybe he was a hitman with that. You know, I always see him with that leather jacket on. He's walking around, and you always see he, me with a leather jacket. And on he's too. yeah, really, he's mad about the hitman profession nowadays. But yeah, <laughs> they, downhill they, since they give up Cecil, and then you you see it already. Big Tony is manning the catapult, and they put these guys individually on the catapults. They go flying into city hall and and die. Yeah, <laughs> and then this, this last one, Hulk Hogan wants to get involved. They get this guy on. They shoot him off. He goes, lands on Cecil, kills Cecil, and survives. And says I he's really gonna go like play that the lottery. I actually like it because it just so funny. Cecil. The whole thing with the Cecil story and the mayor is yeah. played out. So there, you have Cecil out of the picture. It is pretty but- funny. You didn't need to have him survive, but just the fact that he's laying on top, he's bound yeah. on top of a fucking broken neck. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm still alive. Yeah. What, what are the chances? I'm going to go out and play the lottery. I'm, I'm like, no, that's lottery. funny. I like that. Yeah, he's going to go play Good the lottery. Good on you, Amanda Connor. I Jimmy put that on there. I you gave me a okay. chuckle. So then Harley's going to go off, and they have a little scene with her and Big Tony. Big Tony's like, you know what? I love you. You're, you know, you're my sister. You're a sister. <laughs> and uh, off Harley goes. Plus, you got them boobies. Yes, yes. And uh, then you get a peek. There's Mason. He's in Arkham, and he's talking to his neighbor. What do you call that? What Do you call it a neighbor when there's a adjoining cell? I actually was having problems thinking in my review. It's not a cellmate. Absolutely and not. And I want to say neighbor, but it just seems weird to call somebody like that. So he's talking to the guy who's in the adjacent cell. And, uh, nonsense. But it's through the vent. The institutionalized yeah. person in the neighboring cell. Exactly. That's a and lot of words right Dennis to talk about. Yeah, it is. There's Mason. He's talking. Hey, I accidentally killed a man. And then the guy's talking. And then he's like, oh, but I have a good woman. I'm in a relationship. Yeah, I want to go Harley and I really like this part and I'll give Tom Napolitano my letter of the year now because I really like that all of a sudden boom Harley and and now it is that font the Joker's font yeah. and I really like that I thought that was pretty cool little neat touch and yes it is the and Joker I, I could not help but hear Mark Hamill's voice while reading this yeah, joke yeah. at the end and there's the Joker and Harley now, now I get the idea that since now we see the Joker in Arkham Next issue, Harley's going to get detained. She's going to get – actually, she's going to take a wrong turn and end up in Buffalo. Fucking go see Brandon. Hang out with Brandon. We'll never get to Arkham Asylum the way this is going because this issue is nothing but filler. I don't understand why. I don't know how the, the issues fall into place, but there was no reason to waste that much time when we were just going to go to Arkham anyway. And – it really fell off. We were talking right before we it's went so on. It, it fell off because tonight we were talking about the Joker. The yeah, Joker's Batman. in Batman. All and and it was so great and all that that it's such poor timing that you get that and then this in Harley. And I know it's not in continuity. It's this out of continuity story well, we had, over we continuity had the deal. Joker, we had the Joker before in the Harley Quinn Future's End. Yeah. And But before, besides that, though, the last time that Harley has come face-to-face with the Joker was Death of the Family. Yeah. And it was a big deal. Yeah. He tried killing her, and it was I it was I actually really liked the Harley Quinn stuff at the death of the family. Yeah. I don't know how this plays because it's so it outside of everything we're dealing play. with. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it because of the timing this week. Like normally the said it'd be not just to go fun. Yeah. It was five years ahead. Yeah, but this Whatever. is just this is not in continuity. This is yeah. out of continuity. 
Um, it's just goofy. And then you have the Joker, and it does. After what we saw in Batman and what happened in Endgame and all this, this just seems like a gimmick to me. It seems like a goofy little gimmick. Uh, I don't know why, because the well, book sells. I'm just saying, though, it's out of continuity, but uh, it's maybe. I don't know, because you were talking to me before when we were talking about Poison Ivy, how, you know, Ivy has been in Harley, but now yeah. she hasn't been because she's doing stuff in Gotham. So is Ivy in continuity? Yeah, I'm saying I think that this is like a uh, like a wink, wink, even because of the uh, the goofiness. This mm-hmm. is just a cartoon uh, happening. And yeah, yeah. I just think that it is uh, kind of one of those story. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, because it doesn't fit. No. Joker's not Narkom. He's <laughs> not the Joker like this. So, yeah, it's obviously out of the deal. I think it's just uh, for fun. Um, but. Not on Scott Snyder's watch. How do yeah, you, how do they yeah. get to be able to get the Joker? I yeah, really. They, they have to pay him somehow. <laughs> he didn't even create the Joker. Now every time the Joker's involved, the guy gets a freaking uh, alleged hand job and and fifty cents, Eric. Alleged, alleged, <laughs> alleged hand got hand jobs. I can't even say. We gotta we gotta cover our ass from now on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told you that. Uh, too many people are listening to the podcast now. We gotta freaking everything's alleged. I allegedly. Uh, gave this book, I, I'm looking at my notes now, I allegedly gave it a 6.5 out of 10, uh, mainly because of the art. Probably went yeah. a little high, too. I, I liked it. I liked the action scenes, actually, and I liked, uh, uh, what is it, Xena? What's her name? Freaking Bendemova. Oh, I, I don't always forget. Know. I always forget her name. Uh, but I liked her. She had, like, a lot of... Uh, Freaking one-liners, freaking it's action the thing. thing. I, I read the book for the podcast. I read last issue because I'm guessing we. I, ha- I guess we read, yeah, talked about it last time, but um, I don't really know. I know Big Tony from my, when I was doing the run, but and for the most part, Cy. I don't know. You know Cyborg. Man. Cyborg, man. I say yeah. Harvey Quinn. I had no idea it was named Harvey. I thought it was yeah. like Harold. I don't even know. Yeah. But I just I'm not invested in these characters, and I just read it to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because even in that first page, you had that first uh, the title page, the credits page, yeah. had like an old school comic look. With yeah. all the characters and uh, Poison Ivy's there, it's weird. She's there in that, but you know, doesn't really show up. But uh, yeah, I give it a six five mainly for just it's a you know goofy yeah. fun. It I is like filler. It, a six. it is f- filler. I love Chad Harden's art. I always did. I, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, it's, the art looks amazing. Yeah, but we're gonna move on, Eric, because this is a long podcast. But uh, next up, Eric, is a new segment. I hear new segment. I hear there's a new segment going on. There's something with TV. You, you want to tell us what it is? No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. I hear, want it to speak for itself. You're gonna hear Eric talk about TV shows, all the TV shows. We actually had talked and said uh, that's the one thing we thought was missing in the show because I don't watch TV, uh, or at least much. I watch football today. We got to get this done so I can watch the Seriously. playoffs. And um, so you're gonna talk about the TV shows, in particular the CW TV shows, correct? I don't even know if Gotham or Supergirl came back. This is how bad this fucking segment is already. I don't know anything going in. I didn't have an outline. So, yeah, I don't yeah, think so. It's it just, let's do it. Come on, I'm going to talk about some TV. This is the first time you're doing it, so we'll give you a break. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. I'd hey, it like got done. Yes, it did. You, yeah, you said that you did it because uh, you were afraid I'd call you out on it. Yes. All right, well, take it away, TV time. Shut up. My shows are on. I'm going to be your Mike TV for this first installment of Weird Out Loud's TV segment. I'm calling... Shut up! My shows are on. I'm your boy with the toys, Eric Shea, and this is my first solo foray, and as much as I like this to be a rap song, let's talk TV. We talk TV! You talk some TV! First up, we've got The Flash, Season 2, Episode 10, entitled Potential Energy. In this, Barry Allen tries to figure out a way to stop Zoom, and Cisco might just have the metahuman who could help. 
It seems that Vibe has been keeping an eye on a thief he calls the Turtle, who has the ability to slow down time around him. And it's, it's just great. We get some drama between Barry and Patty with him being distant due to who he is, and between Joe and his newly introduced son Wally, who has himself some daddy issues that he's keeping pretty under wraps. Can't be all drama though, because we also get this great running gag about how everyone knows about the turtle except Barry, but ultimately after the villain's capture, Dr. Harrison from Earth 2 kills him for his brain parts so he can either betray Barry and steal his speed, or be a little heroic himself and use the power to take on Zoom. Really though, with us finding out that Jay Garrick will die from a disease unless he gets his speed back, and the cliffhanger showing us that Eobard is back from the future, it looks like it's going to be all speedsters on deck taking on the monstrous Zoom in the end, and that sounds, it sounds amazing. I love The Flash, and this episode was great. Next up we got Arrow, Season 4, Episode 10, which is entitled Blood Debt, and in this we get Arrow getting a little dark after he finds out his lady love is now paralyzed due to the injury she sustained from Damien Dark in the last episode. And he, you gotta understand, that that's gonna piss anybody off. So what Arrow goes and does is he takes out Anarchy earlier in this episode, and then breaks him out before he gets a chance to go to prison because he wants Anarchy to go and kill Damien Dark for him. It's kind of fucked up, it's kind of taking Arrow back to the first season, I don't really care for it, it's a little darker, it's not my green arrow. But ultimately our heroes come through, Oliver has a change of heart because all Anarchy does is put Damien Dark's family in danger instead trying to lure the goddamn Creepazoid out. Ultimately though, even though we have all this drama with Felicity and Oliver, this really feels like a Thea story to me, dealing with, you know, Anarchy keeps egging her on to freaking kill him, she's dealing with all this bloodlust. I'm not a huge Thea fan, so having a Thea story in my mind, it, it just didn't do it for me. What we do find out in the end, though, is that Damien Dark's wife is just as twisted as he is, and she's all about destroying the world like him, so we got that going for us. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this episode, but I just love this universe, so I'm going to keep watching no matter what. Now for the grand finale to this shit show, Legends of Tomorrow Part 1 of the pilot episode. Now I want to go back and watch this episode again because when I when it aired I had forgotten my glasses at work and due to the emergency podcast reviews and this podcast I haven't had time to go and watch it again. But I'll start out by saying that Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter is excellent and besides for the awesome twist that none of these characters are legends but are on this team solely because of how little they actually affect their own timeline. The thing that really sold me on this show, and the reason that any comic book fan should be watching, was close to the end of this episode, I saw Hawkgirl swooping down and tackling a time-traveling bounty hunter. When I, when I saw this, I realized how amazing it is to live in the time we do, because I realized I'm watching television, and I'm watching Hawkgirl swoop down and fucking tackle a time-traveling bounty hunter. That's, that's amazing. Like I said, I gotta go back and rewatch this, but there's not a reason that anyone should shy away from this. Even with its pilot problems, like having to reintroduce everyone to these characters, this is, this is amazing, and I can't wait to watch the rest. Now this might not be what exactly what everybody wanted for a goddamn TV segment of Weird Out Loud. I'm really just doing this right now because so Jim doesn't have leverage to give me shit in the long run. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it, didn't really have like an outline, I don't know exactly what I'm doing with it yet. It might evolve, it might go away, I don't know. But we're here right now, we're doing the shit, hopefully you enjoyed it enough. You didn't, I hate my jerk off voice, I'm sure you do as well. And this didn't have Jim's fucking special touches to try to make it a little bit better. I don't know, I'm not that great at this shit. But, you know, keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. That was TV Time, Eric. What did you say it was called?
Uh, shut up! My show was wrong. <laughs> I like that. All right, well, we're going to move along. The best along. part, no, I, was, I, I kept trying to get a goddamn clip for it, too. Do you remember in um, Private Parts how fucking Howard's father? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said always. I, I could not oh, find that. Oh, I'm telling you, I could probably find that right now. You I wouldn't wish have to you look could. at the movie. You just have to look up Howard Stern, shut up, sit down. I, I'm and, telling uh, you, I kept looking up Howard Stern, yeah. shut up, Howard Stern, father, private yeah, parts, yeah, come yeah. Howard. I looked up all these uh, guys. I could not find any so of it. so good. So ne- I'll have it for you next week. Excellent. That'll be good times. Uh, speaking of which, not that this is uh, necessarily TV because it isn't. I actually did get around to watching the Suicide Squad trailer like full out. I had watched it on my phone. Yeah, and I watched watch it at work. And I watched the Wonder Woman uh, sneak peek, which did right. nothing for me. That's that's too quick. And exactly. the thing I saw has freaking Jeff Johns talking over it. I couldn't even get into it. The goddamn guy <laughs> wouldn't shut his mouth. But no, the Suicide Squad trailer, I actually played it for my kids and my wife. Boy, every time I see it, I think I like it more. I, I wasn't I, I really that impressed at first. It, uh, now I'm like, boy, I don't know. I might be teetering on maybe going to see it in the theater now because it does look like a lot of fun. Well, that first sneak peek at Comic-Con really made it seem very serious. But yeah. this one with the, the music change, the clips they showed, it seems like off the wall fun. Yeah, and I, I know that I've read some people saying like, oh, Harley, that's, Harley's just a punchline. And Harley's this. I, I like Margot Robbie as Harley. So I like I. what she's doing. I like that she is just – just crazy and these bad bad people are pretty much afraid of her at points and i really like that and even will smith he looks very um stern stern and and toned down to the point like he's not just yelling (laughs) yeah he looks just like the wet bandit (laughs) well do you like daniel stern as the wet bandit or are you big on him in uh i think he's in rookie of the year isn't he one of the pitchers yes he is he chews all that gum all the time i I think he's city slickers uh, yeah, he is the assistant coach. Uh, he's crazy, that guy. No, no, I am a Daniel Stern fan from Chud. Oh, Chud. Cannibalistic Chud. humanoid underground Chud. dwellers. Is, is he possibly in Mangler? And, no, he's not in Mangler. And also, I can't think of the dude's name. I think it's something hurt, but um, Kevin McAllister's father from Home Alone is also in that movie. Yes, yes. He's in Chud, huh? Chud. Uh, Cannibalistic yes. humanoid underground dwellers. All right. Speaking of Chud. Don't, not to be confused with Chud 2, Bud the Chud. Oh, That's Bud a the Chud. That's terrible. Well, we're going on to uh, – was Bud the <laughs> – was Chud 2, was that a reaction to maybe Gremlins? I think Chud 2 is a reaction to uh, – I don't even know the timeline, but uh, Night of the Creeps in my mind. Okay. Well, we're moving on, Eric. You're, you're, Good. You're a creep. You want to talk about some horror flicks, Jim? No, you're a creep. Creepy. <laughs> uh, Superman Wonder Woman number 25. Eric, Superman Wonder Woman number 25, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Doug Menke, Jaime Mendoza, Jonathan Glapion, Scott Hanna, Will Quintana, and Rob Lee. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Just getting back to Suicide Squad because we got off the rails a little bit, but fucking Captain Boomerang stole that goddamn show. Yeah, I did. can't wait to see him. Yep, and I don't mind Harley without the accent. I don't mind that. I think now, the accent gets a little goofy. Everything I see, I like. I'm going to take a wait and see like you know, scenario on this just yeah. because I can't fucking judge a movie by its fucking trailer. You can't, huh? You can't. So you don't go into a, a review and start it out with "Let's judge the book by its cover." It you don't do have that. that section. You don't have that as a section in your reviews. Absolutely not, huh? Superman is in bad shape, so Wonder Woman goes to the gods for help. Like the pricks they always are, they won't heal him until he completes a series of trials. Unfortunately, we jump so quickly from one to the other that there is no time for suspense or tension, even though Eric will tell you differently. After he succeeds, they heal him, but now he is mortal. I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I either. don't get it either. It does do a good job of showing that Superman a lot of speculation, was a prick. But... Yes, it does do a good job of showing that Superman was a prick to Diana, just like those gods, and yeah. gives hope that they will get back together after all. Ooh, I don't count on it. Tell. No, I don't either. Uh, the way this issue started, it threw me off a bit because I know that they must assume everybody is all in and reading the <laughs> crossover because boy, they do not catch, catch you up on all. anything. No. She, Wonder Woman just shows up with a beat the crap Superman, which I don't understand. The guy, he was the man that fell to earth, Eric. The man that fell to earth. That suit of his, that Metallo suit, was destroyed. That shirt is one hell of a shirt he's wearing. It has one little rip. One little rip. But it's going. He's got those jeans on, his work boots. He's ready. But boy, he's ready. He's going to die. And the gods that she goes to are Artemis, Hermes, Strife, Eros, and Hephaestus. And I'll tell you one thing right off the bat. And I hell, really like I this. Yeah. Hell, well, Hell, it's funny because Hell just shows up, it seems. Yes. Uh, she actually just chill. goes. Because even at the beginning, she spells out like, hey, I need your help. And then Hell's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, God damn. Who invited birthday who, cake yeah, head? Who, birthday cake head over there. Freaking blow out the candles, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I like Think hell. that would kill him? I think so. Actually, That'd be amazing, actually. That would be pretty. Actually, there are those trick candles that always light up. He actually My pretends he's dying. My father did it every year, and I fell for it every goddamn trick year. trick candles. I, I don't like the trick candles. Actually, I'd like, you know, you go, they blow back up. You get the cake and throw it out the fucking window. Say, how's that, Dad? You <laughs> son of a bitch. Now, I'll see you in three more months. Yes, uh, that was a dig at your dad. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> what I like about this, when Superman Wonder Woman first started with uh, Charles Soule, Mm-hmm. It was a thing that I used to say in my reviews a lot that I really enjoyed was that he actually really did a good job of tying both of their solo books and what was going on. And, this, of course, that was during Azarello's run of Wonder Woman and, you know, whatever was going with Superman, with Doomed and all that, even before or whenever it was. And I like that because you got the sense that this was happening in the world. You haven't gotten much of that recently. But, well, and, it, again, it was, it's because it was we're too. stuck. I'll say it was great, too, because in Azarello's run, Wonder Woman was so, like, distant from everything else that yes. was going on. Yes, and then, she, you know, she would come in with uh, Superman, and Superman would even call her out. I think there was an issue. I believe it was probably – I can't Why remember. Why aren't you answering my text? Yeah, it was like one of those, like, oh, you got your things going on. You know, you can't forget that. And I like this. I like that we're getting a little more of uh, – the family issues and the things with Olympus and things like that. But they, she takes Superman there. And, boy, they could help him, I guess, right? They could yeah. just say, okay, you're help. But me and you both agree. It's a weird thing because he is an alien. Yes. These are not his gods. These, These are the gods of men. Yes. And you can guess, I guess, that, hey, it doesn't matter. They're gods. They're, they're all powerful. Yeah. They're, even if you said to me, listen – Every planet, every area has these same gods. They're just called something different. I don't, but they don't, don't spell don't that you, out. Don't you fucking pull one of those goddamn new gods avatars. That's what I'm saying. I don't nonsense. want that because that that's what I'm, I wish that when they went there, Wonder Woman said, hey, uh, I need your help. This is the man I love. And they said, well, we, we really can't do anything for him. He's an alien. He's, he's not, we don't have control or, or anything around him. That would be awesome. And what happens in this um, there's a weird thing where Strife's like, look, he can't even drink wine. He's worthless. I'm like, what is that? That was the stupidest part of the thing. I thought that. And that was only it to It kind of made me giggle. It made me giggle. But she even says, oh, he's not worthy of our attention. And then 
hell shows up. She's that's just when he one walks of these out. old whores that just yeah. sits around and drinks wine yeah. all the time. Just trying to freaking give the wine. What was, what was that terrible Courtney Cox show, Cougar Town, where every joke was all about how yeah. much wine they can drink? Yeah. Cougar Town. Yeah, hell, Fuck, hell shows sense. up and he's like, but what if he were worthy? And right there oh. is where – and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, what if he were? That's great. Now, yeah. I wish that they would have said – We're all talking says, about hypotheticals here. And What's he's like, on? are you afraid this alien being may make you eat those words or should I say drink them, you fucking alcoholic? But <laughs> what they should have done then, Hell should have said, well, there are ways around that. Safe Strike's like, oh, we'd like to help him. But look, he can't even drink wine and he isn't under our jurisdiction and he's this or whatever. And then – Hell came out and said, well, what happened if he was? And yeah. they're like, what do you mean? What? Well, you know, we can only help humans. And then Diana just interrupts and says, I don't care what it takes. He's going to die. We need to do something. Oh, so it shall be. And then they go and said, oh, there's these trials. And it, some setup. You know what I mean? Because how it ends, I'm all, right, it's all first, fucked up. First, we need a magical incantation. I need you all to repeat it with to me. Yes. Sing happy birthday. Yes. That's all he does. They're like, we're sick of this. Somehow he actually wrote happy birthday and he gets residuals. He's, why he's you, getting checks every that's month. That's why you barely ever see hell in these fucking things because nobody could deal with this happy birthday yeah, nonsense. Yeah, they hate happy birthday. That's freaking nonsense. But yeah, so they say there's going to have to be trials. He's going to have to prove he's worthy. Now, that's where I also say, because you told me you like this issue. I do. I don't mind it, but... What what really – it doesn't make sense to me, the trials and what he is proving because he really doesn't prove much in these trials that, number one, they don't already know about him. Yeah. And it just seems silly. Well, I just think that they're of, bored. I think they're bored and they want to play freaking Double Dare. It's I a physical agree. challenge, Eric. For, for them, it's fucking Double Dare. But for the reader, I see it like this because hell, you know, Superman is on the verge of life and death. Yes, he's going. This die. allows this allows Hades to fucking grab his hand and fucking take control of the situation where he's going to have all the other gods grab a hold of his other hand and do their trials. Yeah, that's we hands get, across we, the fucking Olympus. Hands across Olympus. We get to go inside Superman's head and see what he's actually dealing with because all we've got recently is the jerky Superman who was fucking you know doing this dickish dicky shit. But now we get to go inside and see him actually be the Man of Steel that we have yeah, not seen in a long time. I don't even get that because he's just there. They're going to do these trials. Yes. And the first one's Artemis. Yes. And we laughed. And when and I we, saw it, I, I, I started We start out, though, so and much. Superman's in his old costume. He I is in his old that. costume. He's there this is how he sees costume. himself in his mind. Yes. Well, I don't even get that because I don't really think – I think that he is – what does he say? Uh a vote before he says something, uh, which means for a limited time I can power his spiritual form so he can take part within the reality each of my fellow gods creates for him. Yes. I see that he's doing that to his head. I don't even get that this is in his mind. I think that this is in a spiritual plane that these gods can uh, – that these gods go to and that Hades has allowed him to go because he, it's not a physical form because he's dying. Mm-hmm. I don't even get that it's in his head. I really I, don't. I, everything that they're doing to him, I get it. It's, it's some kind of subconscious thing yeah, that they're I just think forward. that they've got that. But it's again, then why do you have to have trials like this? Because it's in his head in his subconscious. Though, but in the subconscious, he would know what's going on somewhat. You know what I mean? Like he would run this right, first knows, one. Nobody it's, knows what's going on in the subconscious, no. man. That's why there, I there's, there's a freaking, you're a sub. Sure. There's a, God, I could go for a sub right yeah, now. I'm starving. Yeah. There's uh, Artemis, and I laughed, and I, I was starting to say that before you rudely interrupted me. My bad. Uh, she does, she says the best thing that we ever said. It's our favorite line of all time. They are going to hunt the most dangerous game, Eric, and you find out it is man. 
And I, I loved so it. I, I oh, when she said we're tracking the most dangerous game there is, I was like, Ice oh, Cube. That's I'm so sorry, Ice good. Tea? Ice tea. I was so happy. And then I thought it was like, man, no, man of steel. And then I would get so, but they're running, they're running through the woods with Artemis. She's there, and they come to a cornfield. And I and like it. Like, oh, it's we go, we yeah. get out of the woods. We go back to fucking where now we're in Superman's mind. He's fucking we're in Smallville. It's a cornfield, obviously. Yes, it's a cornfield. And we find out that they're hunting Clark Kent because yes, it's a cornfield. And why? This is what I'm saying. It's what happens here that really means anything. Is it that Superman gets been... in front of Clark Kent when the spear no, comes? No, that's afterwards though. The whole thing is the hunt. Yeah. And then she says, oh, you're a natural hunter, but never hesitate to make the kill. Is this that she wanted him to, to kill. kill Superman? But that's not – he passes the trial. He didn't yes. kill him. So he should have failed. He should no, have no. failed then. He shouldn't have failed because the whole thing is proving that he is worthy. He's a hero. He will not kill. Yeah, but I, I don't get that. It's him. I don't get it. Like I said – And exactly. If he kills Clark Kent, he can go on and be a lot happier, but, what but he a, refuses but, to. But they don't say that. They, no, they I'm saying never, it's all. I'm saying I'm looking at it. This yes, is what I got from it. But where it. I would like you it. get that if he kills Clark Kent, he's happier? Why would he be happier if Superman killed Clark Kent? I would think it'd be the opposite. If you were Clark Kent and there was Superman, you could get rid of because being Superman is what has caused all the problems in your life. Being Clark Kent is not you, and he has even spelled out before. I actually like being Clark Kent. I have Clark. Oh, Kent I know there. he does. So I don't get this. But for trial. everything we've been dealing with, the truth, the freaking yes. the knowledge that everybody knows that he's Clark Kent. He's been living among them. Um, he is on almost at the point right now with how bad his powers are that he is almost just Clark Kent. But I think that you're reading because Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. Yes. All they're doing is whoever catches him wins. If there's no such thing as you have to catch him and kill him. It was just we're, we're hunting the most dangerous game, man. He's gonna go and hunt him and let him no, go. No, it was just like and she. You are says, not a hunter, sir. She says <laughs> that she's like they run into each other. I thought you were dead. She says, "Oh, impressive. You bested me. He, done. And you I like win." The fact when Superman tackles Clark Kent and they look up and they both say to one another, I yeah, thought you, I thought were, you dead. were dead. I like that yeah, a lot. I just this, – this whole thing to me – It just plays in this whole psychology aspect of yeah, it that I really again, get into though, and this dig. This was just a trial to see if he was a better hunter than Artemis. By I, getting I, inside, I, I said no, that if he's worthy. Yeah, but it's – I don't get that from this one. And when she – she throws the spear through the both of them. They make an amalgam. Clark, yeah. Superman. And honestly, I like that as and well. And I don't like that because none of the other trials do anything like that. This is just a thing so that you can have them both together and make it look cool. That's all it was. It does, When Strife goes, which is next, what happens with him and her does well, not affect anything. I'm saying, though, from then on, we had this amalgam where it's almost like a composite Superman where it's freaking yeah, Clark Kent it down one side and Superman down the other. And like I said with the other thing, this is exactly what Superman's been dealing with. He is both Superman and Clark Kent. I know that. And now this isn't the trial, though. And everybody knows it. Now he has to walk through town and be a fucking Cersei Lannister where everybody else shame and throw shit at him. it's just – it's – to me, it just – first off, the whole thing, you have this trials and they just – they went too quickly. You didn't have – like here, you're running. It's a hunt. Now what you're saying to me is that, oh, it's the the psychological thing. There's not one point – where you think he's going to kill uh, Clark. And it's never even spelled out that he was supposed to do that anyway. If they said, listen, we want to see who the the best hunter is, and you know the best hunter has to make the kill, and then they go off. Then you see he runs into Clark and goes, oh, my God, 
I can't kill myself. And then she's like, you should have made the kill, but you're still well, worthy. Whatever. I don't know, man. Superman's been on the verge of killing himself for yeah, a while but they, now. they don't spell it out is what I'm saying. The trial is just like – I Superman. Eh, no, I, I really – I'm telling you. Then you go and get Strife where Strife is going to have him walk through Smallville, oh, so yeah. Metropolis, and then the Daily Planet. Yes, I do. I do you? know. Actually, I think it's more uh, Princess Bride when the print remember you're a whore or whatever, <laughs> whatever she's yelling at. I'm saying in the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister had to walk through the freaking kingdom naked while all yeah. the townspeople fucking threw shit at her, spit at her, and this fucking uh, like this uh, nun lady's fucking ringing a bell yelling, "Shame!" Yeah, Shame! Sexy. I guess in the Princess Bride, the one lady was boo. She kept yelling <laughs> at her. So good. She's like Bam. out of nowhere. Yeah, she's yelling. But yeah, Strife is going to be there and like, hey, we're in your hometown. Yeah, the hometown favorite, the brightest sun. They go through, and the, the thing with this that gets me is number one, it looks like the trial is supposed to be if he snaps somebody's neck. He's not going to do that. He's never going to do that. And the gods are making sure. Yes, well, and also, though, the. This is not anything that has not happened to him in real life. They mm-hmm. have. He has been in his own books where he has oh, heard know. people say, look at that dirty fucking alien. This is not anything different. To me, this is not a trial. It's just – and if you tell me it's not really a trial, Strife's just a bitch and just wants to freaking <laughs> see him cry because he does cry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I didn't even say I really like that he has borrowed your glasses. Uh, for this issue, because every time I look at it, I'm looking at it now. He he's has half bar- of the glass. I, I'm saying he is not barred because I always put them together with glue and tape. Yes, I imagine that after this, he's going to get one of those jewel glasses things that you have when we do that, and you're going to have the heat, the glue gun, try to get it back together. <laughs> but yeah, he goes through it. This is nothing like you. It, you know what I mean? It's nothing different. He's dealt with this. He hasn't killed anybody. He hasn't. Yeah, and he hasn't even seen. He's more seemed. Um, no depressed when this has happened in the regular book yeah. it's kind of i think to me he's kind of like ah eh, it goes he shoulder he fucking wipes oh, yeah. off his shoulder you, look, you see what happens when fucking kids are bullied over and over again they eventually snap yeah yeah well he's very and they show that the way uh Mankey does the art he is definitely you know he's clenching his fist through this he's got like the, the jaw going yeah. and he goes into uh the daily planet and there's you know perry he, he said worse in oh, the yeah. regular book. So, and then I, I. And there's Lois. I'm actually surprised there's no Jimmy there. Yeah, I was looking for Jimmy. He's not there unless it's kind of him in that last panel. When she yeah, said, I don't know, though. If I were you, I'd snap all their necks and I thought, oh, what, are they still making jokes about Man of Steel? The <laughs> movie? Because, yeah, he's saying that. Now, also, that's the trial. He, he passes that trial. Now, also, that this does say to me, it does lead to the next one because yes. then Asbestos, which is my favorite one, because this one, I think would hit home a little and make him kind of think that maybe I could do this. But Hesphestus has made him a rocket and says, you could go on this rocket and you will go to another universe, another reality where the people appreciate you and they love you and they like what you are and want you to be Superman and to save everyone. Here's your chance. Just go in. Now, then they throw in this thing with the volcano, which, again, I thought was yeah, nonsense. Yeah, it's being built in the middle of an active volcano. Yeah, and is it that you're you're giving him the opportunity to go, but then you're also, on a timeline. also pushing him on a timeline? I, yeah. don't, I didn't think that that was necessary. But, yeah, they, he's... 
he has to decide if he's going to go on this this rocket. He's he and he'd decides no. Burn. Yeah, he'd rather burn. And that that ends. And then the last one, it's Eros. They're walking through a I garden. I really like Eros. And Eros is pretty cool because to me, it's one of those things where he is uh, he's Cupid. Yeah. But he's evolved into the modern time. He is a badass. He smokes like a badass. I want an arrows book. I, I do. I actually said that. He has the double guns instead of the arrows, and I actually hope that he shows up more. Yeah, I, yeah, he does. I, I really want to see more of him. But they're going through a um, a garden with statues of Superman and Wonder Woman, supposedly their most intimate moments. Yes. You look, it's all of them making out. That's all. Yeah. That's their min- intimate moments. And well, one, it looks like he's gra- it looks like he's grabbing her butt. I don't know if you have the book open, but it's I on do. The, it's the left one as they're walking. Right when they're walking, he's reaching around and grabbing the butt. And she has her leg up. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's more of this. And again, I don't. How do you think kiss? That, I don't think this is more of a trial. Instead of more of a like, this is your life and yes, hey, fun, and this is your life. It up. Um, because he's basically saying, like, oh, I can see her in moments. Listen, I've seen this all. Uh, the weird thing about it, though, is that Wonder Woman has given up herself for you. She has been trying. And right now she has gone to Olympus. And, again, I wish at the beginning there was some sort of thing that Wonder Woman had to do to allow this to happen as well. Maybe right. if Wonder Woman would have been in some of these with him and he had to – I don't know. But he – Eros calls it out. Like, you've been a dick. She's been the best. She has done more than enough. She's put up with your shit. You and tried to kill yourself. Say, you all of this because she lied. She lied to you to save you and yeah. also to all your friends. And she, yeah, she and she basically the lie is saying that she was the god of war. Yeah, and that's not that crazy. Like she, they said in that oh, annual. Honestly, the thing with the god of war, I actually didn't even think it. I was that whole thing in the Superman Wonder Woman where she had the freaking um, Clark's friends and had the lasso on yeah, him. Yeah, oh, I actually, I didn't even think that. I That's thought this I was went. more so, because yeah. when it really seemed to hit rock bottom was when she came home in that annual and said, and he called her out like, You make more money than yeah, me? Yeah, well, why, why'd that guy say he bows to you? Oh, what do you mean? I'm a strong woman. No, so I'm the god of war. I didn't want to tell you because it would put you in, in harm's way, whatever. It was the same thing of why every superhero does what they do with an identity. And yeah. then he got pissed. Remember, he was watching TV all pissed off uh, about war going on, and she was just sleeping. She, no, just looking over her with yeah. stain in his no, eyes. He was so mad. And I guess that's what they're saying she because he even says, he says, you know, you threw it away because of the lie, and it's something that you do all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is nonsense, and it's true. He's right. Why is Superman being such a jerk? This is less of a trial to me, more of a wake-up call. I, that's what I'm saying, I, I, and even at the end. But before that, um, he shoots him, and he goes, and was it weird to you that it looks like it's the black mask coming out? Yeah, it was actually kind of it, odd. It was first. odd, and I was thinking like, that it why was... why is your blood black? Superman? Yeah, and I was thinking maybe it's one of those things that it was, and, um, like, you see, like, a dream sequence, and it's in black and white, but this isn't. It's and very honestly, odd. Though, honestly, if you want to go with the black mask because of how happy he was to have powers again, this is all subconscious in, my, in the way I see it, that could work as well. He wanted this to be the but thing. But again, you know? this is what I'm saying with the subconscious throws me It's all me interpretation. Off. The Only moment, because these gods are in control. Yeah. I don't think that they would allow I, it to I, be out of their control. I don't know if it's honestly in their control. They're doing these things. They can create these worlds, but 
It's what Superman see. Actually, yeah. at one point yeah. here, I'm looking at it. He has red blood in the next fight. Yeah, he panel. does. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's very odd. But the, I, he I'm pulls jumping out. to conclusions here just because I enjoy this issue a and lot. Where do you think he pulls this fucking ring out? Because it looks like he pulls it out of a wound, like almost like yeah. it's coming from his heart. He's is pulling that, it out is, of his hole. Is that what it is? It's weird. He has the ring, and he's like, yeah, I know. You were going to propose to her, but then you didn't, and you're going to have to decide. Are you going to do it or aren't you? And keeps and, pulling more rings yeah, out of his Yeah, he keeps pulling more rings. I just exactly. saw that. Like, don't look at them all. They're all the same. And then they're like, but you haven't you haven't in there. You haven't decided what you want to do either way. Uh, what, what's your, what are you going to do? You can bury it. Or you can uh, free your desire, whatever you can do. And he says, none of your damn business. I love that. And he's like, I can know, I can respect that. And I think that that is only that he didn't, Eros does not care if he marries Wonder Woman. Yeah. He wants him to make a decision. And he has made a decision, whatever it can be. That's the only way I can explain it because it's like a trial where you, you shouldn't win. But, yeah, then they go back. He's like, I can respect that. And then everybody's like, hey, are you finished with your challenges? They all say yes. And then, okay, uh, you have to give me an answer of what's going to happen. And Hermes heals – well, he uses them all. Heals Superman and then says it's hands he's across the healed again. and he is now completely and fully mortal. And the thing that I got from that, what's weird about this is it's God saying that to me right off the bat. I think that what they mean is he's not immortal anymore. He can die. Well, yeah. obviously, they, Wonder Woman brought him here because he could before. Yeah, he's so on the verge. It's that he is now a man. He is exactly. human. Exactly. It and has to be. And I wish so that, weird. I wish they would have spelled it out a little oh, so more. Do I. Because they don't. It's very ambiguous. And that's what I said at the beginning. I wish that they would have said something like, listen, we can only heal humans. We we are only have, you know, our realm is the human realm. They have created their, the realm their of worship. Man. Their worship is what uh, keeps us going. And then Wonder Woman just says, just a throwaway line. Do whatever it takes. He's going to die. And I'm then down. at the end, they say, Hermes, like, Wonder Woman, your wish is granted. He's now a man. Is he a fucking Zoltar machine now? Yeah, but yeah, it seems that. And so now he's a man, and he shouldn't have powers. They should Agreed. Be That's the worst gone. thing because he's saved, but now he's worse yes. off than he was before he but got the there. The thing is, if you, we had read the uh, solicits, and it even says in Superman 48, the kryptonite solution to me, this is why this issue had to happen because he is going to use kryptonite to get back his powers is what it seems from the solicits. I, I'm pretty sure when you're immortal, kryptonite just gives you cancer. Yeah, well, I don't know because that's the thing. They spelled it out in Action Comics that a normal man would die in, in minutes Yes, with the kryptonite. So I hope and then, that – And that's the thing. And then Superman had hours, which I don't understand because kryptonite is his one – like, you know, one of two weaknesses. Yeah. In my it should mind, kill him faster than I don't that, know. From, from what I've ever – thought it's that kryptonite was bad to him it didn't affect us at all i know saying, that you can say one, it's radiation saying, there were, no there was one great storyline years and years ago where fucking after having so much exposure to kryptonite trying to kill superman lex, lex. Luthor got cancer from yeah that's that's pretty good i loved but, it so much but yeah that's so there he, he might even had a movie of it he, i don't know yeah he appears to be human but i don't know and i from everything that i've read reviews and stuff like that nobody's reacting like this should be a big thing i would think so and i guess that because he's been depowered and all this but is because this because we it, know that 50s right around the corner where everything gets yeah, back to well, it is and i shit. i'm telling you i think that it's one of these things where if you ask me exactly said jim what do you think this means and what's going on with this whole thing whatever has happened even if it's the solar flare if it was the the 
freaking suckers. What are the freaking what are the like Quarmers? The Quarmers. If whatever happened when he went to the Fortress of Solitude and it didn't recognize him as fully Kryptonian, whatever. This is a way that it kind of resets everything, and then from here it's going to build back. I don't know how, but this is where whatever was wrong with him is now gone. It's right. wiped out because now he is mortal, and it's gone. Whatever was keeping this thing, and I think that either. He's just gonna. He's something's gonna happen where he's exposed to something. Maybe it's kryptonite. Maybe the kryptonite causes his DNA to switch oh, up shit. a little. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but this seems like a clean slate. So now they can do something the worst to explain. Part is it seems like a clean slate to him never getting back to where he yeah, was. I don't know. Well, we know the fifties coming yes. up, and that's that's back to the uh, freaking. Oh meat no, Superman potatoes. But I gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10. I really did like the art, though I thought uh, seeing those gods that were part of the Azarello and Chang run, I really like Chang's yeah. uh, versions of them, so I kind of missed those. I, but I I'm really did like the it. The art in this book is amazing. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I just thought awesome. that I thought these trials went too quickly. I thought that there was no tension in them. You never thought that Superman wasn't going to do what he ended up doing. There was never any sort of doubt in my mind that he was not going to snap people's necks. That, that was not going to happen. Even if they were like, if I was straight. We're back to the, like what you said before, the clean slate, because up until this point, Superman has been this dick character who's yeah, not yeah, been Superman. Not that's like, why we haven't liked but it. But not snapping people in, in Smallville's necks. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of stuff in between that you don't know about. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, not really. a lot of necks. Uh, you know that bomb shelter he had? Full of yeah, bodies Yeah, the bomb now. shelter. I want to know what they did. Remember when they stole those bodies from the, the, the Kent's? Yeah, they're still from, out there, aren't yeah. they? What are they doing with those bodies? I don't know. They took his house. Remember all that stuff that's just laying out there somewhere. Yeah, that, never, that was never fucking uh, like uh, wrapped up. No. Uh, what I would have liked, though, with Strife, uh, to add, to change that, I would have had Strife try to convince, convince Superman that that's what he had to do and that this was all in a dream world. It didn't matter. There was no consequences. And then Superman realizing or saying... I don't care where we are. This might not have consequences. I don't do that. That's not what I do. Oh, I'm not like a dream. doing it. I kill people all the time. My yeah. dream's awesome. And, yeah, that's a, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm a lucid dreamer. I kill everybody. I hate. <laughs> but yeah, I wish that it would have been like one of those where they were trying to trick him, almost yeah. like a uh, like a Twilight Zone type yeah. of thing. They're trying to trick him, and even when it seems like he has to do the worst thing to save himself, and he thinks there's no consequences, he's still Superman and still does not bow that you know go to that route and do stuff like that uh but they didn't it just seemed like these trials just went too quick they went too quickly and i knew what was going to happen i'm saying though it's one issue where you can't really have all the stuff like i know but this is in the end of an event this event is ending you're ending yeah yeah but you know what i mean this almost seemed like another annual where it was something out of the story honestly it might have been better as an annual i think it would have been uh, this could have even been one of the, you know, half of that annual where they had all the different stories. This could have been half of it because I, I do like the story, but where it comes in this event, it just seemed like filler. And to just get him to be able to accept this kryptonite, though they told us that he would die in seconds. I don't know. I understand that part. But anyway, I, I think I'd give this book an 8.3. 8.3? Jesus Christ. You I like, really had a good time. You're giving them out like candy today. <laughs> I don't think I gave any book to this week. More than like a seven, I think. I can't remember what we talked You're about. You're negative fancy. I know. I, I'm telling you, this next book, whoo-wee, I didn't oh, like God. this at all. All right. Wonder Woman number 48, written by Meredith Finch, with art by David Finch and Scott Hanna, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lai. Wonder Woman begins a new story arc with this issue against the yuck-faced Dr. Poison herself. 
It seems that this reimagined character has a thing against America, and it's up to our God of War to save the president and take the villain down, which mm. he does. But in the end, Dr. Poison escapes, and some, somehow Baby Zeke is sick. That's what you get. Boom. The end. The oh, end. my God. I, I, you want to hear my first thing in my notes? This yeah. may be the most ridiculous comic I've ever read in my life. I'm telling know. you. Last it, month's fucking one-shot with Cheetos was pretty no, ridiculous. No, that, that was ridiculous. You're right. That was bad. This is, first up to me, you read this, it's hardly a Wonder Woman comic. It, oh, yeah. She's there. She is the most asinine. Freaking, she's the worst. As she is. She's the worst. But Dr. Poison, I'm telling you, right away, you start off, please tell me. And the listeners, Eric, why Dr. Poison hates America? I wish I could. But before I tell you, I want to lead up a little bit here because this issue is causing controversy amongst the interwebs. Is it? Because Dr. Maru was an Asian character and Meredith Finch turned her into a fucking Aryan. She looks like Harley. I mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier when we had Reggie on. She looks just like Harley in that uh, freaking uh, Poison Ivy. I'm saying people are all up in arms that you would take an Asian character and make her white with blonde hair. I'm saying, but I think it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not a diehard fucking Dr. Poison fan. I don't give a shit who the old one looks like. It's one of the original villains of uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think that the story that Meredith Finch wanted to tell this whole Cold War era thing, you need it to be a Russian character. Yeah, I don't know. And you I'm can okay make with it, it. You can make her Korean now. You can make um, it pretty much current with Korea, or you can do China. It's just, yeah. I think that Meredith Finch is still stuck in the Reagan era with the freaking <laughs> against the freaking communists. Well, not communists, because you could still have China. It's all the Ruskies. Yeah. She doesn't like know. the I, Ruskies. I like the Ruski part, but the whole thing with uh, Dr. Poison's motives behind trying to it's, kill it's the, the president. Wor- it's the worst. All right, when she was a little girl, American spies came to her scientist uh, parents who are all about poison and whatnot, and they're like, hey, I like what you're doing over here with this poison. Can uh, can America use this for their own type of death and destruction? And they're like, no, sir. This no. is all Russian death and destruction. And then the Americans were pissed, and I guess they went to the KGB and said, hey, these fucks over here, they were going to give Americans the poison. And then the KGB took them and tortured them to death. And you know what's the funniest thing? She says that part about going to the KGB later yeah. Does, it doesn't make sense. No. Russia, here's the thing. Okay, I'm a spy. I go to them. And, and I'll Not even, even Russia, the Soviet Union. Well, yeah, but it's it's the American spies. They go. Yeah. The, the Americans went in. And it even says, and what's weird about it is how she explains it. I she's agree. like, oh, my Americans, when American spies approached my parents about turning their knowledge of poisons into biological weapons many years ago, they refused. Then she says they couldn't see outside the walls of their laboratory. And to me, that almost means like she thinks they should have went with the Americans. That's almost like saying, oh, they couldn't get their head out of the books and they didn't know what was right. It's a weird line because to me, I'm telling you, that means to me that she says like, oh, they should have went. But no, they couldn't even see outside the walls of their laboratory. And then it says that within days, the Russians had branded my parents as terrorists. Now, later on, she does say, hey, they, they uh, turned him into the KGB. I'm a spy. I go in, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Poison. That's their names, right? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Poison, Mr. and Mrs. Maru. Uh, I see you're working on this biological weapons. Uh, you know what? The Americans would really like this, and mm-hmm. we need you to come with us. Come with us now. And they go, no, no, me no go with a dirty American. I like your blue jeans and your heavy metal music, but no, no. So then I go off. I'm a spy. How am I going to tell the KGB about this? If I go to the KGB and say, oh, by the way, 
I tried to turn these uh, scientists uh, my way. First off, they're, I'm arrested. I'm, I'm executed. I'm saying, though, I honestly would just say it was, a call was made. Yeah, a call was made. They wouldn't do this. There I don't was know. The no fucking way. KGB back in the day fucking did some No, not – the Americans did not call the KGB. Oh, no, I'm saying, though, it's very odd because it, it, it feels very weird that since they didn't go with the Americans, the Americans would sell them out like yeah, that. No, and the, but, the Americans – But also – it also kind of gets it so that the Russians can't have what they're doing either. Well, no, but the, here's if the they thing. they killed? The Americans call uh, the KGB. Hey, yeah, you know yeah. what? We did this. The KGB would not believe them. They would think that they're trying to I set something know. up. There's no way. The KGB and the U.S. I, government were maybe, not talking say, to each other. Maybe all the American propaganda that I grew up with about the fucking no, Soviet Union, the KGB, that, makes me think that these fuckers are monsters it still. It makes no sense. It's just a way to, to – and then what happens then? She goes. The Russians take them and then interrogate them. Now, to why? Death. What are they interrogating them about? If about they got, selling the secrets they, to Americans. No, they already got the call from the Americans that the Americans said they didn't do it. I'm saying the Americans, man, don't have to say they're Americans. They can just get a fucking – they're a spy. So obviously it's like – you know, It's so stupid. Don't it's, think of the roles of it. Like they don't have to come out and say, "Hey, we're American yeah, spies." Yeah, but it's still, this doesn't make sense. That then the Russians. No, oh, I understand. The, the Russians branded my parents as terrorists. So basically, you're saying it just doesn't make I'm sense. Doctor Poison hates him like America because huh. these American spies fucked her life up. But honestly, the Soviet Union killed her. No, fucking the parents. Soviet Union are the the ones. They're the and ones that she should be honestly, going after. The Soviet Union. I I think it should be a whole fuck the world kind of yeah. scenario going on. Yeah, you don't on. have you know, to I don't be like, like anybody. Yeah. I'm going to kill the fucking world because you took my goddamn parents' I'm telling you, this is like me going to Wendy's. I'm going to go to Wendy's, Eric. I want to triple, right? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to go to McDonald's instead. I go to McDonald's, and I get diarrhea, and then I'm pissed off at Burger King. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. It's such a weird convoluted no, no, way see, to set up this say, whole thing. If you thing. go to McDonald's, get diarrhea, then you're mad at Wendy's because they didn't entice you hard enough to get That's their triple. Right. And then I still hate Burger King. But yes. yeah, at, in, the, in this point, though, is like you said, I would get the idea that she's like, you know what? They were pawns. They, my parents were pawns between the U.S. And, and Russia. And because of this, I hate the world. I'm yeah. going to. Poison the world. I, I don't want to have anybody East live. East and West. Yeah. Both terrible. Uh, yeah. I'm going to kill it all. Yep. And so, but no, it's all about the president of the United States. No. And then now, the, I want to ask you something right okay. away because I haven't put this in my fucking review. But do you know what a G8 summit meeting is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's a okay. big uh, meeting of uh, the I, I big put world leaders. I even put my review where I don't know if I'm a big dummy. Yeah. Um, am I a bad American or a bad you fucking You are. You're thing? a dummy. It's just know. a big uh, a big. I could have looked it up, but I just went with thing. it. Yeah. I think but I yeah, that, yeah that's but what, even before that. I'm telling you, each scene goes from ridiculous to nonsense very quickly because they're driving. Uh, Doctor Poison is driving with her guy, and I'm telling you, I don't want to be a driver for her because we've Absolutely already seen not. her kill people. And we also see at this point there's like 80 trucks driving, right? There's a whole convoy. There's all, a, I don't yeah, understand. But then all of a sudden it ends up being one. It's but, two. But, but in the meantime, they're like, oh no, there's something ahead on the road. And then you see freaking Wonder Woman. I've got them. She just bashes the shit out of this fucking thing, and then it ends up being a decoy. Now, what did they see on the road? Because now they show the truck that's driving with Dr. Poison. There's nothing on the road. What what were they pointing to? Uh, No, it's so stupid. It's just a – it's such a a (laughs) hokey way to make you think she got it. So then Wonder Woman goes – Oh, my God. And also, Dr. Poison's just driving with this goddamn poison. Again, yeah. I wouldn't want to be this guy driving the truck, but I guess he's got to. But um, Wonder Woman goes, oh, damn it, Cyborg. It was just a decoy. 
Now, instead of Damn, saying... Damn, woman, don't cuss at me. Yeah, and instead of this, though, she it's a decoy, which means she knows there's something else going on, right? Yes. Why doesn't she go look for them? She Why doesn't, doesn't she, she needs to go get more intel? She just goes to the watchtower, though. They are probably intel. in the right area. These trucks are going to be <laughs> in a certain area. Go and fly around and look for them. Don't go up to the watchtower. Tell Wonder Woman how to be a superhero. She gives up. She no, just no, see, goes. I'm going to go back to the watchtower and see, look up some things. I don't. I don't care about that part at all. If she needs more intel. I'm okay with that whole thing. So why was she even there? Why did she even bash in that truck? To stop with Dr. Poison. Yeah, but it wasn't Dr. Poison, so then she gives up? I'm saying, exactly. You have no idea where she's at. It's it's a rainstorm. Shit's bad. I don't know, man. She she wanted to get out of the rain. She thought she was done. It is so stupid. No, the stupid thing is when she gets, we find out that they're going to London, she goes to the G8 summit meeting and just hangs out and watches because the president of the United States is showing up and that's fucking Dr. Poison's target. And she sees... A, uh, a compressed poison canister yeah. being brought in. So then she vi- brings vi- it down into the crowd. Via drone. Yeah. And watch out, Mr. President. Lashes it and slams it yeah. as hard as she can slams into the it. ground. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the Secret Service being, you know, geniuses that they are, they try to contain it by covering it in a suit jacket. Yeah, a suit jacket. It's like a puddle. But I'm like, <laughs> it was right next to the president. What were you thinking, Wonder and Woman? Here's the other thing to me. There's Wonder Woman. Do you think Wonder Woman, what kind of pull does Wonder Woman have in the world? What, I think what she has of, a decent one. Why couldn't she have just gone to them and said, listen, hey, look, we, I'm we have Woman. some pretty big yeah. intel. Uh, please stay away oh, or let me go with you or let me do this. No, she's hanging out in a freaking in disguise with, yeah. with her costume underneath. What is she doing? It's not like she's not allowed to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, then they go and then, uh, of so course, that's Dr. Poison. Somehow, course, that doesn't, yeah. somehow that doesn't release the poison. Everything's fine. Yeah, she, she flies after Dr. Poison, who's just running away. Yeah, she's running away. A drone. Why is she there? It's a drone. She could have yeah. been somewhere in a building or, or way off. She just runs away. She likes to see what she does right up close. I guess. She's running away. Again, that. looks just like Harley. In I, there, we don't really have a bit good motivation behind what she's doing. So why the hell would we have any motivation by anything else? Yeah. And so then they're going. She lets off this gas. As Wonder Woman gets her with the lasso, she lets out a gas that now this gas turns people into ravenous zombies. And the crazies. You yeah. Know, fucking, yeah, it's yeah, a it PCP concoction. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. That's the craziest thing, too, because now I remember they're like, oh, it's like PCP. I, oh, saw, yeah. I saw Faces of Death. They I have know. that one guy that had on PCP when he comes running out of that house, and they freaking pump him full of lead, exactly. and he just so, keeps coming. Exactly. We've, we've seen this because we're terrible fucking people. Yeah. But here, um, these crazies that are all fucking hopped up on PCP that just go after Wonder Woman for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know why they would go yeah. just after Wonder Woman. But Dr. Poison starts shooting, and one yeah. of the bullets hits one of the people, which immediately snaps everyone yeah. out of it. it. It snaps them all out of it. And then it, it seems like now the guy's uh, he's in the uh, he got shot in the arm. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god! And that's it almost, not the PCP I saw on Face of Death. You just yeah, keep really? going. No, you just keep going. That wouldn't have stopped you on PCP. All these others, it's like they have a headache. Oh my head! Uh, then she goes up, and then Cyborg's telling him like, hey, uh, this guy's in shock. His state vitals are erratic. Okay, <laughs> I'm out of okay. here. Yeah, it just runs off. Freaking 
punches fucking Doctor Poison. Yeah, and she's, she's subdued. Yeah, she she put they put her in a fucking, you American swine. I don't, what, I don't even know what the fuck accent that was. Jesus yeah, Christ, I don't know either. But yeah, she gets put in a fucking ambulance for she, some reason. I, I would have rather have had an armored car. It looks like an ambulance. Was it? Am- I thought she was yeah. putting a paddy wagon. Yeah, or some it, shit. to me, it might be like a, a paddy wagon type uh, van. But actually, yeah. when I'm looking at it, it looks almost like an ambulance. Um, but she's just sitting there, and of course, but I, she, I figured you'd like this next bit though. Uh, when when she's talking, because you were complaining about that whole thing in Green Up uh, Lantern about the sonar things. Why don't they just have like those cyanide teeth? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, she had the Doctor Poison has this poison has teeth poison that she snaps, teeth. and the fucking poison gas yeah. lets out. Yeah, I like that. And she's like, oh, but again, you, it's Doctor Poison. You gotta you gotta frisk her a little better. I don't know what you do. I would probably, if I was somebody in this situation. You get Dr. Poison, I would actually contain her in a hazmat suit because she is poisonous. She has touched people and they die. The one guy she touched turned into metamorpho, for Christ's sakes, earlier in the issue. She is dangerous. You don't just put somebody like this in handcuffs and expect nothing to happen. I just, but, yeah, that they just did it. It's people in England. They don't know better. And then she goes and talks to Hesha. And just talks about just nonsense. <laughs> you you really don't get much. It's more of this like, hey, times are tough. Oh, the yeah, I didn't important. even care about that. I didn't yeah. even talk about so that. So then it part. goes but off. The whole thing is about Olymp- going to Olympus. Yeah, it goes up to Wakes Olympus. fucking hair up from a fucking sound sleep. What do you want, woman? You know, type yeah, of I shit. Know. She's like, Baby Zeke. Baby Zeke is sick. Something's wrong with Baby Zeke. He looks like, I think that she actually had post-mortem depression or whatever. That's God's Postpartum right depression and, and smothered him. I don't know. He's there. He's in trouble. It's freaking again that you get this whole issue where nothing really happened that that meant anything to this book or any story going forward to get to that last page where Zeke's sick. Is it going to be that something Dr. Poison can help him? Because I don't think we're going to see Dr. Poison that much. She might be at the beginning of next issue. You think she's an ongoing thing? I think she's going to have to team up with Wonder Woman to save uh, baby Zeke with her knowledge Zeke of poisons. Knowledge. I, I wouldn't be shocked if she's like, oh, I'm going to – I'll be back, Wonder Woman, and we do not see her again. I would not be shocked because it's nonsense. But I thought the art in this issue was great. David Finch is I, awesome. His art's I, awesome. I really liked it, but some of the panels didn't fucking match up with what should have really? been going on in the scene. Nah, like I, what, like when Wonder Woman was supposed to be looking up at the drone, she's just looking forward. There's yeah, something in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> like, Look at the dead bird, and she's looking up. Oh, where? I don't know. I, I always like David Finch's art. but yeah. Oh, I love his art. It looks fantastic. It's just not like a lot of stuff going on with yeah. Wonder Woman, really. Yeah, well, I said this is hardly like a real – you, you even told me during the week it, this is more of like an out of time, like a different era yeah, it uh, feels story. Like it. it really does. It just seems nonsense. It, throw it in the 80s with the goddamn KGB. Hell yeah, man. What did you I, give it? I gave it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I would have given it a 3-5. I hated it that much. And we have another one of your books coming up, Eric. What what is it? Right in a row, Martian Manhunter number eight, written by Rob Williams with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Gabe Altieb, and Tom Napolitano. Napolitano. Martian Manhunter doesn't have much to do in this issue. Where the real story lies is finding out what's been going on with Alicia since Agent Wessel and Mr. Biscuits left her in the airport a couple issues back. It seems that when they entered the portal, Alicia being in the belly of Martian Maneater and the people besides our two characters who were on the plane that entered the Martian blood magic beam were transported to the resurrected Mars. And in the 20 years that it took Martian Manhunter and the various parts of his personality to finally show up, there's been a war between the humans and some Martians against the terrible force of Malphalak, who thinks that it's, if he sacrifices enough people or Martians that the blood magic will be, bring back Mars to its prime instead of the sickly planet it is now. 
Mm. God damn. Mm. I'm glad I listened to what you were saying there, Eric, because, boy, I was confused. Uh, Th- this issue confused me. That, the, there's a lot of stuff thrown at you here all at once. Yeah, it really was thrown at you hard and heavy. I actually thought, did you think of when, um, what did you think when Alicia was talking about being in the Martian Maneater's stomach? What, what did you think? Did you, you think mean? of the Sarlacc pit? Because that's all I no, was No, no, I didn't. I thought it's, it's freaking Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit. I, I remember hearing that story where they claimed that uh, Boba Fett was saved, like, you know, all these years later. But yeah, what he always, crawled out. What always got me was the line that C-3PO at the translate. And basically it was like, and there you will spend thousands of years. years. I'm like, no, he'll be no, dead. No, yeah. no, yeah. I, I remember seeing, well, I remember reading the novelization, Eric, and I thought to myself, <laughs> boy, that seems a little off. And then when I saw the movie, it threw me off as well. But, boy, the, this issue, I, I like it. It's a weird – this book is very weird because it, it kind of – I don't know. It scratches an itch that I didn't know I had, Eric. It's like down up my button around no, no, the corner no, 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 or something. No. I don't know. I really like it, but this is actually a turning point for me where I'm like, okay, There's, enough of this. It's very I need, confusing. Yes, I need more. I still like it. I think that this book is very good. But There's, I need something more. I don't want to be confused every time I read the book. I need I'm something. I'm telling you, the, the problem I had is like I read the whole thing. I'm very confused at times. I had to go and say, okay, we got to chalk this up to magic. Yeah. Because like we have the people on Mars of age 20 years. Then like what are about the people on Earth that's right next door? Yeah. Is it 20 years later there? Yeah. Like I, why, why is it taking so long for Earth and Mars to collide now if it's been 20 years to like fucking Alicia and the rest of the people? Yeah. And yeah. why did it take Martian Man along a hunter so long to show up? Yeah. And I have a lot of questions. And if the answer is magic, then fine. I just have to, you know, tell me. You need something. Blood magic. Yeah. And in the meantime, it doesn't make much, sense. They're magic. spelling out that the, the planets are going to collide quick. You yeah. don't have a lot of time now. So shit is going to happen. And, and I went back when I was doing my notes here to make sure that like, you know, when Alicia showed up on Mars, the little girl earth was right there in the horizon yeah yeah it's just, i just don't get it do you i like the alicia part i really do uh, i think it's a very clever way because we were even saying oh man they left alicia what's going to happen it's a very clever way that they got her there and i like that we get a, uh, an explanation and the explanation is fine to me at least you get it that wasn't the confusing part what i don't like now is we've had enough of this like hocus pocus of these characters and who they are and whatever and like the wessel part i really don't care I really don't care about Wessel <laughs> right now. And in fact, because they became the the entity of the Martian Manhunter, I kind of don't even, I don't know why. I don't even want them around. I, like, I want the Martian Manhunter. I want to see what's going on. And it just, everything seems to be just like too you much. Have a lot of, you have a lot of ground to cover, not a lot yeah, of time. Yeah. And I, like, I dug, like, like you, I dug everything with the Alicia backstory and what oh. she's been going through to become this war hardened badass. Yeah. And I love and, that she teamed up with the people from the. the uh, freaking plane, and the plane Martians that went in the portal, well, yeah. and the Martians. But at least they explain that plane now, so yeah. we get that. I really did like that. Um, but yeah, they have this army. They're fighting Malphalac. Uh, it's very odd though, because at the one point we're dealing with Martian Manhunter, just talking to the people, uh, the Martian people. Mm-hmm. We we find out that he was created as a weapon by the Martian High Council. Yeah. I'm guessing did it like to fight back the White Martian invasion and the blood magic shit that they wanted to pull. Yeah. But we also find out in this that Malphalac 
stuffed his ass full of magic. Apparently, yeah. That's I'm saying that is why Martian Manhunter is this like this super being that none of the other Martians are. It's because he was created to be this. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like but that too. I just don't understand how we go from that to Malphalak fucking shoving his fucking ass full of magic. Yeah, and again, then Malphalak's like, I I need you to complete this thing, and basically. Malphalak, it made me laugh, because Malphalak wants to get the, the magic going and do this, not to save anybody, but his own goddamn self. He oh, wants yeah. to get the fuck out of there, and he needs that magic. Uh, but then you get Mr. Biscuits. Um, it, Mr. Biscuits stole the show for me again. Did, and you get he's, Pearl. He's, Pearl's I'm even saying, there. He, I don't even give a shit about Pearl. Is the, like the fucking worst character in my mind. But yeah. Mr. Biscuits is in prison. Like every, All the freaking people before, were are, like the personalities of Martian Manor are, are mm-hmm. in a prison cell. Yeah. And Mr. Biscuits is deciding what's he want, what he wants to do. And he realizes... There aren't any biscuit yeah, shops. Yeah, there's on no Mars. biscuit shops on Mars. That's so, basically and he the turning just point for him. Breaks out and I'm like, look, we got to save Earth. And I, I laugh my goddamn ass off. And then he's going to the uh, Martian baby, the Mars baby. Yes, which crazy. I still don't really get that whole thing from this issue with the Martian baby. It's it's very odd. Yeah, uh, I like the art. Uh, it's, oh, I love actually, the art. You know what? It's very reminiscent to me of uh, Earth Two Society. The art with really? that. It, it, yeah, I don't know why. A little why. bit, it's I can see of, that. With Asian West's expressions. Yeah. Yeah. Very flash-like from that. Again, there's not much to say, though. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, there's uh, Alicia, and then at the end, you have the freaking Martian freaking Mecca. <laughs> yeah, giant I'm saying Martia that. The Mech they, warrior they, battle is going to happen. That's the thing. It's freaking Malfoy shows up. He transforms into freaking, uh, what is it, Supermate or whatever from fucking Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah. But um, they transform into a Mecca. And then Alicia and her gang show up, and their ship turn, transform into a mecha. So we're gonna have a big ass robot battle. See how big those mechas are? Those things oh, are yeah. humongous. Jesus Christ! But no matter what happens in this series, if it gets canceled, I want Mister Biscuits to continue. Yeah, yeah. So you think after this is canceled, you want more Mister Biscuits? I really you do. You will never see Mister Biscuits again in your I goddamn life. I love the character life. so much. People will think back like you, and they'll say, "Man, I really like Mister Biscuits. What the hell happened to him?" They'll have like a one of those things. Where are they now? Like in twenty years, that him <laughs> and big him and the cookies. freaking guys from Lost Boys. That's yeah. He's just there <laughs> eating cookies because you're never seeing him again. I don't mind Mr. Biscuits. The problem I have is that it's all this, like like I said, it's like smoke and mirrors. It's half stories. It's hints. It's whispers. Yeah. I, I want to know what's going on. Now. Goddamn like, magic, man. You actually explained it at the beginning better than I even came off with it because I'm watching. I'm like, there's Wessel. There's Pearl. There's uh, Yeah, uh, it's, it's okay, but I'm at the point now. If we don't get something concrete and going next issue – I don't know. I might start yeah. falling off. I, yeah, I'm really a dummy. I need mind. to know what's going on. I don't want to be confused. <laughs> I don't want to feel stupid when I'm reading comics. I feel stupid every day of my goddamn life. I one when I read comics, I want to feel like a smart guy. Smart guy. How's but, that working know, for you? It never works good. Uh, what did you give it? I gave it a six point eight out of ten. Yeah, I think I would have given it a six. Uh, again, it's kind of a. I don't, not a filler issue, it's a setup issue, if anything, oh, but yeah, I, I was a little confused. Uh, but we're going to stop this train a bit and go on to Flash Reviews. Flash. Ah. All right, Eric, and we have a couple books tonight on Flash Reviews, and we start with you. Oh, yes, it is Robin, Son of Batman, number eight. In this issue, we get a kind of an epilogue of Damien's time in Gotham from the Robin War, where he simply gets a haircut from Alfred while telling the man a story about the time he faced the bloodless blade. 
it gets Damien back into his atonement phase, which I really didn't want, but I found myself enjoying this issue enough for what it was, even if it was a little simple. With, with rough-looking art and dull colors, I somehow found myself enjoying them, and somehow they seem to fit the story. Not a great issue, but fun enough for what it was. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six you know what the weird is? I thought that this was going to be one of those uh, post-Robin uh, War issues. I so thought that I. that had an aftermath issue. I guess we were wrong. All that right. happens a lot. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Next up, we have Dr. Fate number eight. In this issue of Dr. Fate, we have Kalad going all over to f- try to fix the damage that Anumis' floods caused while also throwing over-the-top confusing religious aspects into the story and people who just seem to know who Kalad is out of nowhere. I definitely like seeing Dr. Fate being a hero, even if there's still a learning curve, but the confusing religious aspects that seem to want to stay mysterious drive me out of the book because I simply don't know what, what it's going for with this. Luckily, we have awesome art in this issue, and like I said, Khaled is actually being a hero. Another 6 out of 10. All right. I have my first flash review is Injustice, Year 5, Number 5. I really enjoyed Year 5 of Injustice so far, but this was the weakest issue we've gotten so far. It starts out with an awesome bizarro bit, but then goes downhill when we see a sniveling penguin and Damian Wayne, who has suddenly aged 10 years, though it makes sense for the the game-wise. I'll look past that, but when the League of Assassins asks for his leadership, it just felt forced. It's okay, though, because he killed every one of them. The issue ends with Wonder Woman pissed off at Superman and Bane and Killer Frost torturing Catwoman. But if you played the game, there's no real tension here. That's the problem with this final year when you already know what is going to happen. Still, I love Bruno Redondo's art and I'm having fun with this year of the villains, and I gave this issue a 6.9 out of 10. Now, I don't know, Jim. Um... Kids grow, and they, they grow pretty good. Look how, like, imagine how Zach looked five years ago. Oh, yeah. The problem is, though, we saw him in year four. This okay, is never year mind. five. I don't yeah, read this book. The, I'm the just problem, talking the fucking out of no, school. No, the problem with it is that they go by years. So yeah. I'm assuming that even so, <laughs> I'm not even saying that you have year one. You have year two. That doesn't mean that when it ended, there's a year that's gone by. It could be just uh, December 30th and then January 10th. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. are just full out years. It doesn't. There isn't years between each year. No. And it just is nonsense. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it that. It makes I'm sense just... <laughs> though because he is in this issue. He is Nightwing, basically. Yes. He's taken over Nightwing, so it makes sense because all up until now he seemed like a little kid. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was okay. I'm, he's proud of overnight. This. I like the whole idea of the year of the villains. Uh, the problem is is that we almost seem like we're going to get stuck in this argument of if they should use villains the whole goddamn time that it's the year yeah. of the villains. I want to see some fun villains kicking <laughs> ass and dying because you know how the, the game ends. You know yes. who's in the game. You need to throw these other characters in so you can have some death and, and destruction, and that's what the fun of it is. You throw in somebody, some crazy villain, you know, Eclipso shows up. He's not in the game. He's going down, and it's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Secret 6, Sorry. number 10. This this is one that Reggie did. We did not review ourselves. This issue started out fresh and tight like a diaper, but wound up soggy sack of shit like a diaper. Like a diaper. This four-part arc was clearly meant to be five parts, but lost an issue along the way for unknown reasons. And I'll even stop there and say to you, I was talking to somebody uh, the other day about this online, that we even thought that for the first arc. Remember when we, th- oh, yeah. we were reading, we're like, that there's an issue missing somewhere. Well, now it's happened again. I don't oh, understand. Jesus. The editorial thing on this book, whoever is to blame for this shit going wrong, I don't understand. They, they've really screwed this book. I blame Big Shot. That lug probably sat on it and didn't notice the smear on the back of his pants like <laughs> a diaper, Eric. 
Rev Squad. Reggie gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Which is he's a, a classy fellow. It's a shame, though, because he really does like this book. I know he does. But, boy, I, I think a lot of people were pissed off at this issue because it just did not make any sense. All right, Eric, but that is our Flash Reviews for the night. Nice. All right, Eric, and we are on the stretch run. The stretch run, Eric. It's almost done. We are almost finished. This has taken 800 times uh, attempts, and I don't know. This I is, hate podcasting. This is this. actually the worst uh, the worst we've ever had, the worst troubles. Probably. And we had one where it completely just disappeared the whole podcast, and it wasn't <laughs> as bad as this because we just, at that point, it was very early. I think it's the one time we didn't have one, like, each because we just said, screw it. We'll be back next week, I, yeah. I think, right? We didn't redo it. That would have been, like, the where the second episode would have been, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Either that or it was one of the practice ones. I, I don't even remember. But, yeah, I remember us just saying, Well, I'm saying, if you look this. back at the freaking timestamps for everything, yeah. uh, there was two weeks in between episode one and two. Okay, well, that's what it was. We, we missed out on that one. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, this, but every other week, on the fucking button. Yeah, we have been. And this, this week we're doing it. It's going to take a while to get up because it is already 3.30 right now. Oh, my God. And I'm going to have to edit stuff. And there's football going on. I sure gotta watch some football, uh, but we're gonna come out of here uh, smelling like a rose, Eric, because we have two more books. What Thank are God. they, or what is the next one? Because it's yours, correct? Sinestro number nineteen, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by Brad Walker, Neil Edwards, Drew Hennessy, Jonathan Glapian, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. The battle yeah. rages on between the Sinestro Corps and the Paling, but even with Sinestro's new earthly recruits, it seems that it may not be enough. So you know what that anti, you know what our anti-hero goes and does? What does he do? Something new? He recruits some more. Oh. God damn every issue <laughs> now. Oh, uh, yes. Even that tactic wasn't enough, so Sinestro calls out his big gun, the re-educated Saint Walker, who has the who now has the ability to charge fear lanterns, and with the edge and with this edge, Sinestro employs the power of an indigo ring to teleport him to the him and Sornik to the pale bishop for the final showdown. I don't know why he didn't do that earlier. It really really uh, confuses me. You know what uh, Sinestro is? He's like a, a guy, he's asshole? addicted to painkillers. And when, when if if two don't work, you need four, Eric. You just keep Damn shoving them right. in, you know. He's then, house. Yes, he is house. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz really there's a lot of fighting. This is very action packed. Oh, it's a action-packed gigantic action scene. Kiwi. But and yeah. the worst part is that we have this big epic, or supposed supposed to be epic space battle going on above Earth. Yeah, and half the book is um, it just goes becomes filler because we have to jump down to Earth and see how Superman and Wonder Woman and Harley and Deathstroke and Scarecrow how they're fighting off the paling with their new yellow rings and. But it doesn't do anything for the story. It's just them fighting off these goddamn things and just showing, hey, look, these characters are now fear lanterns. Yeah. Yeah. But it does nothing to continue the story. No, it's and then, just a... and then Sinestro is like, you know what? They're like that that like recruiting all these people, that drove them back a little bit, but now they've like, you know, they had a second wind. They're coming back even heavier. So I gotta do it again. And yeah. we get to see 
and that more rings go out and it recruits Swamp Thing, Constantine, Dead Man, Etrigan, Black Mana, and the Creeper. It's actually funny and because they, you throw Black Mana out of that, and I, I thought that actually so that was like, yeah. yeah, that was like uh, to me it was like okay, the DC uh, fans have not seen the dark characters. Go get them. Yeah, because pretty much. And then Black, Black Mana. And he's dark, Eric. He's a which, dark I liked, which I liked, which I like, which I like the idea of uh, Black Mana being a fucking Sinestro. It's just something I haven't seen before. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, like uh, but we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And like, it really is trying to make this feel bigger than it is. And yeah. if you can look past that, I'm telling you, if you can hold on to all this pomp and circumstance and just see the book like that, you'll enjoy the shit out. But if you happen to be able to like be like me and look through it and see what the actual story's doing, this is not great. Yeah. Um, when did uh, when did Scarecrow have the ring before the the Fear Lantern? Uh, Blackest Night. Okay, which shouldn't have existed in this universe, correct? No, it did. Everything in the Green Lantern Corps. Oh yeah, I you're right. You know what? That's what threw it's me. It's a Jeff Johns. Yeah, joint. that's what threw me because of that that crazy continuity that kind of went. So that does yeah, pretty much sense. Batman it and actually, Green Lantern. Yeah, it actually threw me off uh, because well, that's what's weird because you have had the problem with Azrael and yes. Bane. Uh, so I think that's what throws me off. When something calls out from before, I just right. always assume, oh, I didn't know that that – but, yeah, that does make sense because, yeah, he's well, saying sorry. that he, he loves it now. He hasn't had it for a while and he missed it, which is a pretty good uh, panel. But it doesn't do anything, though. You know what I'm saying? You no, but I, 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 went, I had to because as we're talking, I got a notification from Tanya. Oh, yeah? Saying, tell Jim that's how painkillers work. Oh, okay. My boy <laughs> gets involved. <laughs> no, uh, that's not how uh, painkillers work. <laughs> that's how freaking addiction works. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, it really threw me off with that. This little fucking pop up message came up. What? How- Is she in the room? What the hell? Kelly <laughs> also just messaged me now. She just got a hold of you. But yeah, that, he's a, he's a painkiller ad- addict. St. Walker, just, again, the St. Walker thing, it makes sense kind of, but it, to me, it, this is all like, a gimmick. The whole thing's a gimmick. And, and I'm telling you, though, we had St. Walker in one issue where it was really cool, um, and he gets taken away at the end of that one issue where he's going to be, like, you know, experimented on, somehow t- make the blue energy fucking tap into the yellow to yeah, charge yeah, that up. Yeah, because they want to charge and, it up. Exactly, and that's all great. I like that idea. We haven't seen any of that. So all of a sudden, St. Walker just comes out here. He's got a fucking, like, a, a techno-organic tattoo on his arm yeah, with the yeah. Sinestro Corps symbol, and that's it. Now we can just do it. I'm like, there's a lot of story I feel like I missed out on here. Yeah, that you would have liked. I yeah. just, um, I just got get the message. Eric, I just got a message. That is how painkillers work again. <laughs> with an exclamation point. Ay, ay, ay. I don't think that's true. They're supposed to work. You take two, you wait till that works, Eric. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you don't want to be a Sinestro. You're, no, you uh, do not. Then uh, the the thing then you even have black uh, uh, Black Adam where he's yes. not around and then he's just like thrown in. I just it's a big battle, like you said. Well, you go and see these different characters to see what they're doing, but really nothing really matters. The thing is, for like three issues now, we had all right the first issue. Oh no, I mean oh yes, but uh, Black Adam is now a fucking Sinestro core member. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the next issue, unleash the rings, and then we get all these other characters, and now we see them here. But then again, re- unleash the rings, 
you're just throwing everything at it, but it doesn't mean anything because this doesn't add to the story. Yeah, and then they're like they said, they're like, oh, we can't face him alone. What? Oh, I don't intend to. Then there's the indigo ring, and I said, I don't understand why it took this long from the decide to use well, it. Is it I just that he's I, occupying the forces to go there? The, the best thing I have is because now Saint Walker has come out and charges okay, like you're right. That's percent. probably they have got, the, they yeah. have the power to take on the fucking paling. But now. why didn't they let Saint Walker out before? Because uh, Sinestro's still... a big dummy. Yeah. If I could took Sordic to say, man, only if we could charge. Huh? Oh, no. Uh, like, we need hope. Or like, yes, yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, it was like you needed that key phrase. You're not allowed to bring out uh, St. Walker unless you say some clever phrase about hope. He's, honestly, We've he had lost a set, hope. No, he had a set haven't. of rules. He had a set of rules he already dictated in his mind how this battle's going to play out. He needed somebody to bring that up before he could raise the sitting there. God damn it. Would somebody say hope already? It's like a God damn word. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We're, we've lost all our hope. No, we haven't. All right, on to uh, phase three. Yes, yeah. But no, this uh, book is very gimmicky at this point, and it, it shouldn't is. be. Sinestro and the Sinestro Corps can work very well on their own. Fuck, I love in the one part, Arkillo's on Earth, and he's taking out the paling. He saves a fucking mother and daughter. Oh, I love that part. And, That's my favorite And the little part. girl says, Mommy, look, a superhero. Yeah, and, and I it, love it, the it, fact it's Arkillo, yes, a monster. It's Arkillo, a monster, but it also leads me, like, that whole thing, that that's what Sinestro wants to be that, yeah. you know what I mean? And that it's actually happening. It's happening. I like Because it. it doesn't matter if you look like a monster or you were. You've saved the family. Now you're a hero. And I would love to have that play out where you have an Arkillo who's like, God damn it, I, I'm no hero. I'm not a superhero. I'm a, you know, I'm a bad dude, and I'm this and that. And, uh, yeah, you don't, you just get a lot of fights. And uh, I love Arkillo. I dig it. But everything else, I'm telling you, if you just focus on the Sinestro Corps and what they're doing, it's sort of a fine issue. You did not need yeah. everybody in their goddamn mamas being a goddamn fear lantern out of nowhere yeah. because it did nothing for the story. Now, does it, does it make sense to you that, like, say a Superman and Wonder Woman, they have given their fear lanterns now. They yes. have the rings. Does it make sense to you that you have to have that just so they're out of or in the picture so you don't sit there and think the whole time, like, the Earth is getting attacked. Where are the, the heroes? And that kind of takes care of that. We could have just had heroes fighting the paling and as one fucking, like, maybe a splash page for the entire fucking three books we've had. Yeah, yeah. We I, know they're there. They're doing shit. All right, cool. Saying. Let's get back it, to our book. It's fine enough to, you know, you have acknowledged that they're involved so that you can't think, like, boy, the Justice League would have had something to say about this. Or, you know, what a. And or of even course had them in, in the fight in the fucking space, even. Well, like, that's Wonder what I'm Woman saying. They're, the in, they're in space, and they're, yeah, I just. I don't know. I like this book. Uh, it's one of the only Cullen Bun books left. And even uh, having Mongo, I do saying, like it. Even having Mongol being one of the paling and how much time they spent talking about, well, he was strong before, but now he's going to be even stronger. It wasn't needed. We had this thing last issue where uh, Sinestro sending Mongol out is yeah. the thing that freaking um, attracted the paling to him. Yeah, yeah. We had that. Yeah, he's a paling now. He's a fucking Mongol. He's a goddamn beast of a goddamn villain. We don't have to spend that much time on him kicking the shit out of Black Adam. Yeah, yeah. It, it was – this issue was more of the same, and I would guess that since they have teleported – We'll get something next. Yeah, you're gonna have the final showdown with fucking the the pale bishop. It's it's all it should be, really. Yeah, and we said in the April solicit it had said that uh, Sinestro's gone. Whether yes. that means that he's supposed to be know. dead, if he's yeah, gone. I don't know if he gets killed by the pale bishop or <laughs> maybe what. Maybe he freaking I don't know. How crazy would it be if somehow he had a Green Lantern ring somewhere and he had to put it on and he gets teleported out? He ends up in freaking Edge of Oblivion. Be not he should be he so have one. crazy. I know there can't be, but maybe something. To, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying that he's. All the rings disappeared. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It would be, it'd, it'd be it cool. Would be I don't neat. know how it would work, but yeah, yeah. it would be really neat. But what did you give it? 
Or what would, would you give it? Because you have I not will, reviewed this, right? No, I have not. I okay. would give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I love the art a lot. Yeah, I'd probably go the same with you. I'm like a lot of 6.5s this week. It, it was, It's a weird week to me, too, before we end it with Batgirl. Um, I wasn't angry at any book, but it was more <laughs> like I was just like, eh, there we go. Another week, the freaking well, another one bites Dr. the Fate. dust. Yeah, well, again, I hated Wonder Woman. I'm glad I didn't have to review it. If I had to review it, I might have been freaking pissed. But yeah, <laughs> I have not. I have not read uh, Doctor Fate. So would I have been that angry? You probably would have been. Yeah, I probably would have. Because been. as confused you were at Martian Manhunter, which is a book you like, yeah. you'd be even more confused in Doctor Fate, and you do not like that book. Well, we're gonna move on to the final book of the night. I hinted at it already just then it is Batgirl and yeah I, I did not like this as much as you did I have it's not true. reviewed this myself and this might be one when I'm reviewing it that I'm pulling my goddamn hair out but it's Batgirl number 47 written by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher art by Eleonora Carlini Carlini Moritate Serge Lapointe that isn't he a hockey player Serge That's what Lapointe I've heard. Serge allegedly. Lapointe allegedly and, <laughs> yeah allegedly and Steve wants all right you know what I didn't even do any sort of write-up, I see, for this one. So Excellent. I will just tell you that it is nonsense. I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to make something up on the flyer. I'm going to make right. it up on the flyer here. Uh, it's, it's a cool team-up. It's almost yeah, a bird of prey aspect because we start out where we left off with Batgirl saving spoiler. Spoiler can go back to her life yep. now. The freaking gangs aren't trying to kill her. But you know what? Since uh, I helped you out, I need a little help myself. Yep. Do you know I got? Do you know anybody who's like a techno genius? Happen to be a roommate of maybe? Huh. I don't know. Could that oh, be Harper? You know what? Rowe? You know what I do, Batgirl. It's funny you say that. Yeah. I know this girl, fucking Bluebird. Yeah, I, I'm tell. I'll get to that. The the main thing. This whole issue revolves around that she's losing her memory, which is odd. She points it out. She has an eidetic memory. Now all of yes. a sudden she can't remember anything. And it's also twisting around into a point where it's not just not having her memory, but finding out that she is doing things that she can't remember, things that are out of her, you know, don't seem to fit. I was so thrown off when we find out that, she, like, I wanted to think that, like, uh, we, we re- I can't talk now. It's revealed that the fucking uh, Barbara is the one who turned in that gang member, the old yes. lady in the yep, first the old lady when she was young. And it's the red-haired girl. We find this out, though, and I'm like, no, it has to be a trick. Somebody had to fucking leave their digital footprint and make yeah, it look yeah, like yeah. Barbara. But by the end of this issue, we get the idea that it was Barbara, and she just doesn't remember doing it, yes, and it's very weird. Well, that part does not make sense to me in no. the overall thing of this issue, because what happens is, and we'll just go right to the end, uh, what, what has happened is there's a villain who is going, when Barbara goes to sleep, it's creeping out of the closet, there's a cuckold again, She's creep, yeah. creeping out of the closet, and is swirling around her memories to make her, yeah, think, face. make her think she did stuff or didn't do stuff to kind of screw with her life. The problem is, is that it's not, this villain is not making her do things, but is kind of edging her making towards Making her things. remember that she and, did things Yes, and maybe if I said to you, like, hey, Eric, I'm not going to eat that hamburger. It's the worst thing I ever heard of. I go to bed and it swirls in my mind. You, you want it. Like all of a sudden in my memory I said to you, boy, that sounds like the greatest hamburger. I'm going to yeah. eat it. And then maybe I will go do it. Well, so maybe In my mind, he might have made you think that freaking uh, you already did eat it. Yeah, but the weird thing is, is what, he cha- what changes at the end is she says to 
um, Luke. Luke, hey, I don't want to try this, that crazy schematic that's supposed to make this energy. And she's like, I don't <laughs> the know. Ne- the Negahydron? Yeah. And and I, I have an issue it. with that when we get to it. But she, she's like, I don't think we should do this. I don't trust myself. It's not a good idea. He swirls it around in her mind that she said, it's a great idea. Let's Why are do we it. already doing this? Yeah, it's so weird. But we'll start at the beginning where, like you said, um, spoiler, she helped spoiler out. Spoiler helped her out. They stayed at this freaking Luke Fox's fuck pad. And yes. then she's like, I have this other person, and it is Harper. Harper shows up all giddy, fucking jokey. They're all loving life. They're all, oh, cool, look at that. That freaking motorcycle flew off the road. Oh, it comes off weird to me. I know that I know that we like to see Harper in anything. I it do. It comes and off I weird really to me. I really like the way she looks in this. This does happen before Eternal. So they, they spell that out because it would make no sense if this happened during Batman and Robin Eternal. So it happens before. But what we learned from when this is after Batman died, correct, mm-hmm. and before Eternal, well, it seemed at that point all Harper was was pissed off that she was supposed to be the next Robin and fucking mad at the world. She was attacking uh, Jim Gordon, Bat- Batman. She was pissed. She doesn't seem too pissed here. She seems like she's just hanging out. And I don't understand it. It doesn't seem like that would be this time period's Harper because we've even said – the point between Batman dying and maybe Eternal was not three years. There was no. only a little bit of time. This is right like at three the months point, in my This mind. is right at the point where Harper is fucking pissed that she is not Robin, that it was taken away from her. And here you get nothing like that. She seems like she's this like fun loving deal, but she's laughing it up. They're fucking having fun. It just came off as weird, but. But I do think the art in this book, and it's not uh, – I do like car. the tie-up though because uh, Barbara does go to Jim Gordon. Well, this is what and... I'm getting at. What, what the problem with this book is to me before you say that, okay. with the art style that this is, has always led me to almost put it in the same realm of like a Harley yeah. Or it's always like this cartoony thing. When you have a, a a book where people smile and there's the freaking anime fucking things, you know what I mean? The teardrops and the, it always seems to me that it's not really real. It, that, again, not real, <laughs> but it's not in the continuity. And I know I it you. is. But you've even had this book kind of lay a little outside. You've never really had a lot of ties. Uh, but this one you do. And I loved it. I really did because that's when she goes to talk to her dad. And her dad mentions Mr. Bloom. And you even get what I really liked. You get a cartoony Batgirl version of Mr. Bloom. I loved it. I thought it was cool. And I really <laughs> liked the art. And it's going to be people pissed off because Babs Tar is not on it this, this month. It's, I uh, actually really I enjoyed it. the art. I really a lot. liked it. I'm telling you how Barbara looks and Jim Gordon looks when they're talking. I loved it. I really did. I, fuck, dude. I'm telling you, I really loved how Harper looked in this. Yeah, I did too. I, I like this better than... So do I. Uh, I'm sorry, it, and it's but it stays on the cartoony side. Like when, later, later on, we get Corporal Punishment. She's very cartoony. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of reminiscing of but fucking be, Babstar's yeah, style. Yeah, but because well, and they don't want to screw it up. This has got to be collected with that. You don't want to yeah. throw fans off. But well, tell tell that to fucking Batman Eternal. I know. Well, that's a different animal altogether. But what I like <laughs> though, is, like I'm saying, there's this cartoony style, but they're showing you that this is indeed happening. Where it's happening, um, all that is going on. And you have him, and, and basically Jim can't help. And he says, listen, please stay away. You know, the freaking GCPD. And this is, all, this is all at the beginning. We haven't really spelled it out. 
that she thinks the GCPD is screwing with her. She thinks that they have some, some hacked files, shit. they've hacked her stuff, <laughs> yeah. and they're screwing around with her. And she wants to know, do you know anybody? No, no, you know, just stay away. They, they know who you are. They know me. There's trouble. Uh, but then she goes back to her apartment, and there's that Greg. Greg's hanging out. And I like the part where uh, she, Barbara's like, oh, this dude's staying on my couch. Now- <laughs> It it can't be that simple, right? Just Greg just has to be a red herring thrown at well, you, right? And I think that maybe because you had uh, what's his name? Because even Jim says, "Oh, is that that other guy?" Uh, well, I can't even remember his name. God, no, I don't remember. Uh, Jeremy, remember yeah. Jeremy was a. And I think that this is like one of those where he's thrown in here to make you think something's wrong. I don't know because you know uh-huh. what's going on. I is he this bad guy? You think? You think that I, I, he's being that's controlled? The thing. Fucking the person, the person who was affecting Barbara is able to sneak into her bedroom at night and fuck with her brain. Here we have this guy who's out of nowhere. Last issue, it's crashing on their couch. Yeah, it has to be that. It has to it, be red. It has herring. to be a red herring because I'm telling you, it is too goddamn convenient. Yeah. Um. Would you say that there's a weird? There would be no weird way that you would think that that last, uh, that villain could be a version of the creeper, right? There couldn't be. No, no. Okay. Honestly, the villain of this, I believe, is uh, reimagined Spellbinder. Okay, because I was going to say, she had, Frankie really. That's just what they, I'm saying right well, now. Frankie really has that thing with, with the underwear, yeah. and and calls him a creeper, and it really threw me off. Like, huh? Are they kind of like throwing in the thing like early on that that's what you gotta? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he she catches him in Barbara's no, no, underwear saying, drawer. I'm, I'm saying if you're just rooting around a woman's underwear drawer and you're caught, you are a creeper. I know, but it's he's like, hey, she told me to go in there, and it's so stupid. I so, saw you smelling them. She yeah. told me to. She's, like, She's a mean? weirdo. But you put them on and took pictures. They were Polaroids, and nobody <laughs> has a Polaroid ca- camera you anymore. Used my camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nonsense. Uh, but then they, they want to infiltrate the GCPD. So they're going to use – it's going to be Spoiler, Barbara, Harper, and Frank. It's kind of a fun, cool plan. It's Ocean's Eleven, Eric. The only yes, thing I have – I have an issue because they have them – they have uh, Barbara and Spoiler dress up as policemen, right? Uh-huh. They get the outfits. They go in. Why is Spoiler – why does she have her purple backpack on? No police officer is going into the GCPD with the purple backpack on. It's so stupid. Why do they have that? T- I don't understand. That's almost like it's thrown in there so you realize it's her. I, well, I don't know. they didn't want you, they didn't want you to think it was Harley Quinn again. Yeah, I'm looking and I'm I, or fucking Doctor Poison. I was going through this and I was even looking and I thought that I saw um, what's his name from Gotham by Midnight, freaking uh, Jim. No, no. Yeah, Jim Corrigan. There's a guy who uh, reminded me of Jim Corrigan, but it's not. But you go in. I, I don't know. It's just, did you like this part, though? Oh, I enjoyed it enough. It was it was kind of, you know, silly, but it was fun enough. No, and here's the thing is this is when it but changes. But nothing ever really happens. No, well, this is when it changes to Moritat's art. And Moritat's right. art is definitely more on the lines of Babs. Oh, see, that's what the problem yeah. is. I didn't realize. I, you even said the credits. I didn't realize that yeah, it was split yeah, up. And I'm like, okay, she got, real, she got really cartoony here yes, to that, try to make up that's now. That's Moritat's okay. art. And I, I do like it. Or it could be vice versa. I don't know how these things go. But I, I, it does look like his style. But, yeah, right. it gets very uh, cartoony like a Babs Tar. And you get there and you get the worst guy, that guy, that creeper freaking uh, – police officer who comes up <laughs> I just that guy is the slimiest guy and then behind him though is corporal punishments like oh Vicky Vicky hey Vicky well, Vicky looks crazy right there Vicky has an eye patch I really going. thought it was a dude at first like, so why is that I? dude named Vicky I just thought it was a joke I thought it was yeah. like calling a fat guy tiny and it's Vicky 
and uh, they get they kind of call get, a guy with an eye patch, Vicky. Vicky, they they get caught again. This is just a lot of nonsense to me. You liked it, so you could talk about it because it, it was fun enough. I'm telling you, they freaking have to go in here and do this whole big plan. Frankie's running the operation remotely. We have freaking uh, Harper That's down operator. below. Operator, operator, Eric. Oper- and then, oh my god, they did it again. Where they just going to say, oh, I'm oh. Uh, yep. Operator, they fucking yep. keep doing that goddamn Oracle thing. That's yeah. pissing me off now. I didn't mind it at first, but why keep it going yeah. every fucking He's issue? But um, we have Harper down below at some like you know uh, basement or like um yeah the yeah. hell is it? She's she's at the technical fucking the wires and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. I want to say it's in, in like the subway the or something, room. the server room, yeah. whatever. She's dealing with the shit, and then we have Babs and freaking spoiler up there taking care of the computer shit, trying to make sure they don't get caught. Yeah. Something is triggered. If I get the real the freaking asshole cop who wants to fuck both of them, yeah, he realizes, wants them so bad. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. I reckon oh my, it's gonna yeah. fuck them so bad because he recognized Barbara Gordon, you're yep. Jim Gordon's daughter. Yeah. The only thing that you can say because uh, Stephanie throws a, a freaking uh, a phone off his amnesia? head and yeah, he's gonna not remember. But boy, he he wanted to fuck her. Maybe that's what he's gonna do. He's like, boy, I was really hitting on blackmail. If, if she freaking tells her dad, he's gonna kill me. He's Batman for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, yes, but they they run into a room where the SWAT team's all there. I I don't know why that many SWAT members are crowded up like that. That does not look like a SWAT formation to me. It hey, reminded I saw, me of I when. Saw the re- What's I saw it? the freaking special edition of Star Wars. Well, that's what it reminded me of. That's yeah. what they ran into a room with a hundred people. I'm like, there it is. Eric's gonna say something because it's Han running into a million Fuck stormtroopers. So stupid. But then, yeah, they're about to get caught or killed. I mean, these guys have their freaking sights on them. Hey, they got and, a no vigilante policy. And corporal punishment shows up and beats the crap out of all of them. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I thought maybe what's happening here is that Vicky had seen how awful those cops were to them. And they were kind of nice or whatever. Now she just wants to beat the shit out of everyone because then she attacks Honestly, them. Honestly, I really thought at first it was going to be like the like completion of a, my birds of prey in my mind for this book. Yeah. It's going to be these girls and now corporal punishment. It's this odd girl out there. Yeah, it'd be really so cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, when they're attacking, do you have the book up? Barbara yeah. throws her concussion bombs. Uh-huh. What do they look like? Uh, I'll tell to- you. They look oh, like, Jesus Christ. They look like a vibrators. bunch of dildos. They're vibrators. She's throwing vibrators at him. I don't understand. She's in the craziest position to do that as well. Yeah, that's pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they do not look like concussion bombs to me. No. I don't know what's going on. It's like Jess is there. Freaking, she's, it's freaking, I knew I was going to get back to this. It's Christmas time. Uh, yeah, actually, she's throwing them she's to the Jess. She's the dildo fairy. Jess is in the bathroom. She wants to put them under the sink. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, this all goes down. They they shock her because she has this uh, freaking techno techno muscle, muscle shit. So yeah, ridiculous. why not? Uh, Shocks them. They get out of there, and then you have what looks to be to me like the possible beginning of a Birds of Prey book, and it it is pretty cool. I'd really be into if it if you had that. I would love Barbara to be in it. Barbara, it kind of is busy. She said yeah. other things, but I would love to have her, and I, these three are great. And this the is what we've been so, asking Barbara's for. not really that busy. She has not fought a real fucking villain in so long. That's true. Maybe she's bored. Shit. I mean, basically, the big villain of this book was Corporal Punishment. 
Yeah, and then we get a little bit of like who I'm calling a reimagined spellbinder. Yeah, at the yeah end. it probably is. Um, but yeah, then she just because of the swirly face that he's got going yeah. on. She's with Luke. Luke is rubbing her hair and face, and he's like, "Baby, where's all those vibrators I bought you?" And she's like, "I, I don't know. I can't find them." Uh, and then they have a news item uh, just found Vicky with uh, every orifice with a dildo in it. I, I don't Phil, know what's going all on. All holes filled. All holes filled. Uh, but then that's when, uh, what's his name comes in? Kadar or Kadir? Kadir comes, sure. Kadir comes busting in. And this is the part that I didn't understand. He comes busting in here and he says, uh, hey, I got those schematics. I tweaked <laughs> them a little from the version Luke passed on to me, a little nudge there. I came up with this. It's uh, da, da. Hey, I hope you did the math right. Yeah, I didn't check it. What are you tweaking yeah, if you didn't even you, make sure what, the math was right? What are you tweaking? What do you think? He's like, man, we can make some big money on this. This is going to be great. You're going to save the world. I hope you did the math right. It doesn't make sense to me. Why Shh. wouldn't you check this out when you do your tweaks so and, you know everything will work? You're, you're going me, off the schematic yeah, that you just me, look at. It seems like she has her memory. She has just written down or replicated a schematic that she saw. I yeah. don't think she was doing math. She no. is just like, here's what I saw. I can remember everything. Here you go. I actually don't know how to count. Hey, Mr. Science, you know, you go. I could get very, you know, he's freaking Indian. He knows that stuff. Uh, I guess what she's saying, Eric. I didn't say that allegedly. Oh, no, absolutely but not. But no, don't you get that, that she gave him these schematics so that he can figure out if and when. No, and he the would thing figure is, out if it she work. gave the schematics to Luke. Luke yeah. gave him the Quadir. Luke gave him because Luke gave it's him the Kadir. It's whispered down the light at yeah, this point. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Kadir, that's his, like, that's his specialty. This is what he does. So Luke gets it. Luke is a smart guy. He runs a business. He sends it to the next guy. He sends it to the specialist. This guy takes the schematics. What is he doing? Like erasing a line and making it a different line? I don't understand. (laughs) He just erases, makes it a greater than symbol. Done. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, again, these are blueprints. They're a schematic. So he takes them. And Luke has definitely, in my mind, has said, hey. Barbara saw these. She thinks that this is what it was. You check it out and see if it will work. Then he goes a little crazy, does a little alterations. That's fine. But this whole thing of, I hope you did the math properly. You did, right? I'm not sure anymore. Bullshit. This is so stupid. And then they're walking. She's like, listen, I don't think we should do that. And again, how about this? Check the goddamn math then, Kadir. Go and get your goddamn scientific calculator and check because they go from here. And then she just basically says, I don't know if we should go along with, uh, you know, forward this. I'm not sure of myself anymore. I think that they could check the math, right? Don't I, you think? I would think so. That she says, hey. In my I mind, rec- Luke Fox has a whole bunch of geniuses at his disposal. Yeah. She says, hey, I um, this was a weapon at first. And I don't know if it's still there. I don't want to destroy Gotham. And it's just so weird. I'm like, what is this? Then, then first off, then just scrap it. Don't do it. Or, or check it. Somebody can check it. Make a prototype to see. No, don't even do that. Don't even do that. Yeah. Just check it. Just You're check saying it. if it says 2 plus 2 equals 10, no, the math no. wasn't right. It equals 4. Do it again. We're good. Do like, it again. Boy, I had to cough. I just shut off my mic because, damn, I have such a sore throat. But yeah, I then, thought I lost connection for yeah, a second. No, there. then you get the ending where you have um, the uh, spellbinder, as you say. And I think I'm not basically turn, basically turns it into this. Now, again, this is what I'm saying. It turns it into what she said. Like I'm, not, I don't know. I don't want to go forward. Whatever. Now it changes into what if we build it and it saves the city. What Yay. if we could save the world? It's worth the risk, Luke. Let's do it. Let's start the company. Okay, 
Luke has still heard what she really said. <laughs> it does not change what Luke heard. So I'm saying though, what all I imagine now, she'll wake up the next day, go to Luke. Hey, how's that machine going? You didn't. Sit, yeah. You said we shouldn't do it. No, I didn't. You no, fucking I didn't. asshole. You you jerk. You weren't listening to me again. You son of a bitch. Exactly. And then he'd be like, you know you what? Are a crazy bitch. Get you away from me and give this... me spoilers number. Spellbinder has gone to every girlfriend I've had and done this. Yes, really. They're like, uh, oh, Eric, you were such a great lover. And then he goes, oh, man, Eric, you only lasted five seconds. You're like, what, what is going on? What happened? Oh, goodness gracious. But I'm yeah, good with my mouth. It, it just is so nonsense. It's so goofy. It is so goofy. I, I like the. I do like the art. We said it earlier. Yes. I like the art even better than Babs Tar. Um, but I, I thought the story was a bunch of nonsense. There was too many things that weren't explained, and then when they were, they made no sense to me. They're just goofy. I gave it a 5 out of 10, or I will when I review it. Yeah, I uh, didn't mind it as much as you. I just had a fun time reading it because I, you know, I like the fact that I don't hate a Batgirl book. So I was yeah. having a good time enough. I like this whole heist almost aspect of the book. And um, I don't know. I think I'd give it a 6 out of 10 because I like the art. 6 out of 10, yeah. It yeah. just Again, this whole thing of this cartoony style in general, I, like I, I did say I like the art, but the cartoony thing just leads me to not take it seriously. It really does. It, it makes it seem like a joke. Oh, and, I haven't taken and, Batgirl seriously in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. And Ever since she story. fucking tried to stop a drunk driver after drinking a little bit. Yeah, and then, throw, and then throwing the driver. I can't even remember. The, the, didn't she try to make the drunk driver crash? She then fucking the, threw a grenade under his yeah, car. Yeah, a grenade under the car. That always That does stop them, I guess. And then he uh, crashed into a cafe. Yeah, yeah, that's great stuff. All right, that's And hilarious. I'm done with you yeah, for getting yes. the background. Yes, you are, and then you gave it to me, and I haven't liked it. I haven't hated it as much as you did at first, but then again, I think what happened was when you hated Batgirl, everybody so loved it. Now that I probably have given very similar scores to you, but the pack has come down to, to our level and it doesn't look as bad. But yeah, yeah. Brendan, Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart called us out and said that, you know, basically you were a jerk and weren't giving yeah. uh, constructive criticism. I'm I don't snarky. Know. It's weird. I have, I have not heard them high on their horse lately after I saw those sales, Eric. The yeah. sales are plummeting. They well, are. They've like, had delays. Like I like to say, though, weird science is ahead of the curve. Oh, ahead of the curve, huh? Yeah. Yes, I, I think so. I, I think that a lot of times these people get so enamored with the the creators and wanting to be best friends with them that they do tend to go a little high on these and also it seems like a lot of these reviewers uh like are really fooled by smoke and mirrors like yeah. if it's if it's out there and it's trending and it's a buzzword and things like that people seem to want to give it a good score um, well they have a good business plan unlike us and what i uh, was upset about with uh, this whole thing bringing up the feud that wasn't a feud between cameron stewart and brendan fletcher <laughs> and us um in our mind, we do go – We we're like Superman and that Superman Wonder Woman. We're a clean slater. Every right. issue, when we go into it, it's it's new. So if next week uh, or next month Batgirl kicks ass, 10 out of 10. Damn and right. then when we go to tweet these things to the people or talk to them about it, they they have uh, memories. We we don't remember things, but we nope. seem to think like, oh, well – We don't we're, hold we're, grudges yeah, issue we're like, issue. We're, we're really We really like this issue. And yeah, and then they're like, "Fuck you!" The last five, you said were garbage, and you know, yeah, you know how this was good. And Fuck nothing, off. again, people out there will think that we have a business plan. We're, we're not that smart. We just each issue is new. <laughs> we go with it and see what we like. But yeah, what's well, your pick of the week? I know what mine is. It's kind of weird oh. because we've we've talked about the books in so many different segments to put this together I know, now. Man. 
You want, Titans oh, Hunt. Okay. Uh, mine's actually Batman. Uh, Batman was my favorite book of the week, and that I think I said I'd give an eight. So the thing is, I I think I came up with this earlier just because I gave uh, Superman Wonder Woman an eight point three, and I gave uh, Titans an eight point five. Yeah, I did that just so I didn't have. I know you did. That's all you. I'm surprised you didn't give it an eight four five. Remember when I gave the one book a seven point seven five? We we don't go that many decimals. I I I fucking what are you doing? It seems so right to me. I don't know. A seven point seven five. I wish I could remember what that book was. I think I left it as that too. Oh Uh, Jesus! So funny. Uh, You want to hear what's coming up next week? Yes. You want to? Oh yeah, I give Batman. And I really like Superman, Wonder Woman, no matter what you say. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think it gave enough of uh, the tension that I wanted and ended up really odd. But yeah, next your, week. Your book of the week is Wonder Woman. No. Yeah, <laughs> if we went the opposite scale. Here we go. Next week we have some hits, Eric. Some right. hits. Aquaman, number 48. Is this yeah. still Colin Bunn? Yeah. You didn't, I uh. think so. You didn't mind the last issue. If I remember right, you said that the last issue was uh, decent enough. Uh, I thought the, the issue before that, I remember, not like I liked it enough. I don't remember what happened last issue, actually. I'd have to yeah, go you know what? I, I'm, and now you got me thinking. Maybe, I think it does end. I think this is his last issue, if, if I'm not okay. mistaken. I think all that starts February. Uh, then we have Batman and Robin Eternal, number 17. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I think it might be Steve Orlando, Aaron. Oh, God. Black Canary, number 7. Oh, my that God. Book, that book just comes, it always surprises us all the time Seriously? when it comes out. Uh, Cyborg, number 7. All right, I can't wait to start this new story arc to see where it goes yeah. from here on out. Both no more Tech the Sapiens or Tech Breakers. Yeah, it's, I'm sure they're still there. Black Canary number seven and Cyborg number seven, it's because they both were delayed. Um, yeah. Deathstroke number 14. I'm looking forward I love to Deathstroke. that. Looks like he's going to be going after Lex Luthor coming up. Uh, uh, what's um, that? Doesn't he go after Red Hood at some point? We saw from the yeah, April that's, I think that's the, last, the latest solicits. I think that he's going to be fighting Red Hood. He, basically, Deathstroke just goes around with a grudge against everyone. And I think that um, what's coming up is that gauntlet. Right. It's perfect. I don't mind. I don't care if every issue is him just has to go somewhere and beat the <laughs> shit out of somebody. I'm in. Uh, Grayson, number 16. See how that's going to go. I, I want to see how that book comes out of Robin War. Even like though it's, Yeah, even though it's not going to address a lot of that. But, yeah, everybody wants to see well, how the Court of the Owls is going to affect how he is it, in Spiral. It should not be in this because where we, we should pick up with him and Tiger working yeah. against Spiral or Tiger saying, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, it should. And I want to see how they describe the uh, time frame. Uh, I think that Grayson as a book, is uh, it's got a expiration date going now. I think oh, yeah. this is one that... They're going to change around and either make him back into uh, Nightwing, obviously maybe for this Titans book, but I think his solo book's going to change as well. If it doesn't change the name, if it does keep Grayson as the name, it's definitely not going to be Spiral forever. It's, it's getting too much uh, of the same thing over and over. Agreed. And it, it kind of ties him down. The Spiral thing ties him down to, to do things, even though they seem to let him go all over the place. I don't know where <laughs> Spiral was during that Robin War. It kind of just freaking hit that side button and off the nano freaking bots or whatever the fucking what are they called now i can't even remember I'm, I'm the, uh, yeah what oh, i can't think of either I fuck can't. me yeah yeah uh he-man the eternity war number 14 uh comes I, out i think this is the last issue yeah, I no no february has one more Really, I thought that the way they were spelling this out, that this was like the uh, the end, the prologue. This, this is the end, and the epilogue is the next issue. Uh, okay. Uh, then I believe. You, you get Justice League 3001, number eight. Um, I don't give a shit about that's that. That's going to be the whole... Uh, Flash review, the, I got you. <laughs> the female Justice League 3001. Uh, Justice League of America, number seven, Eric. 
God damn it. It even got delayed a week. I hate reviewing that book. Yeah. I I hope that. I've liked it enough. It just, I don't know. I want to see it because then, listen to this, Eric. Suicide Squad's most wanted, Deadshot and Katana, number one. I look forward to it. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. That'll be a big one. I want a good Katana book because that Anderson Senti shit was nonsense. Yeah. Superman, number 48. Yeah. I I don't even know what's going on with that. Kryptonite Solution. I, I'm good with that. We, yeah, as long we'll as we're see. out of myth brawl, I'm happy. Yeah. Superman, Lois, and Clark, number four. Love that book. That's good. In the latest solicits for April, it says that uh, they're concerned because John, little John is showing some powers there. Yep. It's going to happen. Teen Titans, number 16. Yikes. I think that's a Cassie story. Isn't that uh, Greg Pox starting up, though? Uh, no. I think, oh, that this, never mind. I think that everything, all of those, I think, are next month. Uh, the Omega Men, number eight. And then, I haven't read that book in so long. And We Are Robin, number eight. I'd like right. to. You say about that. Is that Greg Pock? And I just say no. Like, I know. I'm not <laughs> even sure. No, I don't think it is. I think this is probably one of the last issues. Of, February uh, sounds right to me. Well, I don't Pfeiffer know. Pfeiffer and maybe Scott Liddell will be in with it. Yeah, I think that's all February. Ah, uh, that's it, though. That is the Excellent. i got to go and edit this freaking monster. It's got, Watch yeah, football. Like 17 different files for me to edit together and whatnot. So if everything up until this point seems very choppy and crazy, I for, uh, please forgive me. And, uh, you know, if you don't, then go fuck yourself. And please forgive that? me for the TV section. Yeah, and, and Tim, I know you're listening still. Yeah, You can come around. You can send back another letter and say how much you love us. Yeah. Right? He loves hey, us. You know, you know, right now, as we're recording the ending of this podcast, my girlfriend is outside shoveling the goddamn She's car. shoveling? Out. That is not very chivalrous of you. Not at all, and I feel are, really are bad. Are you going to yell out the window door like, hey, hey, lady, you done yet? Because she well, left. You. We started recording this these sections. She was leaving to go get you snacks. Yep. <laughs> you sent her out to get snacks. Just drinks. Uh, and uh, actually, you say shoveling. It's a little misnomer. As you look out, can you see her? I the fucking windows on the other side okay. of the room. Well, you said she went. She doesn't have a shovel. You guys no. don't have a shovel, so she might be just scooping snow out. No, it's not. I probably told her to call maintenance and get a yeah, shovel off. Does that mean that they have one? They might. Yeah. You don't think that there's how many shovels that they have, and how many people are in the, these apartments that you don't think somebody else hasn't gotten a hold of them for these shovels. You I like saw her shoveling shovel. over the last break. Okay, so she she did have a shovel. Yeah. Okay, at least you have a shovel. You know, you would be a real awful guy if she was out there with a cup. You know, I got And the thing is, when we're done here, I got to think to myself, do I really want to get all fucking bundled up and go out there and no, help what, and take what over? I, no, what I think you're going to do is you're going to wait. You're going to keep the setup here. This is what you do. And then when she, you hear her coming up, and she's all tired, you hear her coming just at the door, you have the freaking things on, you're like, you know what, Batgirl oh, was baby. pretty good. I don't know that I like the art so much. Oh, wait a minute, Jim. Oh, uh, are you done? Oh, that sucks. We were just about to finish. We're on our last book. Well, you know what, Jim? I'll see you in seven. Boom. You sit down and eat your snacks. That's what you should do. Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to go down and hear like stuff about painkillers. Oh, I'm yes. going to get a, a lashing, a tongue lashing, I think. I told you, my wife is smart enough now that she knows. Not that she was mad. She was joking about that. Yes. But if she gets mad, she will never say anything out loud that, <laughs> I would, that we could possibly record. And then what would be great? How about this? I get her so riled up that she comes up and she starts screaming at me. And then we edit a back and forth with her and Jess. We have a full <laughs> file of them just yelling at us in different ways. Oh, it would be so good. Solid gold. 
I'll have to pretend that's my pretend thing now. I'll pretend we're not recording. Where she gets mad at me is when we say we're going to record and we do a five-hour podcast, but before and after we talk for like an hour, <laughs> and then she gets so angry. It, it always happens with Reggie. We get oh, home yeah. with Reggie, and boy, it's, it's a long time. And we were doing – what were we doing that night when it was me, you, and Reggie? It was the uh, promo. Promo, The yeah, promo yeah, yeah. for the uh, year-end awards. And we're talking, and we're doing it. My wife came up, and she had a text on my phone, shows it to me that basically says I'm an asshole. And I just – we're in mid-sentence. I'm like, I got to go, guys. Freaking disconnect. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. And getting yelled at for three hours. Uh, my wife uh, is – a weird sort of uh, thing where she is proud of the podcast that we do. She's a weird and sort of thing. also hates every bit about it and hates when I say, oh, me and Eric are going to do this. Or we're going to do this ahead of time. Oh, my God. I get, like, freaking heat vision right through my face. She uh-huh. freaking wants to kill me. But, yeah, Eric, you go help your girlfriend. Uh, or I just will. pretend we're doing the podcast. You'll just go out, just go out and supervise. You're like in dot. Just go out and, like, point, get the shovel. Yeah, don't be like me and shovel three minutes and freaking almost have a heart attack. It's tough. I do stuff. smoke a lot. Yeah, it's tough. There's freaking a lot of snow out there. Oh yeah, a lot of snow. Blizzard yeah. be damned. Podcast yeah. is finally finished. Podcast is over. It took us a long time here. Oh my god. All right, it's now four o'clock. We started this at uh, what? Ten o'clock. Well, I started at six trying to get that TV spot ready, and then I like, had yeah. like forty-five minutes in between waiting yeah. for you guys to get on. Yep. Yeah, I actually, my note things and getting the outline and all the news and stuff, I started at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And then I worked all the way up. We met with Reggie at 9.30, talked to him for too long, uh, and then started the podcast. We did that till what, 3.30, something like that? Yes. And then we had to stop and then start doing this again for another two and a half hours. Holy moly. All right. All right. That is it. I want to thank Reggie and Ryan for all they contributed for this podcast. Yep. If you want to find our written reviews, do it at www.weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. You're getting fancy with this. Anime. I know you like this shit. You can go to Twitter at uh, D- what is you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting. I want to get in. I want in on this train. <laughs> Weird Science DC. What? what and you can e- you can email us at uh, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. gmail.com and at, yeah, and if you enjoyed this crap fest, you could rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get Wherever your podcast. Wherever you download your yeah. podcast. And just, uh, you know, come to the site and talk to us on the message board and, and on the comments. And I don't go on that on message. Twitter. I do. I talk to everyone. I talk to everyone. Mr. Talk. All <laughs> right. That's it. Everybody. Y'all have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, that's the truth, baby. That's the clean truth. Oh, there he goes.